PKA 658 with our guest, Travis Bell. Taylor? This episode of PKA brought to you by ferrodistro.com, Lock and Load, and of course, Blue Chew. A bunch of wonderful sponsors. Hear more about them later. Travis Bell, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Good, I hope. Doing so good. Solid. It's unbelievably hot in in my house. It's it's like 105 degrees outside and my AC is not winning the battle 100%. And so I went and I put on a black shirt before the start of the show so no one can tell how much I'm sweating. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is uh, hotter than 10 hells here in Indiana, so we uh, we are right there with you. So Yeah, you're in the mix. Yeah, that's that's what sucks about like Missouri and Indiana is it gets hot as fuck here and it's humid and muggy, but you get no respect from the people in the south who think it's like worse there. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Check your It way. is worse. We also think we're better at football. No, that's well, it's okay, fine. That's... I mean the numbers <laughs> add up. <It's... laughs> Humidity, it's temperature. What no, is the temperature was, there today, Taylor? It's like 105. It, it has like heat warnings up to 112. Wait, um, 105 real temperature? Feels or like, like. Heat index feels like. No, 105 is real. The 112 is feels like. I got it. My phone lit up and was like, go inside. Like, Do you I, believe and, in global <laughs> warming? Do you believe that human beings have influenced global temperatures to rise? And that's wow. crap. And that's why we're getting this, these heat waves. I think we definitely impact temperature, right? I. I looked up St. Louis temperature. I have to say this. It's 100 degrees Probably there not. at like 7 p.m. 101 at 10 p.m. What? Yeah, what's, it, what's it? Yeah, like it's it's 97. Dude, I went to the grocery store today and I this poor fucking high school kid was pushing so many carts inside, <laughs> soaking wet. And I like waited for him behind the carts because he was pushing them all in and I needed to, to grab one. And so I waited for him to do his little unhooking maneuver. And he was like, he like looked at me just like a war veteran and was like, <laughs> it's so hot out there. <laughs> he told me that. And I was like, I do not envy you today, man. That sucks. But yeah, shout yeah. out to that guy. Shout out to that guy. But I, 101 at 10 p.m. is is hot. That's impressive. Yeah. That's respectable, even though it's Missouri. Yeah, well, your 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 uh, grocery cart guy—that would have been last day for me, right? I'd have been like, "I'm out. See you later." Yeah, so. you don't you don't do well with hot, terrible jobs. Well, it's just uh, this doesn't do well mm. with. And uh, <laughs> if you're out in clouds for moments, you're like, "Oh, it's so pretty out." Then you come back in, and if you can't tell, I'm red because we're of course never-endingly remodeling the whole backyard all all the time. So. So are you on like a compound now? You said you have a, an office in your yard. and, and a, Yeah, so uh, um, I live on the street I grew up on, which is bizarre. Um, <laughs> I, I lived at uh, about 30 blocks away, and I drove past this house my whole life, and it had a 48 by 40 pole barn in the back, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, we can put all our junk back there, or my junk back there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a house that was built in the 50s, and it's – maybe has orange brick and my beautiful wife is like, you expect me to move into a home with orange bricks. And I go, but look at the building that had no Wait, permission. And no permission. To be? Uh, I don't know anything but orange for my wife. Yeah. And uh, at that point, so we ended up buying it and remodeling it. And then there was old broken down greenhouses behind this property. And it had trees sticking out the top that were 400 feet tall, like crazy, like ridiculous times 700 trees and so we purchased that property and spent about three and a half years on a 1977 case backhoe that i had no business driving or owning 
uh, that I bought out of a, out of a cemetery that all it ever did was dig graves its whole life. Ooh. And so, uh, after that, uh, we now have this big monster building and, Evil. uh, go-kart track and all kinds of crazy stuff out back now. You so. took down a forest with a backhoe? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, did our best. Is that the right tool? I, I, must oh, be no. No, no. You scoop it no. out. Yeah, that's no, not how you do trees, right? <laughs> like, no, it was. Uh, it was. You were supposed to push them over with bulldozers and things, but uh, you uh, use what you have available. And what we had available was a 1977 case backhoe. Do you save money by buying your own backhoe, as opposed yeah, to hiring yeah. someone oh, with yeah. the right tool? Okay. Oh yeah, end, yeah. Because it's 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 here at any time. I mean, we used it today. Like it's. Uh, it's a part yeah, of the yeah. property now. So, yeah, I mean, I it, and I bought Damn. one of like those Kawasaki mules and it was like, I would never use this thing because you like roll up like Mr. Rourke on the thing. And mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I'm on the I drove it here 10 minutes ago. So it's uh, it's you know. it's mild compared to the mule. But I have a golf cart with a yeah. pickup truck bed on the back. It's this plastic thing. <laughs> and uh, thing oh, ever. my God, I use it all the time. Constantly. Sure. And yeah. every time I hop in and I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not walking a hundred feet. That'd be, that'd be horrible. Oh, heaven forbid. That. <laughs> that's, that's I want to talk about this fucking backhoe though. Like think about mm. what that is. It dug the countless graves, countless, easily yes. hundreds, maybe thousands mm-hmm. of graves. If it, yeah, it so not countless, know. but yeah, we have, well, if we don't, we didn't, if you don't keep count, then it's countless. <laughs> it could right. be three in reality, but I'm on team Kyle here. That's you totally know what counting. Countless graves. Countless graves. It's it. There's a there, there might be some evil in there, right? Some everyone talks about haunted houses. This well, is- and then also you you think that uh, you know we're, we'll probably talk about the ridiculous ambulance that I own, but it does have a gurney on the back of it, in it. And we, as we drive across the country and do things, we're like going, God, how many people have died on the gurney in the back of this ambulance? So, but right? you know, it's uh, so it's the original count, gurney, countless, countless. So it's uh, an original it's the- gurney. Yes, and it's from Atlanta, so it's the Dan Gurney. But uh, you know, who knows how many yeah. people have died on that thing? Definitely some, absolutely you know, some. The death thing actually held me back. I so I used to be into off roading in a very serious way. So I had this sure. dedicated off road buggy type thing, and along with it is the need to tow and a place to sleep by the woods. So I was thinking about an ambulance, but I really didn't want all the death. It. What I'm going to sleep they back are, there, or everyone? Yeah, died? they are uh, they are creepy, and when you get start messing around or needing switches or things out of the ambulance, you're like going, "Oh man!" Like they had to keep someone alive in this thing. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, back to Kyle's morbid uh, thoughts of backhoes and were there and any evil backhoe? Were there the any weird uh, de- the dead in it? Any stains? Any like odd smells when you got it? No, it's uh, uh, sanitized for our protection. Let's hope so. I would hope so. You guys ever ridden in an ambulance as a customer? No. Oh, yes. I've been in the back. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, I've had to call. I've had to call my starter wife from the back of an ambulance uh, after being T boned once. So it was. Uh, it was. I was a like starter wife. Oh yeah. If, if this you've is never what the pre trophy wife is called. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> now my wife is the CEO of my life, but mm. everybody. Every, well, not everybody, but occasionally you make a mistake here and there. So. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly do, Travis. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you guys, I made different Christ- mistakes. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> everyone makes dumb mistakes all the time. Their entire life. If you hear Christopher Michaels talk about it, Christopher Michaels calls it the my wife at the time. And uh, <laughs> we just we call it the starter wife. So, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said the uh, ambulance came from Atlanta. Um, I know Vin Wicker, gir- those get what's the that? gurney came from the gurney in the ambulance. Oh, came from okay. Wait, so did you like assemble a so not sold as a set? Look? Yeah, so yeah, oh, that's actually what's that? cool. Yeah, that's very yeah. retro. The people who died in that would have died anyway Ooh. by now. That's a good well, that's, oh, wait, wait, that's who's the hamburger run. That's my ambulance. Who's like dressed that. as the cannonball run, dude? You? Who is that? So I'm I'm the bald guy, obviously leaning against it. Uh, right, the guy right. that dressed, dressed as Captain Captain right. Chaos is uh, my buddy Matt Davis, and he looks exactly like Don DeLuise. And then the uh, <laughs> like the, 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 the guy that's hanging out of it is the current Cannonball Run record holder, Arnie Toman. And that is wow. the 1978 uh, r- replica of what is left of the Transcon Medivac built exactly as the original one was. Have you ever I think our around? audience and co-hosts might be too young for Cannonball Run. Kyle, did you maybe see it? No, I have never seen the movie. Um, I I'm am aware of it. Too young for that. Yeah. yeah, I know. Oh man, you guys can't appreciate how well done this picture is. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed yeah. it. I can tell by your appreciation of it. It's done very, very well. But okay. have well, you ever ter- like run a red anything like that? Flipping the lights on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Well, That's but but the out. problem is if if you're out testing it or getting it ready for an event or or a cross country run because if if Woody's driving a Lamborghini and Kyle's driving a Ferrari and Taylor's driving a you know Corvette, you guys are going to run into traffic at some point in your time in you know across mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. All I have to do is hit the lights and sirens and everybody gets the hell out of my way. And they don't and even if you don't have it on, they still get the hell out of your way. So it is uh in nineteen seventy nine also- they Brock Yates and how how Needham came up with this idea, and that was the that was the Transcon Medivac. That's yeah, awesome. And it, but in modern days, if I'm a cop and I see that thing, it's so odd looking that I wouldn't stop you because I'd be like, oh, I bet that's one of those special organ transfer ambulances. Or, or, or oh, I bet it's got that guy yeah. that's got the fucking bubonic plague I heard about. Like, <laughs> sure. pull and, them and, over. and we have one of those little like uh, coolers in the bag that says organ transplant. I mean, there's. You the, should be the, holding uh, in your hands. Yeah, yeah. the cannibal yeah. run stuff is Can not about. <laughs> Yeah, it's always cooler. about the story more than anything else. So. Yeah, Man, that's cool. I want something haunted. Yeah. A backhoe, a backhoe, ambulance. ambulance. Something with the history here. of death. What would it take sure. for any of you to actually get rid of something that had that? Like, if you had a backhoe that was used in digging graves, or if your ambulance suddenly started moaning at you, like, what would it take? <laughs> oh wait, All right, wait. You're talking about like actual? I'm talking about like if it's something, something really device? has to happen. What would actually have to happen? How many cracks in the night? How many weird? It turns on on its own. Turns to the same radio station. Stuff you could explain away at first, but it's too odd. Okay, so let's let's barring the let's say haunted radio actually going. Hey Kyle, it's real. <laughs> like like as long as it's sort of no, like it's putting that song like the end of The Shining on over and over when you don't. Or, or like maybe my clock radio like it, it plays the same scary song like suggestive songs like everywhere you go I'll be watching you like like stuff like that. I'm like what like, what the fuck four times today. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think if if enough weird stuff started happen I you know I'm not attached to a clock radio enough to just I'll just get rid of it but if it what if it's expensive 
What if it's your car? Yeah, that's right. So if 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 you will roll out to whatever your car is this week and you're like going, dang, that same song's on and magically like it just opened the garage door by itself. And you're like, bro, it's got come. This is has. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. You got to get rid of it. It's going to there's that movie about the car that tries to kill you. I think it's called The Car. Isn't it's terrible? Well, no, there's, there's one a, called there's the a car remake of it one. called the yeah. car. No, the, the truck, the, 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 the semi or the truck. The classic. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Christine. Yeah. They do this thing, in Christine. I can't remember what kind of car that is. It's beautiful. Um, it's, it's hard to remember. Plymouth, Plymouth Fury. You're right. So 19, yeah. 1958 Plymouth Fury. Yeah, they do this thing where they play the footage in reverse of it. They destroy it, and then they play the footage in reverse, so it looks like it's healing on its mm-hmm. own, and it's pretty good effect for the time. And you know, I think it's a yeah. TV movie, Stephen King type thing. So uh, yeah. yeah, the idea of devices it was a turning movie. on us. It was. Yeah, a movie it was. Movie. A, yeah, it was a novel first, and then it became a movie. Movie, of course, if it was a Stephen King thing, and then it you know takes possession, like if Taylor owns Christine, and then we're all like, bro, you should like maybe not hang out with your car as often. And then he just like becomes this other guy. I'm like, but it's Christine. I have to hang out with her. And we're like, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, Taylor's off the friend list now. So <laughs> then, yeah. Then you got to stop hanging out with me because yep. Christine or whatever car, whatever ghost demon is tempting me is going to convince me to come get you guys. Cause that's what demons the are. want to settle for one person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I will say this. I just moved into a new place maybe three weeks ago. And mm-hmm. at night, sometimes I'll hear some noises and I can't really put my finger on exactly what it is. It's nothing nefarious. It's it'll it's just like cracks and pops. It sounds like. I don't know, like the boards are being stepped on and being is it like a tinny high pitched noise no. that you have all the time. No, no <laughs> it's, it's cracks and pops like of wooden stuff in the like walls and stuff. And the thing is, the dog. Uh, I've seen the dog multiple times go into a room that nobody goes into and bark at the wall. Like, how old wall. is this house that you moved into? 20 years, let's call it. Oh, you know, okay. It's got so, some ancient estate. Like, right. I'm just making sure that, yeah. you know, there's, yeah, there's got, not a guy. indoor plumbing and such. But this, when the is dog. Is it the dog barks, with Down syndrome? It's different dogs. Like it's okay. the young dog and the old dog. That is they one both... um, the dog with Down syndrome. <laughs> None of them have Down syndrome. It's just un- it a husky with a big head. Travis, you have to understand. Kyle is a dog with Down syndrome, and he doesn't like to admit it. <laughs> and he doesn't like to admit it. And we're totally like fine with it. He's the one who thinks it's bad. Good boy, Zach. Can you right? possibly find the picture? He's a know. great boy, a and we love him. And there's nothing wrong yeah, yeah. with him having that. Rock, you're right. talking shit. <laughs> now, he can't understand us, and we know why. He <laughs> doesn't speak English. Even if he spoke English, poor he guy. <laughs> the <laughs> other dog be funny. like walks straight up to the wall, and again, just moving this house. I'm not. I'm not a disgusting person. My house is. My house doesn't have flavors. My my walls don't have flavors. The what I'm saying is the dog's licking the wall, licking the paint, mm. the well, drywall funny. on the, and the same spot that they were barking earlier. And uh, and so I'm a little afraid there may be something. Do you dead live wall, close was... to a church, like an exorcist? I mean, do we <laughs> do um, we need to come and and do something? There's a to temple. Your... A temple. I mean, I what you probably want to do? I would, um, if I really thought I had a demon problem, the last thing I would want to do is just pick one religion and have them come because then they the the priest who comes he knows that i don't know anything about demons and so i'm going to trust what he's doing with the demon stuff if i bring like a monk a priest um uh, a rabbi, rabbi 
uh, the other flavors, Buddhist Various guy. holy men, shaman. And then I bring them, and I schedule them all at the same man. time, almost like, uh, and then this is gonna they, be a joke, right? they almost have to compete. So a monk, a priest, and a rabbi walk into Taylor's. Yeah, walk into Taylor's. <laughs> and then they realize, oh, I got scammed. But they're like, which way to Kyle's house? Yeah. <laughs> You're wasting our time. And it's like, show, what are you me to the, uh, show me to the dog that licks the walls. It's fucking Actually, scary. When it, it, would, it would come down to the pricing. Whichever one offered to do it the cheapest, I would try them first and then reverse order. I bet mm. the priest would be the cheapest. I bet he would too. He has a family. There's, there's the most of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's got to be way more. There's a million more priests than rabbis just because there's more Catholics than Jews. So when's the last time you saw a Catholic priest in a uh, costume? Oh, uh, like probably. Oh, we found it. The dog. That's Kyle's dog with Down syndrome. Oh, that's him. Yeah. That's <laughs> Whoa. I mean, See? either. The Either that's a bad angle or the dome on that dog is <laughs> yeah. humongous. It's, really a, it's a good angle. <laughs> I, just, I had just, I don't like to say rescued, but I'd just gotten him and he'd had a hard time of it. He's really underfed. He's, he's got street cred. Like yeah, he's, he's, like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's got he looks crayon like a eating, dog. eating all the crayons in Kyle's house. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky. Where's my glue? Rocky! <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, they're trashing you online. You don't even know. I feel guilty for how funny this is to me. I'm not even the one saying it. The dog doesn't care. <laughs> no, he doesn't care. He's retarded. He's a good boy. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, I, I, art... do, I don't fear evil. Uh, like the idea of uh, like ghouls and goblins living in my home. But mm. uh, and, and I'm not even sure I believe in like the concept of evil, really. You know? Like serial like, killers? Like, like that's evil. Well, I. Is it though? Like, like maybe they're to them, yeah, it's definitely. no different than like a fox scooping up a vole. No, no, no that's survi that's survival. Yeah, that's, uh, there's so the, the Ted Bundy killed for survival. He ate every part, and so that's, that's different than when he kills for fun. Jeffrey Dahmer, of course. Thank uh, you for coming. your hero. One of my heroes. <laughs> that guy. One of, my... one of my many. Yeah, that. And so, no, I, I'm pretty sure you can nail that down as evil, right? You're you're killing other people. You're taking, you're like stealing years of their life away. Yeah. Just, just stealing it from them. Yeah, that's bad. What if you could literally steal it? What if when you killed someone, you took their life, you took their years they had remaining? It's like vampirism. But better. Yeah, that would still be bad. Unless you're the vampire. I think it's better than vampirism, Woody, because with vampirism, we got to drink blood every day. That's icky. No, I was just thinking that's not how... It's not like vampires need to kill someone to get like... Like, like when Taylor's got, what, 50 years left, tops? So I kill mm -hmm. him and get 50 more years? That's not how vampires work. Yeah, vampires are already... They're already immortal. They But mm -hmm. they will... But they will die without blood. So yeah, blood's the only thing that they need. Okay, I see. All right, maybe I see where you're coming from now. Right, they'll just get all dehydrated. Like, no, like they... <laughs> That lemon on the backside of the fruit bowl that gets all shriveled up, like just turned into that guy. It's a, <laughs> it's a sad lemon. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much a lemon rots, it never gets gross. That's the beauty of a lemon. I don't know about Wait, that. I, I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't because, trust the science on this one. No, no, no because of the fresh uh, yeah. smell of the lemon and the citrus, the, the bacteria never. No matter how old the lemon gets, no. you can just it delete it. Trust Kyle. Eat, when it gets shriveled and little, then now you've got a sweet lemon. That's how it works. Now Look, I was a, I was a club dish jockey for 26 years, and when the barbacks yeah. would le would leave the lemons out for weeks at a time, 
I would, there's no chance in hell that you're correct, <laughs> Kyle. More sweet lemons for me. <laughs> yeah, so oh, man, there's, there's, that, there's the lemons. Mm, you can't yeah. cut it. Yeah, you can't <laughs> cut it. You can't, oh, what are you going to do? Just stare at it? Like, ooh, look at that. Kyle, have some. <laughs> open it up, it's no good anymore. So Travis, you mentioned you have a giant course in your backyard on your estate. It's yeah, it's for course. go-karts and motorcycles that you're you're in and you're driving them, right? Uh I get motion sick, so I'm the the host of this event even <laughs> though I do race across the country with uh my cannonball friends. I still um and I do DJ on cruise lines. <laughs> I am on more <laughs> I'm on more dramamine that's physically allowed um and but yes, I uh we built a walking path for like the neighbors and the, and Kyle's dog with neighbors and stuff like that, just to, you know, walk around the path. And then we, uh, we fenced it in and did everything. And then of course, one of my heavily intoxicated friends was like, dude, you don't have a walking path. You've got a go-kart track. And I was like, and so of course that turned into the backyard 400 and we had a 33 carts in our backyard when they all have to, they all have to look like Shriner carts though. They can't be, like a shifter cart with the mm. Hans device and helmets and all that. Well, helmets and we needed those, but mm. needless to say, uh, we had 33 carts and, and had a go-kart race in my backyard. And is it a dirt uh, track? Course, no, it is a paved one third mile go-kart track with uh, 12 turns in my backyard. That rules. I can't. So I fun. had my driveway paved, and it was a financial event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, financial event of the decade. That is it. There's, uh, there is some of the paved path that goes back behind them, probably about a third of a mile. That is the uh, turn seven and eight that go between the trees, and we weaves in and out. And uh, that's what everybody had to look like. You could not show up. You had to have a body on the cart, and it was a six and a half horse, and. Uh, it was the craziest. I was I was very sure we were going to put somebody's leg all backwards. Out. What's the, what do you what's the top speed you get up to in these little cars on on your? Uh, un- unfortunately, it's about forty one miles an hour. Whoa! Whoa, that's pretty quick in those. Yeah, no, that's and, deadly in those. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then of course you know if you get shoved off the track, you're going to end up in a tree, and uh, yeah. So that uh, the person. The, yeah, that's my brother-in-law going ass over tea kettle right there uh, in turn eleven. And uh, he's wearing his gear. Uh, he yeah, ended he's up, wearing a helmet and a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Does he have well, gloves on? yeah, we kind of. Uh, that's him again. He was notoriously on two wheels all day, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, we made sure everybody wore gloves and long sleeve shirts until my brother-in-law showed up, and then uh, he just went out there and uh, laid the wood, and uh, we we had like. We had a mariachi band for the mm-hmm. for the opening ceremonies. We had uh, everything, uh, a grand marshal. If you won the Backyard 400, you won a 1989 Chevy Cavalier Z24 convertible. So I have never seen more oh. people competitive over a of Cavalier. That's awesome. Your brother-in-law's yeah. got an Alpine Star t-shirt on. That's got to have some level of protection. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, like I said, you got the they Corvette, clothing, whatever. That's Chris Michaels up there in a uh, oh, that's on uh, Vin Wiki and he's on the Hot Wheels challenge. He's driving the little Dodge Mini Ram up there. So uh, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. And uh, there was a, there's a comedian called Alex Morrison and he is like notorious for like 305 come alive or some crazy. He can do it substantially better than I can. 
but we invited him up here and he was our grand marshal. So it was ridiculous, but you can see there's a fence all the way around the property and, and there is a go-kart track in my backyard. That looks like an expensive fence. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I have a, I have great neighbors except one. So uh, he, he, got, <laughs> he got the fence. Yeah. So. yeah. He doesn't right, like that, the go-kart course. That's, that's an expensive fence. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he, he is difficult, and um, I've lived on this street basically my whole life. He's lived here for three years, and I should never know my city inspector, but I know him all real good because of my uh, my neighbor mm -hmm. on the other side of the fence. Quick question, so, Travis: nice. Is it yeah. possible that you are difficult? Yes. Mm. <laughs> You're like my neighbors. He complains about the go kart races I hold in my backyard. Uh, he's always What's like, it? "I'm 85. I have dementia. It scares me." It's, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's it's once a year. I mean, uh, you know, it's they're not out there racing right now. It's one day a year, and so uh, you know, if you know, if uh, he can't live with that, that's not a problem. There's a fence, so enjoy the fence. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Do you, now, my initial first concern is like, ah, oh, what if one of these fellows cracks his skull open on my little course out here in my backyard, and then I yes. have to sell my fence to pay him off? <laughs> <laughs> or with like, a backhoe or whatever. Yeah. Do we sign waivers before we hop Yes. In the oh, yeah. But that waiver is about as good as the paper it's on. It's, Are uh, you in Georgia? Yes. No, we're in uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. We are about four miles from the track, maybe maybe six miles from the track. So, oh wow! So if you get we bored are, of your track, you just go to that. Well, track. I I I own one of the uh, I own a Winston Cup car uh, from the very first Brickyard 400. So uh, yeah, I uh, I have problems. And the last time I went to Indy to drive to drive it around the track with Ed Boley and then a bunch of our YouTube friends. Uh, we got rained out. We were actually had a pass to drive it on the track, got rained out. So uh, I drove it home. And uh, <laughs> so out there on the interwebs, there's uh, me driving. That's it. That's my number 99, uh, Danny's, Danny Sullivan's car from the very first Brickyard 400. He, oh, man. he also won the, uh, won the, won the 1985 uh, Indy 500. Then the city of Indianapolis put him in it. That's it. And Zach, uh, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Yes, I, I, uh, I drove it uh, down 465 and all the way home because I was shitty. So I we had a pass <laughs> to get on the track, but we uh, that's pretty we awesome. Got, we got canceled. So if you kind of Google out there the uh, Chevy Lumina NASCAR on 465, I drove it 16 miles home. <laughs> so <laughs> and is that like frowned they, upon? Oh yeah, let's uh, let's yeah, it's loud. It's, Oh yeah, it's and, it wants, and, it wants, and it wants to go left a lot. So it's, <laughs> it's fucking loud. Yeah, I didn't yeah. consider how loud it would be. Yeah, I didn't consider that. It, does it just pull left all the time? Pulls left hard all the time. It is set up to go left. So uh, you know, we left out of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, drove down. It was myself and Ed Bolian and and Jared Pink from Questionable Garage, and Jared was driving my Ute. Ed was driving one of his crazy exotic cars mm -hmm. and uh they just followed me up onto the highway and i just went home so you should have had your police car escort you Shh, man that thing i uh <laughs> i have no idea how i'm don't have a felony because of that car but we that was probably the funnest accidental purchase i've ever made in my entire life how'd you accidentally buy the cop car so it was for sale on ebay 
Um, so let's see, I'm trying, let's see, my daughter is 28. So she was 14 when I bought it. So at 14 years old, she went with her dad to go buy this brown and tan Indiana sheriff car that I bought off of eBay up in Northern Indiana in Miami County. And they were going to drive it in the local demolition derby because it was a, it's a 98 crown Vic, but it had a knock in the motor. And uh, it wouldn't have lasted very long, but it would have been like, you know, race against the cops kind of thing, wreckers wreck against the cops or something. And they never used it and they put it up for sale. And I was a high bidder. So I went up there and bought it and brought it back home and put a brand new Ford four, six motor back in it. And I drove it full decaled up as a full <laughs> code cop car for two and a half years. So Damn, that's uh, we, hilarious. Did you dress up ever? Uh, no. And, and in Indiana, you like police officers can't have goatees. They can't have, you can have like the Magnum PI mustache, but you can't have a goatee. But that is me as, as the sheriff that I bought it off of driving it up onto my trailer. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, we drove it and drove it and drove it. And then, um, we let the plates go out on it. We didn't, uh, uh renew the registration one year. So I drove it into, uh, some little bitty hillbilly, well, the county that is two counties over mm-hmm. and got pulled and got pulled over in it. And, you know, the officer comes up and of course I'm just standing there and he goes, you know, where'd you get this thing at? And I said, I bought it on eBay and I had the auction in the glove box. I had driven this thing for two years. <laughs> I had, uh, I have eaten more free McDonald's on that car than any <laughs> other car. And, you know, we, so after funny. after seven, you get a free car wash at the big car washes. Like we, you know, other cops will wave yes. at you, and you're like, you're like, hey, you know. But you know, it will, I love it. it. It will. It'll go. You know, <laughs> down the highway at at a, 150 miles an hour, but it won't go down a two lane road at 30 because everybody else is doing 29 miles an hour in front of you. Yeah, uh, mm. because they're scared to death. So, but we had it. Got pulled over. Um. It got towed in and I, they took my little auction with me or with them. And then of course called up to Miami County, Indiana and said, uh, Hey, this guy's driving around an old Brown and tan Indiana, Indiana sheriff car. And they said, when we sold him that car, we undecaled the car and they called the Ford dealership where they took it, where the motor was knocking. And they said, no, when that car came in here, that car had no decals on it. Mr. Bell redecaled the car. So he's impersonating a police officer. And I was like, you gotta, you know, you're all lying, but there's mm-hmm. no way for me to prove it other than my 14 year old daughter, now 28 year old daughter took that picture of that officer driving it up onto the trailer because she had her first digital camera and went out in the country with dad that day to go buy a car. So she saved my rear end and my daughter took that picture and I took it back and I said, here's your sheriff driving it up onto the car and I'm in front and it is fully decaled the day I bought it. So, uh, they gave, they gave me my car back. They, uh, I went and renewed the registration and like the people at the impound lot were like, there's no way he's going to get his car back. And now you're back on the street serving up Travis brands of justice. Yes. (laughs) And uh, we sold that to a cinema vehicle service place and they blew it up on the movie death or grind or uh, planet terror It's one of those Quentin Tarantino's movies. So I had uh, bent the law until it broke and it was, uh, it was time to let, let it go. (laughs) Good for you. That's great. I, I didn't know you could just buy cop cars and drive around in them. You kind of can't. 
You can. Well, he did. So <laughs> I guess they were supposed to remove the decals. I the shocks lie. The, the the cops lied to save their own bacon and put you in trouble. That I'm yeah, and, and and the Ford dealership did too. They were like, no. Now that it came part in. is extra shitty. Like, yeah, yeah. I get well, the cop and then of course, lying because that's cop shit. But the Ford yeah, dealership. They, uh, yeah, well, and then they came, you know, they came up and they're like, oh, Mr. Bell, the, the Miami County Sheriff says he would never sell a car like that. And I'm like, well, I agree with him. He should never have sold a car like this. <laughs> and they go, and we went one further. We called the the Ford dealership and I go, mm-hmm. and then I go, I just started, I laid out pictures after pictures after pictures that my daughter took that day. And I go, here's the officer I bought it off of. Matter of fact, here's his name. Here's his bidder ID. And they were going shit you know so i will yeah. like where's my car at i'll be all right and the license plate i had one of those like dare to keep your kids off drugs plate off the back of it <laughs> but you in indiana of course you know owning a license plate company i love personalized license plates so mm-hmm. it said it said donut on the back of the plate on it. <laughs> so what does a license plate company do do you make them for the state or you make like vanity plates for fun so Here's here's Woody and I's moment here. Think of every television or movie star car you can think of mm-hmm. or your favorite one. And we are the company that makes the license plate for it. So in Back to the Future, when the DeLorean goes back in time and Marty McFly Spins picks up the spinning license plate, mm-hmm. but it's cold because time travel is cold. He drops it. The license plate says out of time. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so we are the company that makes the out-of-time license plate. And, of course, you have to have the registration stickers that go with it. But the uh, So every Hollywood star car to movies that aren't even out yet, uh, we are the company at CelebrityMachines.com. We are the company that make uh, – that's Will Smith's uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Remember the taxi took him home to Bel-Air? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, and the license plate said Fresh, and that was it. Do you have any competitors or do you own this business exclusively? We do. A lot a lot of people knock our plates off because it's very easy for Taylor and me to just type in Helvetica like fresh, you know, whatever yeah. else. But to actually emboss the plate and make it correct and make it California fonts, you know, each state has their own fonts and things like that. So to make mm-hmm. it dead money exactly screen accurate as it looks. But what what is cool is because yes, that fresh prince plate is neat. But if you caught up to Will Smith and had him autograph it, it's even cooler. So a lot of autograph dealers and people will buy from us because, you know, sure, if you're if you have a have a signing with Cheech and Chong, they're signing eight by 10 pictures of themselves. But if you have the license plate off of their car, then they will sit there and go, oh, my God, I got the license plate from the love machine. So uh, but, yeah, we do every uh like i said movies that aren't out yet things that haven't haven't been released um and i could drop you a couple if you want to know some things we're working on and uh um, really cool so they are filming a sequel to the bill paxton's twister twisters yes so strike uh, now <laughs> yep so they are uh uh of course the hero car is a red dodge truck and basically if you twitter uh uh, filming Twisters or Twisters 2 or anything. Uh, it's just, that's the plate from the new Twisters movie. And there's nothing to it other than an Arkansas plate. And so we make the plates for that. 
Uh, they're doing, there's a show on Peacock called Twisted Metal. It was a video game we played when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the bad guy, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the new Twisters. But so uh, that's kind of a fan-made one there, but still, it's the same routine. But in, in Twisted Metal, like the bad guy car was a an ice cream truck, and that's on Peacock. And so there is a Subaru with double machine guns on the hood, and the and the guy that played Captain America is the is the guy who drives that. And his car is called Evelyn. And so we do the Evelyn plates that are on his. And but so you know we nice we never we never know what we're going to get a call for like you know lawyer up from breaking bad oh, yeah, when, they yeah. had, when they had to do all those um jurassic park is on its 30th anniversary believe it or not to make everybody feel old yeah. um, <laughs> new mario brothers movie we had to do the plates for the new mario brothers movie and uh, so we just uh, you know we it's weird to tell people that you make license plates for a living and yeah. you're like well i've yet to have a felony but i'm still working on it and um but you know i I have gotten calls from, you know, hey, we need 2,500 Ecto-1 plates that are rusty for the premiere of of the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I'm like, Shh, when do you need them? <laughs> and <laughs> so they'll be like, uh, and I don't know, we've got, uh, so there would be the normal one, and then that's the rusty one. Oh. And so we work with them, and then, of course, you know, they call for all kinds of weird stuff. So, yes, um, it is every Hollywood car you can think of. We are the company that puts the license plate uh, that is sold to the consumer or sometimes on the prop department on the back of the plates or on the back of the cars. Oh, that's cool. That's to sell it cool. directly to the prop department. So it's like, yeah. oh, that one. Yeah, we made that one. And it's in the movie. And I can see it go by screen at 100 miles an hour. And I'll be like, yep, I know who did that or whose, whose <laughs> plates that is. And Everyone. Um, yeah. Did you notice? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like being a disc jockey, like take me to Applebee's. I'm like, oh gosh, when was the last time you heard this song? And they're like going, what? I go, you can't hear. Ah, don't worry. About how, it. Uh, so, how long have you been doing the DJ thing on the cruises? So I was, a, of course, I, re, I was a club disc jockey for 26 years. And I, all I wow. played was retro, retro music, 70s and 80s music. I've played Dancing Queen more than ABBA has ever sang Dancing Queen. <laughs> and so, and it's it's a very niche thing because to consider 90s music is now 24 or 23 years old. And that's the newest 90s song is 23 years old. So yeah. you have to you have to realize that that you know, if you're like going, holy crap, you know, the Jackson Five, you know, half of them have passed away. Well, one of them's yeah. passed away. But then all these different amazing acts that are kind of slowly going away. So I'm 50 years old. When they started retro clubs, I was like, okay, cool. And and I worked at a place called Flashback or 8-Tracks, Flashbacks. And then I worked at a casino for years at a club called Boogie Nights. And I was done because if my daughter had not gotten herself up for school, I would never know whether she went or not. Like I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dad, do you realize how how easy your name is to forge? And when you come home after playing in clubs four nights a week, you are that Sunday. You completely miss Sunday. So I had a lot of fun, but I retired in 2019, and I New Year's Eve, and then they invited me to come on the 80s cruise. So if you go to the80scruise.com, I they allow me to play with my bands and artists that I've wanted to see my entire life, and they pay me to be there, but 
I can, if you say soft sell, I say tainted love. And I say it's 152 beats per minute. And I am that idiot that you don't ever want to take to a movie, to Applebee's, to, <laughs> to anywhere. Because, you know, or, or if it's music trivia night, they'll be like, oh, my God, I got to call Travis. And they'll be like, that's that's Kaja Gugu, two shy. It's 108 beats per minute. And they'll be like, oh, my God, Travis, you need some help, bro. What do you mean and I'll be like, per minute? So when you're mixing a song of Kaja Gugu, Too Shy Shy, you want to go up the BPN curve because you want to mix, you don't want to crash, you know, train wreck the dance floor. So you're going to go into something that's 110 or 112. And after that, you're going to go into something that's about 116. So this is the, the speed oh. of the song. So Frankie goes to Hollywood's relax, don't do it. And it's 116 beats per minute. And do don't you want me, baby? Hey, so you're yeah. right. So you want them all to be so a terrible DJ. <laughs> yeah. Start off the fast stuff. Yeah, well, Taylor, no, you're not going to mess you. up my moods? No, on, yeah. We need a pro so, to DJ. All right, we're going to slow it down way too quick. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, kill, the, kill the DJ. But yeah, so they play me, They and I'm on the 80s. They, I, I cannot, I call the people that hired me, and I'm like, thank them like every week. I'm like, thank you for allowing me to play on the 80s cruise, because it is a week of you just go out in the sea and lose your mind, and you're what there the, with... What what do the clientele well, look like on an 80s cruise? Because I, I'll admit, I was just thinking when I was I took my dogs out a moment ago and I was thinking, man, I bet you get really I know you're with a with a lady friend, but I was like, bet you get yeah. laid as the DJ on a on an 80s cruise. Well, so there were perks growing up as a club disc jockey. But yeah. we remember we had a starter wife, and that was one of the perks too, because you don't really oh. vet those women as you meet them. But um, so Kyle, what are you about? 19 years old. I don't know how old. <laughs> yeah. 18. I'll be 18 next year. I'm 37. Well, you can clearly tell he's an old soul with that members only jacket on. So I was trying to figure out how old he is. Right. But my, uh, my wife is 35 and I have no idea how I've outkicked my coverage, but she... <laughs> Well, she is, she knows every song and every, everything, but then there might be a nineties cruise that comes up real soon. And I already know how to play that stuff and it's very easy. So, but the clientele is my age, your age. And it's weird because you say, all right, you know, for, for the kids that grew up in their eighties, graduated in the eighties or were, were born in the eighties, mm -hmm. because if you're 21, you were born in 2000 and what, two. So yeah, yeah. as at 50 years old and watching the dance clubs change, that was another reason why I left because the phone killed the killed, killed the dance clubs um, mm. because you would always go to the club to be like, Oh, you know, Travis is going to play this. When I played in a modern club, you know, I'd, I'd have all the latest and everything. And I play music videos. So if I'm playing Jesse's girl, he's on big screens around me, you know, singing Jesse, but mm -hmm. you can speed up and mix up. So, so needless to say, you used to go to hear the latest and the greatest, but the telephone made it. I don't have to go there anymore. I can listen to it immediately. So, yeah. and you would watch, and if you're playing this big club and you got thousands of people there, and then you've got the 20 year olds over there going. And I'm like, dude, yeah. go out, like meet a girl. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> so. you mentioned Jesse's girl. I listen to a ton of eighties for whatever reason. I'm, I like sure. the eighties. I, I like, uh, I, I like, I like everything about the eighties. Yeah. The synth uh, even sound. Like, when I really like the synthy stuff, um, that, sure. that John Carpenter oh, 
did in, in, in his movies. I, I really, really like that stuff. So when I still saw Stranger Things kind of that, and even the logo sure. for Stranger Things kind of pull on that nostalgia. Jesse's girl. That guy's a piece of shit. I listened Rick, to I listened Rick, to that Rick today. This song. Yeah. I watched the music video for that today while I was playing yeah. games. I had on my other monitor and and he's just stalking his best friend's girlfriend, talking about how fucking hot she is. And he's like, why can't I find a yeah. woman like that? Well, and then, and then, I want of course, Jesse's Rick, girl. That's <laughs> is right. that what the Rick's song's Rick, about? Yeah. yeah. But then, then his next hit was <laughs> Don't Talk to Strangers, because once he got Jesse's girl, he was like, mm-hmm. woman, you ain't talking to nobody. Going so, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Man, very transparent Jesse. in his writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... I mean, retro music paid every bill around here, and it was it was a lot of fun. And I, I, I still am the luckiest dish jockey in the world. There's only two DJs that get to play on this, and uh, I uh, we're going back out in 2024. We have 10 cabins left, and we have sold the whole boat boat out before uh, before July or June or August. Yeah, which Very cruise nice. line? North Royal Caribbean. It's on the Mariner of the Seas. It's a big boy. And uh, it's uh, we have everybody from Air Supply to Debbie Gibson to Soft Cell on the cruise. It's crazy. How many uh, how many cruises have you been on now? Uh, Well, I used to work. Yeah, I used to work for Disney Cruises for a while. So countless. I asked because recently that guy jumped slash fell off of a smaller line, and I was going to ask you if you'd ever been on a cruise where anything crazy like that had happened. No, it's it's weird though to watch when you hit like rough seas, the bigger boats, you, you don't really know what's going on, but you're kind of walking down a, a hallway mm-hmm. kind of like this, but to walk out onto the pool deck and to watch the water splash out at six feet. And you don't really realize you're moving, but by the, by the waves in the pool, like the pool mm-hmm. is splashing out at six feet. So it's, uh, it's very, very interesting. And, uh, or when you're, or when you're playing and you're watching the water move in your cup, or the whatever you're drinking, you're like going, holy crap, we are moving. So um, I've never seen it. I've seen everything that can happen in a dance club and or bar from hmm. people that knew they didn't have seizures by, by strobe lights to people falling off of balconies to whatever else. Like, you know, the guy will come up and start leaning on the DJ booth and you're like, bro, you're, you're, you've had a little bit too much drink. And he starts and he's like, ah, and you're like, holy crap, this guy's having a seizure because of the strobe lights in the club so and he never he never he never knew he had a problem and you're like how do we get him out of here without making this obvious that (laughs) this guy needs help right now um i've evacuated two or two dance clubs because of tornadoes before so which disney uh, ships did you work on so whatever the two original ones were the magic Magic? and the wonder yeah and the wonder Yeah. Yeah. And so that was many, many moons ago. And before Disney, so I worked at Pleasure Island and there was a club there called Eight Tracks. But before Disney had their own cruise lines, they did a lot of test cruises on other things. And and they would put like the entertainment staff on those and be like, go and tell everybody it's have a magical day or or, uh, yeah, have a magical day. And you're like, "Mm, have a magical day. (laughs) Have a magical day. Was that demoralizing? Well, and there's there was day. always like some code words when you work for Disney, like you would be like, you know, code B, somebody has vomited or, you know, if someone just is oh, like, yeah. a com- like uncrackable hair. codes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we but, got code V with a bunch of corn on the floor right there. Yeah. But <laughs> we I got mean, two you, people here with a code F. No, no. Yeah. Idea that. <laughs> no. But so and there. Yeah, and you would always kind of by the bar. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet you saw that's that. old Disney though. Well, and they got they got rid of all that stuff because you know they would they would be like, 
they call it downtown Disney now, but they were like, come to Pleasure Island where you can get completely hammered at Disney World and then somehow get you back to wherever you came from. So um, it was a terrible idea, but it was a lot of fun for the staff that worked there. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but the lots of dance clubs, everything you could ever imagine. I have seen it in a club from people falling off of balconies to you, you name it. Uh, like I said, closing clubs for That's tornadoes. Good. And and when you get there, when you tell them there's a tornado coming, like this, there's severe weather, they're like, you know, fuck the DJ, you know, woo. And so I would like literally put the weather channel up on the TVs and walk. I'd be like, I'm gone. So um, <laughs> evacuated it once for a gas leak before. That was fun. And everybody, and that yeah. was back when you could smoke in clubs. So you can't, you can't tell them what the threat is, but you're like, uh, maybe you should quit smoking. So. Right, now. I think they should bring smoking yeah. indoors back. That's well, true. Well, go to go to Hard any disagree. casino dance club, and you will see smoking in clubs still. I think every casino whenever you go to a country right? where they smoke indoors, you, that's a that's a the bastion of freedom right there. The indoor smoker. <laughs> yeah, it, it's even freer when you smoke in someone else's house. You don't <laughs> oh, even right, ask, right like, up. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought home. this was I thought this was America. And there's no ashtray right away. Like you're like. No ashtray, and you ash into something you totally should not ash into. Yeah, I'm glad you your have, carpet's not that nice. <laughs> you have not had you have not had freedom until you have smoked on an airplane before. So that was ahead of my time. That was uh, long ago, long long ago. As my yeah. mother, who's who smoked most of my life, and we're going to Disney World. I think it was probably eleven, and she's sitting there on Eastern Airlines going. Just smoking it, and, and I'm like, dude, we were in a tube in the freaking sky, and yeah. you are having a fucking heater with everybody here. On the- <laughs> I'm the same age as you, and I have that same yeah. memory. I flew Eastern Airlines. They put a like a paper sign, like this is where the smoking section ends, and it would sit on the top of the seat, and it did yeah. very little to stop smoke <laughs> drifting into well, the it's, smoking it's like, section. <laughs> and I don't know, and you go to restaurants, you're like smoking or non-smoking, and you would just see like the haze of the smokers like coming over into the, and you're like. Yeah, Holy crap. We are you didn't want to sit right next section. to the smoking section. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about smoking recently. I don't think it'll ever stop. I, 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 mm-hmm. A lot of people believe, and, and sometimes in futuristic movies, you'll see uh, one of my favorite depictions of a cigarette a few, in the future is The Fifth Element. Uh, Bruce Willis has this cigarette that's all filter and just a little tobacco on the end. It's like, the, it, like imagine what a cigarette normally oh, is. Okay. A yeah. little filter, most, 80% tobacco, the inverse. And, and, and it's very expensive. But I think that we'll get so good at curing cancer that it'll be like it, it'll just be an inconvenience to get cancer. And so, but, but cigarettes are so cool. If you look at young Hollywood, they all smoke cigarettes. It, it, I see them calling out young actor actors and actresses all the time because they all smoke. All of them do. Every young musician smokes. It's Mary not going to stop. Yeah, Mary Kate and Ashley had a cigarette party. So like they were like passing out. You're like. The girls from Full House are like yeah. having. Um, they look you know, like they're seventy three. Yeah, they're my yeah. age exactly. They would fall out of a tree like this. Like they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're very they're very wayfish. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. you do look younger than the Olsen twins. Well, they're worth a billion dollars. So yeah, they I would, well I would date them you. instead of Kyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, they I don't, don't have a Down syndrome dog though. So Kyle's got one up on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. take care of him. He's part of the package. And he's got three neurotypical <laughs> He dogs. has seizures as well. 
Does he really? <laughs> Does he? No, he's fine. <laughs> I believe he's it right thousand percent. I, yeah, I mean, my I, dog with mental he... problems has seizures too. Why wouldn't we believe you? <laughs> <laughs> and he's my like, I just is... had. He's like, I just had to take him out. Are you sure you didn't have to like hit him with the paddles while you're out? Yeah. <laughs> I have one dog who's 16, and I love her to death. But she's on her way out. She coughs all night long. She has this heart murmur. You can't operate on it because she'll die from the anesthetic. So it's just like any day now. Probably is she the one that licks the walls. No, this is a tiny little dog I've got. Who's Dude, man, happy I, well, do you have a fleet of dogs? Yeah, like, what is yeah, it? I've got. It, you know. It's that's exactly. I got pack insurance. Uh, it's, it's dog cheaper that way. Five dogs yeah. is a pack. Uh, oh um, my god! I count myself. I'm. Uh, they call me Lone Wolf. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I have the jacket from Lone Wolf McQuaid. I wear it when I. None of that's true. I got four dogs, uh, and uh, it, it kind of fell into them. And I, and I don't know. I like them a lot. But I have two dogs. They're Great Danes, and by Great Danes standards, they're really old. They might be ten and twelve, but. The 12 year old knocks on the bedroom door every morning saying she needs to go out. And she didn't knock this morning. My wife wouldn't leave the bed. She didn't want to find the dead body. She made yeah. me go oh. out of first. It's yeah. that. Taylor, does Taylor have any pets? What do you got? A guano? I don't have any it? dogs. No. No. I might this get one. Wife took I'd, want a, I'd want a little I, one. I have the exact same thing going on. The, the way your wife won't check for the possibly dead dog. My mm -hmm. my little dog sleeps under the bed, like underneath the bed. Um, <laughs> she's got a little doggy bed under there, and she, okay, okay. she feels safe being under the bed. Under I would there. too. So nobody's gonna step on her. None of the dogs gonna rough her up. The bigger dogs. Sometimes she doesn't come out right away in the mornings. She sleeps in, and it's like, come on. <laughs> come on. And after a while, you get down on your knees with the flashlight, and you're like, and she looks up like. Thank God. I do not want to. We're good till tomorrow morning. The old Great Dane, when she sleeps, she sleeps on her back with her feet in the air and her neck outstretched and her tongue hanging out the side. And you just look at the chest for movement. Like, I want to hold a mirror up and see if she can fog it. She looks so dead when she sleeps. I check the dog all the time to see if it's breathing. It's, it's a, it, if someday it's, she's going to be cold when I touch her and it's going to be real fucking rough. Um, yeah. Cause I'm gonna have to get a new one then, you know, and, and, oh, and I already know what I'm getting next the dog with her. Oh yeah. Are you going to yeah. bury it's, the dog like in a, no. a good way I, or you're not going to, what disability will your next dog have? Um, so growing up, uh, we, we had, we buried all the dogs, had a little doggy funeral at the edge of the part, uh, property that, uh, uh, you know, we kind of kept in decent order. Just, you know, we don't have tombstones for the dogs, but, my uh, my brother-in-law owns a granite company, so we got a little thing there, so you know where the dogs are buried. And mm. uh, but but I think I would get the dog. Um, what's the word uh, when you when you burn them up? Cremated. 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 Yeah, I couldn't come up with that one. Um, I don't think I'd get them cremated. But what? And then then get rid of those ashes right away. You've got to get rid of the ash. Or here's a new thing they can do, Taylor. I don't know how much it costs. If it's less than uh -huh. three or four hundred dollars, I'll definitely do it. Don't they tell can, me you're they... gonna shoot the dog to space. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't That'd do that. She'd be expensive. scared up there. She she don't know nothing about space. Like, <laughs> like keep her close to home. Like, can you imagine if her little doggy brain could, when you die, baby, I'm gonna burn you till there's nothing but little bits, and then shoot you up into the forever sky. <laughs> She'd die right then. <laughs> yeah. No, you can, you can want that get them me. cremated and then have the ashes compressed into a diamond. 
and uh, mm. and and then you've got you've got a diamond of your dog, so it'll last forever. And and I like to imagine that its soul is trapped in that little crystal, and and you know, so it stays versus going forever. to space. Versus and then you, going to yeah. space. And well, then you yeah, can go to like a pawn shop. You go to a pawn shop and be like, "I'm trying to get rid of this diamond." Yeah, what? this is. <laughs> this like, is Cisco. Sir, and, there's a lot of Cis hair in this. Oh, get it cremated. Yeah, when my last it. dog died, so it was a Great Dane too. And the thing about a Great Dane body is, it takes a man to carry it. Like you know, it, yeah, oh yeah, it's a big, heavy dog. So, uh, like I don't know how to handle this. It just died in our what we call our Game of Thrones room, and so I. I picked it up and I put it in the bed of the truck and I drove it to the vet. You know, we had planned this. I get there and there's nothing but like basically hot chicks working at this vet. They're all like whatever, 26 years old and skinny. Well, yeah. They can't carry Great Danes. They're terrible at this task. So I have to carry my dead dog that I'm like grieving. It's been dead for six hours at this point. And, and they had me put it in the freezer. This isn't a walk-in freezer. It's like the kind of freezer you might have in your garage where you open the lid and you just dump the dog in there with the long legs sticking it. You like move the legs a little bit so the lid closes. And that's my goodbye to this dead dog. But like, yeah, what else do you do? Well, yeah, what else can you do? Dang, like, sorry, buddy. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's rough losing dogs. They, they, there isn't a good way. You're going to ruin my life for one day. It's going to really fucking hurt, you little shit brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get so you know. close to you. Like, <laughs> over right? the years, I'm going to get so emotionally attached to you. It's going to be devastating. Aren't I you so cute? I can see his paw like, under the door. He's he's right there right now, like outside the door, waiting on me to, which to one? leave this room. Toby, the one I've had since he was a baby. Um, yeah, he's always there waiting. Do the other dogs know Toby's your favorite? No, I treat them all about the same. Toby just treats me better Rocky than doesn't. the others. They all get the same love from Rocky me. But I get more love from Toby. <laughs> Rocky doesn't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky. Rocky thinks Rocky. you're his mom. Yeah, Rocky's over there listening to the ghost of the house look at the wall going, I wish he'd let I wish he loved me as much as he loves Toby. Yeah. I, got, I wish I he'd listen to my warnings about the specter in the laundry room. I, I've got enough. Should I tell him now. about Beetlejuice? Or yeah. <laughs> They they escaped the yard the other day. It had never happened before. Um, it's it's gated well, but without making the story silly, they got out. Um, and I'm running in the rainstorm, half dressed, chasing them through the neighborhood. And here comes a pretty black girl walking down the sidewalk, and I'm yelling, "They're friendly! They're friendly! They're friendly!" Because I know they're gonna see her and run at her any second now. The first thing they do, Toby's like. <laughs> running right at her rocky too rocky does this thing where he chops his teeth together like chomp 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 like <laughs> stop making fun of my dog <laughs> so she's just terrified she's like holding her purse up around her face like trying to keep, keep from getting mauled or something i gotta go get and, and meanwhile you're sprinting at her too they're friendly they're friendly <laughs> you're gaining on her she has yeah. no chance of escape I'm running as fast as I as, as I can, uh, barefoot uh, through the neighborhood in the rain. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing in the rain, but uh, I got them all sealed in now. Uh, it's uh, I like my dogs a lot. I I I grew up with dogs, but I haven't really had a dog uh, of my own in a long time. Uh, since so I was now a kid, you have five, four, four for real. I was kind of joking. Four for real. I, see, I'm the fifth member of the pack. That's how it works. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, I like him a lot. No, Toby's the yeah. Whatever <laughs> Toby wants to do, we gotta. You know, we gotta <laughs> so I'll have to sit on the floor until Toby's done eating. Toby said, "Stay." Yeah, Rocky's still licking the wall. Like I wish I could eat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Terrible day, babe. Got demoted. Now Rocky's above me. Like I still, <laughs> I still haven't got him neutered. I don't know what the. I, I feel bad getting him neutered. Uh, At this point, just any... don't. Like it's been so long. Well. I think a lot of breeds, they'll allow them to keep their balls. So they're like a year, year and a half because they need the testosterone for bone density. I know a breeder told me that about um, those Borzois. But now I just kind of feel bad. But the balls are, I mean, it's graphic, dude. His <laughs> balls are way bigger than mine. And they're, <laughs> and they're, and they're bald and pink. And, and when he sashays around, he has kind of like a, like a wiggle to his ass, and the jewels are back there, fucking, fucking clanking around. Like a bull. No, come on, like man. Let him bull. have his. Let him have his big old balls. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's obscene. Do you feel like? Do you feel like he's bragging on you? He's like, "Hey, boss, I saw you get out of the shower, and I've got bigger nuts than you." Yeah, he probably thinks I'm a girl after he saw what I was packing. Like, like <laughs> I had the opposite experience. We got. We had a dog named Buddy. He was a yellow lab mix, and he wasn't fixed. Uh, probably 18 months old, something like that. But he only had one nut. So it was just just his uniball would sit there in the back, and it's like, this is a pitiful display of manhood. I'm embarrassed for both of us. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, don't, don't neuter him. And then you can breed him and have a whole fleet of Tobies. Yeah, mm. a fleet of Tobies. I yeah, think I'm good. Not? I think I'm good. I, 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 I doubt I'll replace the other dog when it, when it uh, inevitably does go because four is a lot of dogs. I almost got five because I had this thing where I told myself when I was getting the puppy that two puppies is 1.5 times harder than one puppy. Mm-hmm. Not not twice as hard if you really think about it because yeah, oh, yeah they distract each other. Yeah, they, they take care of each other and one feeding time, one outside time. They're gonna do it, but yeah, luckily I I didn't make that mistake and get Toby's sister. Then I'd have a just way too many goddamn dogs. Like at, like have puppies here. by now. Way too many goddamn dogs. Yeah, it's a lot of dogs, dude. And you you like sprinted into the dog game. I loved it. You went from no dogs to four dogs so rapidly. I liked. I agree. Yeah, but ago. he's a dog person. He's always. I've known Kyle for. 13 years yeah. maybe he's a dog person since the day i met him yeah i've always it's been a dog man. with kyle yeah kyle's like welcome to dog chat with kyle and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, i have kind of all nothing family. but <laughs> you should get more dogs like like you need new dogs you, you've got you've got that big house down you know are you, are you, you talking you, to me or taylor I, well, I, well I, you I, need to I wait until you have yeah, fewer <laughs> dogs than you currently do um but taylor Taylor yeah. just lost a couple dogs. He could he could stand a a, a dog or, or two. Or I have the same, ex- one of the same exact perspective as you do about the two dog thing, where it's like two dogs is truly not twice as hard as one dog. Yeah, and they love having a little buddy to play with, and like because you're like we're humans, we have shit to do, we have to go out and about, we have like, and the thought of like leaving a puppy alone or a dog alone by himself in my house makes me really sad. And so I would, I wouldn't get dogs unless I was ready for two. get like, I would, mm-hmm. I'd need to right off the bat, you know, I made be little s- cabapoos or little Bichons or a Maltese, a cute. I have a recommendation. Like, this ties, uh, go ahead. I'll be quick. 
when you when you when I was uh, looking for dogs, you can get bonded pairs, and those are these little dogs that are have been buddies their whole lives, but for whatever reason, their owner has lost them or can't take care of them. And, and 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 that'd be the way to that'd be the way to go. That's a good idea. That's a really like good idea. It. I didn't realize you could buy bonded pairs of dogs. Yeah. Sorry, buy fish. When I um, when I got our dogs, I had this idea. Yeah. That uh, two dogs was only like one and a half times more expensive than one dog. I thought for some reason there were like economies of scale or something. No, no, two dogs. Mm are at least twice as expensive as one dog. And when you get big dogs, it's like, oh, your dog needs whatever, amoxicillin or something. You'll need four doses because your dog is ginormous. These miniature horses of yours, everything costs so much. Yeah, I don't like your dogs. I would get little. I bet they're they're nice dogs, but I have zero envy for... For those for those big bastards, like I just imagine that dog farting and ruining a room. You would love my dogs. You would love if you spent any time with Ender in particular. You'd be like, "This is." Do they take boy. like? Uh, but I would think if there was you? less of them, I'd like him more. <laughs> <laughs> bigger poops than me. Um, yeah. You know, I think my best efforts are right there with the dogs. <laughs> it takes your best effort to get up there with the dog. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's true. Damn, that's pretty emasculating. Yeah. Dogs going out oh. there, just filling your yard with shit. Dude, everything about my house is emasculating. My dogs are seven feet tall. My son's like six three. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm start losing. wearing start wearing lifts around your house. Like, <laughs> an apron, man. Just give up. <laughs> Dude, is, is it like a little frustrating now? You're where you're like, oh, Colin, uh, time to stop. Like <laughs> enough's enough. Colin's champ. such a hugger. He'll come up to me. So I have a special needs son. He's twenty years old, and he's like six. If he's not six three, he's six two, and he's like, "Do you need a, a father son hug?" And I always say yes because clearly he's not asking about my needs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just like put my head up against like his collarbone <laughs> and <laughs> give him a hug. And, Does he and pick you up how- and spin you sweetly? Like, no, I'll actually bigger. I'm stronger and heavier. I'm just not as tall. For now. Oh man, that's yeah. <laughs> that's great. I meant for now because like you're only 49. You could shoot up. 50. Yeah. Yeah. No, 50. You have a growth spurt. Don't you wish that happened? Like, let me. Like a surprise real. growth spurt, and like, like I could still look forward to being six four. That would yeah, be that's my plan, right? You age, I'm, Travis. Yeah, tell me if you're on board with this plan. You age until you're 50, and then throw that bitch in reverse. Get better and better every year. Your sure. senile years start in your last what, like 13 years when you start to lose it, and death is an orgasm. Done. That's obviously better. Yeah. Well, what yeah. you? So what? What did you do? Did they do anything for your 50th birthday? What did uh, you do? Did you? You woke up that day. Uh, well, let's say this. They did they something and bacon. I don't remember it. I think I got to choose my cake and blow it. He wrote 5 and bacon with his eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he got a lackluster hand job that night. It's <laughs> no. a Breaking Bad reference if you guys didn't Indeed. get it. Oh, yeah. yes. That was a sad scene. Did you do anything yeah. special for your 50th? I bet, I, bet uh, I, I took war. 16 people to the Daytona 500. And uh, I, I was not, a, I'm not, I mean, I, NASCAR is the kind of now it's like watching paint dry. Um, it's there's, but you know, I always knew when my birthday was cause it was generally the weekend of the Daytona 500 my whole life. And so I took 
everybody from Rob Pitts to uh, um, there was a bunch of YouTube idiots and my friends and we all went to the Daytona 500. Um, but yeah, that was it. I uh, just kind of was like, okay, uh, I've known it my whole life. Daytona Daytona is going to be my birthday weekend. And I just, uh, my wife rented some humongous ass house that we're probably still paying for. And <laughs> we <laughs> just took a bunch of friends to Daytona 500. And so that was, uh, that was it. So breaking bad, I mean, it references, uh, um, here's how weird my life is with breaking bad. So there's a lady named Fran that owns Walter White's house. And, uh, she's a, a little bit of a, uh, uh, non-understanding lady anymore because people will come to her home and don't do this and throw a pizza on her roof <laughs> I or something I could have like finished that. that sentence yeah yeah that would be annoying. and um she uh she put a, a solid fence around her yard now and uh, but you know movie you know they're filming a beetlejuice 2 right now so they are all uh, the whole sets and everything are on back and in, in, uh, up there in maine um or wherever so anyhow the uh I, I, uh, I've known Fran for a little while and Haley, my wife and I, uh, we would watch all the seasons of breaking bad at, at, as in real time, as they came out through AMC. And then of course we were doing the plates for the movie or the shows and, and El Camino and, and better call Saul and all this other stuff. So we kind of generally knew a lot of people on the set, like the, the two, uh, Salamanco twin brothers guys, like they're mm-hmm. friends of ours. Like they will oh, text cool. me. They'll be like, if you ever need anybody take it out, Travis, just give me a call, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I, uh, drove, we were in, in New Mexico and I, I, that they weren't shooting and, and it was in their final season. And I was like going, Hey, let's go over to breaking bad house. And she's like, Haley's like, okay. And little did she know that I gave Fran my cell phone and I proposed marriage to my wife in Walter White's driveway. <laughs> so <laughs> then, uh, then the camera crew and everybody comes out. And so, of course, I'm the spokesperson for the group. Like, I'm the guy who won't shut the hell up where my wife is like, okay, uh, Woody, Taylor, Kyle, please know that I'm not going to hug you and he's going to do all the talking. And mm-hmm. uh, so she was like, please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. And I'm like, what? Say yes. And she goes, no, like there's a camera crew behind you. Please don't make me do this. And I'm like, okay, you guys go fuck off for a little bit. And then we, then Fran took all the pictures and then we were good. So, but yeah, so every time you watch breaking bad, that's uh, somewhere out there in the internet, there's a Netflix show called it was filmed here or something. And they got our dumbasses proposing marriage at Walter White's driveway. Oh, that's that's really cool. So, that was my breaking bad story, but we, we had a lot, we would sell plates to Aaron Paul all the time and he would like autograph them and like hide them and like go on Twitter and say, you know, I have hidden a plate somewhere in New Mexico. And like, you know, people would find them like, it's crazy, but, uh, it was a lot, uh, Ian Zierig from 90210, uh, called yesterday <laughs> and he was like, Travis Bell, Ian Zierig. And I'm like, Sharknado. And he's like, 90210. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And uh, he goes, uh, <laughs> was, was he in Sharknado also? He was the main character of Sharknado. <laughs> he was, and there's, uh, they use his license plate from 90210, which says, I ate a Ferrari, 4RE, and they used it in Sharknado. So he, whenever he goes and does Comic Cons, he sits there and signs license plates. So. But he prefers uh, it, the association of 90210 than that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. But it, Sharknado was kind of fun for him. So They're you know. still making them. 
Like, 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 I, I'm not sure no. how that. Really? Yes, yeah. I don't yeah. know how that 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 thing took off and became a sort of so wacky and bad. It's good, and people wanted to see him. Although I'm gonna watch the Meg too. I want to see Jason Statham attack that giant megalodon again. Did you see the preview for that? I don't know what Meg the, one is. Okay, so the idea is that there's a megalodon that that and yeah, and it's, giant shark, right? In modern times, and Jason mm-hmm. Statham has to fight it. Well, in the second, he killed the first one. <laughs> And uh, of course, the, he did. You, you need yeah. Jason Statham for that. You gotta remember, he was an Olympic diver. Don't forget, okay? He's he mm-hmm. has aquatic skills. That's gonna be so, integral. In the who's preview, got him on speed dial? Like, dude, Megalodon, call Jason Statham. Like, All right. like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> like, what's he gonna do? Like, how does he kill it? it? Is it a knife on, fight? All right, is so it... on the, in the preview, obviously, there's just like a you know, it's preview. Is there a pun about whatever. making it extinct? He's on a jet ski, like revving the jet ski up, and he's got like. A bunch of what looked like um like lances or ballistas on his back and a quiver and he's gonna like throw them at the shark or like maybe they're like explosive tipped or something but he's like riding at the shark like full speed on it, a sea do on a sea do yeah 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 and Damn. he's you know in, in his wetsuit with the with the with all the the missiles on his back it is he like shirtless a, a lot he's 56 can he still do shirtless lead yeah. acting parts i don't i'm sure he can i mean I don't see why not. He's always been super thick. And like I said, he was an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Was he really? Did you? Yeah, he was a diver. Oh, that I thought you that was part of his character you just made up for them. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm of, saying that's why. <laughs> look at that. Big shark to what do in the heck? Oh, he's, he's on a dock. In, see, he's kicking it. He got his foot up. <laughs> he's kicking it. That is the, the most. Yeah, that's like the most <laughs> pristine dock I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right? board, it's broken. Look at the CGI yeah, nails and the and that are stuck in the bottom right corner. Yeah, I don't know oh, about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, there you go. That, that this is from Meg too. See, he's got this like these, these like little. Did he fail to throwing. kill it the first yeah. movie, or did is there a second one? If I remember correctly, he killed it in the first movie, but clearly the, n- there are more of them, and I think perhaps an entire ecosystem of of gargantuan beasts that you know deep within the uh, uh, the, the Earth's oceans. Who I bet it's like they awakened. find out that like first one I killed was it baby. And then, like, this one's going to be yeah. even more ridiculously large. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank God he's so. in the case. Man, what a stupid ass movie. You, you know should what watch it. Kind of neat. It's one of those movies that that is Chinese produced. So there's the ubiquitous, unexplained, pretty Chinese lady who's there for all the technical stuff, who has a little bit of an accent, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with the blue whale is the biggest animal to have ever existed on Earth in all of Earth time. Yeah. It happens now. Mm-hmm. It's a like, I see that megalodon, and I'm like, blue whales are bigger, and you they're real, and you can see. Yeah, them. and blue whales though, like, aren't scary. Like, <clears> we're, we're not even scared. on their radar. Like, if they're they're going by you, right? Like, they don't yeah, see. you don't you don't have to call Jason Statham when you see a blue. Yeah, whale. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> he no. kill one though. Like, he yeah. could kill one, and he'd go to prison. Yeah, he could. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you can't just kill blue. Or where, where would you go to prison? You're in the middle of the ocean. They're probably just yeah. really hard to kill. Put him in a, put him in one of those wow. water. What? Zach is killing it with the pictures tonight. Dude, is he just on board with cars and license plates? And now Way to be there, Zach. Let's. Uh, yeah, so what does he have? Like some sort of search engine? I don't know how he does it. Oh, That's come on. He's been Johnny on the spot. There's even a. <laughs> no, I love it. He's great. I'm, I'm saying you're. you're oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? There could be something bigger than the blue whale. We don't that we that you well not that exists now unless it's. I wonder really if there's some squid or something like Portuguese like man of war, like not heavier but longer. They talk about how little of the like ocean is discovered. Like, there's got to be millions of things we don't know about. 
Like, yeah, but they're all stupid, stuff. right? It could be cool. It, we don't Maybe. Know. Like, oh yeah, this fish is just like some other fish you know, but slightly different. We haven't seen. But it. like that, like 150 years ago, they didn't know about all those cool like bioluminescent things. You know, at the very bottom that had like anglerfish and all that. Like they just yeah. they I don't know why know they about. glow in the dark. They should have seen them. Well, they didn't go down far enough. But now there. we go down far enough, and we go, oh, look at these super the deepest sea fish. That's just the deepest sea fish so far. There's and then the sub you're in implodes, and then it's over. Yeah, <laughs> and then you don't even get to see the Titanic, and you'll be like yeah. a side point on don't a future crowd field. fund your submersible, and everything will be fine. No, uh, crowd all the other cool billionaires mixed have good materials. Yeah. At first, they made it seem like this was a one of kind of a kind submersible, and, and like, oh, it, it goes deeper than anything. And, and it was like, yeah, except for that one that James Cameron has. Oh, and the one that the Oceanography Institute has. and Oh, and the Navy. Oh, man, the Navy goes so deep. Wait, the Navy has one? Yeah. I think they've got, like, uh, the, the little uh, drones that go down for submarine rescue. That like, Isn't there some guy who, save... like, was a, was a video game or, like, a tech guy who has a ridiculous uh, sub? He, yeah. Like, owns the, he owns yeah, the Gabe record for the Notch, lowest one. Right? Is it Notch? Uh, is it Notch or is it Gabe Newell? It's from Gabe Newell. It's Gabe Newell. Yeah. He, I think, I think you guys told me he owns the record in every single C for lowest guy to to yeah. get. Really? At, at one that's point, a, he held that. That's know incredible, that's isn't it? That's, yeah. cool. that's such a rich person's hobby. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's sweet to be like I'm just to see that James, Like he's just like he has nothing better to do in life than to be like James Cameron just took my record in the Indian Ocean. Not for long, and then, <laughs> <laughs> so he's just gonna do that. Yes, we'll be like we shall dive now. Yeah, we <laughs> shall dive because you all work for me on this yacht because I'm a what what the pressure is in the sub when they go down. Like how I don't know. What do you mean? It would Ridic have to be consistent in You mean in the sub? Them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, then you, you know it I bet it gets pressurized. Yeah. Do you think it's one atmosphere? Yeah, like 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 this is. We're under like what like 16 psi or something? Oh, I don't 12, think so. 16. Like I, I think I've seen them shake a soda and open it and the bubbles don't even come oh. out because it, You've seen that too, right? Yes, I have. Um, yeah, I'd like to know. And also, I have an altitude watch. If you take a plane up, you're at like 8,000 feet. Like That's the equivalent air pressure for when you fly in an airplane. At I've flown 000. in a, not a private jet, but a private prop plane when we went mm -hmm. from like here to, to PA that time to do some stuff. And the bags of potato chips that were normally look regular because we're at altitude and the, the pressure in the cabin was low. They were all puffed out, like they're re ready to pop. It, it yeah, was, uh, that was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah I guess it's not in the back of the atmosphere. car driving back from Colorado once, and they exploded. Like, really? When we, got, when we got back on like, the ground. Uh, yeah. Cheap ass chips. Cheap ass chips with their goddamn pressure exploding. Those I've old seen pictures. Bags would have lasted. <laughs> once it is seen... so fucking noisy. Oh, don't they last for like ten thousand years or something stupid? What is it that or the opposite? I thought they were like green bags. Oh, are they? I'm there's not sure. The, there's the sun chip bags, but I'd rather it take 10,000 years than eat out of the sun chip bag, which is mm. the loudest material on earth. Sun chips are disgusting. I, every time I've had a sun chip, I, I, I've never finished a bag of sun chips in my life. I mean, they're they're just chips. They're just like no, they're terrible. Chips no, with there's like something else going on, on there. Whatever they're made of. is OK, well, terrible. what's what's your what's your king chip? Yeah, what's your go-to chip? I mean, just the Lay's original is is a killer chip. Like, 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 but but, but but anything's better than a Sun Chip. It is the bottom tier of chips. I don't agree that Sun Chips are that bad. Also, I think the Cape Cod kettle cooked chips are the top of the heap. Those are wow. solid. Those are some good good chips. Travis, if you want to hurt yourself? You go vinegar. You, you can't even finish the whole bag because it'll burn your tongue. But you if can. you're stupid and you're driving, 
that'll happen. I Vaseline up. Smart. <laughs> I drink Smart. my candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you, you have the that that movement when they move the Pringles out of the chip aisle because they're crisps and they're not quite chips and so yeah. you're like you're like walking down the aisle like dang some pringles sound good now you're like oh crap they're on like aisle seven so you're gonna go. yeah because the it's way crazy they make being pringles... an adult it, i'm sorry as a kid you buy pringles you're uh, my family would share a tube of pringles like at the ymca pool right as an adult no one can stop me from getting a oh no pringles you tube polish that whole thing off right it's <laughs> like gone it, by the end of the afternoon. Yeah. I, I still need adult supervision i don't it's, like them at all you like finish pringles and like there's there's seasoning all over your hand <laughs> you it. in there like trying to you have to like come sometimes peel the sides open so you can get all every bit you know as a kid i really like those sour cream and onion ones but but like as an adult when i learned how they're made it's just like potato pulp like mashed potatoes that they're mm-hmm. Compressing into that pressed potato and... sweepings. Yeah, yeah that's, pressed that's what it is. <laughs> so wait, Pringles are just potatoes that have been smushed. That's a it's like um, emulsified potatoes for... formed into the shape of a, a chip. With the McDonald's chicken, chicken nugget of chips. That they basically, yeah, it's yeah, a chicken nugget. It's a chicken nugget. Is what it is. One hundred percent. That's a by, by comparison, of course, a Lay's potato chip is a slice of a potato that's very thin that they then fried and salted, and it's. Man, that's almost all natural. You, you just sliced a potato and fried it and gave it to me. They're over there doing science to make some potato chips in a cylinder. I don't know about that. Lays are objectively better than Pringles, I think. I get you cancer. I think you're both not going to heaven with that take. I think I you're insane. I agree with you wholeheartedly on the Cape Cod thing. That's, that's <laughs> okay. the truth. Cape Cod's very good. And you're also wrong about sun chips. They're not the best, but to put them the- in a tier like at the absolute bottom. Is, I'd rather have saltines. Plain saltines. Underrated. Are salted, though. In prison, we had unsalted saltines. It was like, yeah, you're being must you take everything from us? You <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't have salted. So what'll happen? Will there be a riot if you throw those eight little pieces of salt on this little fucking cracker? I remember did, salting those bitches. Yeah, I did it. I salted a saltine. In, it was like, prison? how do you even sell them without salt? I didn't know they existed. When you bought them the first time from the commissary in jail, did they right. say what they were unsalted, to, yeah. or was that a surprise? They how many on the box. How oh. many <laughs> soups did you have to trade for your saltine crackers when you're in D block? <laughs> we yeah. trade. We trade Max. That's a packets of mackerel. But you don't yeah. get to walk into a store and be like, "Ooh, a little bit of this." You check some boxes on a list, and a, a fellow inmate fills up a Santa Claus like bag with your shit and throws it at you. Um, so you don't get to be like, oh, not salted. Never mind then. You just end up with four weeks worth of unsalted crackers <laughs> that you have to eat. For Travis and maybe new listeners, Kyle went to prison for two months for smoking marijuana. Yeah. It was federal mm-hmm. prison, though, so it wasn't a big deal. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, you get three for one or something. Actually, I just said, here is uh, here is the the think of on. On podcast 658, what was the weirdest thing that Travis said so far, other than he had a possessed backhoe, apparently? Um, <laughs> I just I sent a letter to a federal prison today mm. to, to a famous prisoner that I am friends with. Epstein's dead, though. If yeah. you can, if you could... And he's and maybe Zach could start going Google crazy. <laughs> he is in he is in Inglewood Correctional Facility in Denver area, Colorado. 
And I grew up with this person and never knew he had a problem and he is serving time. And he, he did not have a bunky roommate named Kyle. So (laughs) boom. And Jared Fogle is absolutely correct. Zach, my friend. I was close with Epstein. You know, Jared Fogle. That's so fucking funny. Tell us about Jared. Yeah. Uh, so Jared is, was a, was a great friend of mine and I, and people go, Oh my God, he was a, this, that, another, whatever else. Um, uh, Jared and I did, we, we went to more NASCAR races, more co- I've been to a super bowl because I knew him and you know, you people say, well, you know, you know, you never know what your friends are into or whatever else. So Jared gave up a, uh, addiction and picked up a addiction. So mm. I, I mean, and I, I would always be like, who wants to have sex with your fat ass? Like I was always like, we were just pals. We were just friends. But since I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I don't have any earrings, cavities, tattoos, body piercings, I was always pretty boring, but I was a club disc jockey, and Jared liked to party. And he would come in and hang out, and he knew, since I didn't drink and and anything, that I would just drop him off. He literally lived six miles from my house, right? Like, And we were friends for years. Years. Oh, he had a gorgeous home. And he had a... So, but... Is this mid subway years? Like he's already. Oh yeah, this is subway years, and I, I, but we would. He would call me. I would drop him off at home, and I would just go to bed, and it would be like seven ten in the morning on a Sunday, and it like like Travis come pick me up, and I'm like, bro, it's seven ten, and they're like, what are we doing? He goes, I have to say, gentlemen, start your engines at the subway four hundred at the Ontario (laughs) Auto Club Speedway in California. And it's first class all the way. What time are you going to be here? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, I'll be there in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it was always weird because when Jared and I would travel, um, I, he could like if he needed coffee, he could never walk up to this the the like if there was a Hardee's at the airport, I would go get the coffee because someone would take a picture of him. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh God, Jared's at 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 uh, oh. at Hardee's. And so, but there is um. Mm-hmm. There's a big, badass picture of of Jared wearing a blue Dallas Clark, Clark jersey, and we are in the Indianapolis International Airport, and it's a terrible picture of him, and he's kind of turned sideways in like the Bigfoot pose, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and if it, whenever you do like the the wide shot of it, my dumb ass is standing right next to him in that picture. So we nice. we fly we fly all the way out <laughs> somewhere, and. when we land like his phone just explodes like and there's all this stuff that says you know jared's off the bandwagon he's a fat fuck you know whatever else and uh that's i am standing right next to him in that photo right there and he just (laughs) not a good angle not a good angle yeah that's that's yeah he just looks like a fat fuck so (laughs) um uh that's that baggage terminal can i say the fact that the the, the 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 part of his body that protrudes the most seems to be yeah. the middle of his chest. You know, yeah. I mean so, that's a good look. So needless to say, we that is us leaving Indianapolis International. So I don't know where the hell I'm at. I'm definitely not that guy right there. But uh, we were uh, going to California, and his phone explodes because of course he has no cell phone service when we're in the air. Mm-hmm. And there's this big non thing about how he's a fat fuck and whatever else. So we go do our thing and then um, end up at a hotel. You know, he goes in his room and does whatever the hell he was doing. Travis 
married and happy, went to bed. And uh, the next or that evening was the evening that Tiger Woods and his wife got into a fight with the with the golf clubs and the car went to the ditch. And we yeah. were like, thank you, Tiger Woods. We're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tiger But so, yeah, I mean, it was and, – and knowing – and so we kind of, you know – didn't hang out very much anymore when he, his co-defendant, which is Russ Taylor, um, and him became friends and he became like the chairman of his Jared foundation and all that stuff. Mm. And, uh, I could kind of see the wheels were falling off, but you know, if, if some, if everybody has a friend that has a problem and no, everybody that's listening to this or watching this is like, yeah, somebody either drinks too much or smokes too much or what they watch at home or what they mm. do. You can never control what your friends do. And uh, so I was like, okay, the morning that Jared's house got raided, like, you know, because this is Indianapolis and Jared is a, he lives right up the street and mm. he's a local, local celebrity worth, you know, 15 million at the time. And so, you know, your phone's going, you know, helicopters over somewhere Jared's house. And I'm like, got one eye open and I'm like going, oh, wow. Right. So I go to the bathroom comb my teeth, walk back in, turn the TV on. It's probably 10 after 7 a.m. And I'm like going, and my wife rolls over and she's like going, wow. And I looked at her and I go, no matter what, no matter what, I said, they will not be here at this house. And she's like, no matter what, they will not be at this house or whatever else. You're, you're friends with Jared and blah, blah, blah. Oh, He's just creeping with some. Damn, you're getting it home already, first thing? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> first so it's like, so... Two two days later, and I'm like, oh shit, right? So my daughter, 18 at the time, now 28, okay. uh, she answers the phone, she goes, or answers the door, she goes, Dad, two guys in a Dodge Charger in the in the driveway. I'm like, oh. So I'm I'm like, all right, put them in the front room and I you know, put clothes on, walk out. My wife's going, They aren't gonna be here, right? There's that be here. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like going, Haley, I'm like, babe, look. So I walk out there and they literally questioned me for like 15 minutes and then the last thing they said was because anybody who was in his phone got a knock like that week mm -hmm. like any mm -hmm. any text anything and of course jared and i would communicate and we'd whatever so the the last thing they said to me was like hey do you think jared would ever cheat on his wife and i go no i said i just dj'd their wedding like three years ago he's got two kids like he's Always dying, to, and he, at that point, they knew I didn't know a thing, and uh, that was it. But like when he, I and and I was I was almost let down because, of course, you know some of the the there's a really terrible documentary right now with some chick that really wants a lot of money that was on like it, uh, investigation discovery recently, and you know you can't defend your friend that's a, a, has a freaking problem. Mm -hmm. But Jared was always one of those people, and it was it. And no matter how creepy it is, like the age of consent in like um, in New York is let's say fifteen, and that is pretty damn disgusting. But the age of consent in Indiana was like sixteen. But he would set up his little rendezvous using his phone from Indiana, and then he would say, "Hey, I'll I'll pick you up at the airport because I have to open a subway or something in New York." But by doing that, that's a federal crime, and that's why he's in federal prison right now. And the chick that kind of set him up was kind of creepy. His co-defendant is a super creep, and uh, he just kind of got mixed up in the wrong crap. So anyhow, uh, I was like, man, 
I need to be a better friend, even though I don't agree with the things that, you know, some people may be very opinionated that, oh, I heard Jared do this, I heard Jared that, but I was there firsthand and I saw, and I had no idea this shit was going on. So literally I, uh, when he, when he got arrested and everything else, or well, he didn't actually get arrested. He couldn't go back to his home and he had a, a beautiful home and his parents still lived in Indianapolis. And there, of course they lived on this cul-de-sac. And so I was, I, I drove over there and I'm driving into the driveway and here comes the camera crew, like racing up behind me. Like, right, like, like we just won the publisher's clearing house. Like they're up my ass, mm. like up the driveway. And I knock on the door and they expect there to be another camera crew in the driveway. And man, Mrs. Folk answered. She's like, Oh, it's Travis. And I wander in. Of course, there's a video of me like walking in the house. I'm like, Oh God, here we go. That's like the local DJ hanging out with somebody creepy ass somebody Jared. I'm like, Oh, Tom, that's all I need. So I put my cell phone on his parents, like, island and he threw his phone on the island and i said let's go downstairs and tell me what the hell i missed like where did i miss all of this because i was friends there's pictures of us when i had red hair and i'm like (laughs) going like dude what happened so uh i i sent him a letter today uh just stating that i was going to be in denver in the next couple months and i would love to come see him because he looks if zach does some due diligence and if you remember what jared looked like he doesn't look like that anymore. And like before he went to prison, I took him to go get LASIK because these are readers. These are reading glasses, but uh, he was always notorious. He'd see him push up the, well, mm-hmm. Sharknado, Sharknado. He had a, he had a bit in Sharknado that they cut <laughs> out. They had to cut it out right when I could literally, he got arrested oh. the week that, sh- that, that Sharknado happened. But yeah, that's him right there. That's what he looks like now. Really? Yeah, on the west. They're still they're still getting them sandwiches in there. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I Same I knew thing. the the one on the right with the Indianapolis 28, that is a uh whoever the running back was back in the day for the Colts, but I knew that Jared on the right. So, <laughs> but uh yeah, so there were never was, any like nothing yeah, like and crazy I, so, and, where you're like this doesn't make sense why is he with this yeah. super young girl like it no and it and nothing. And I was always he would since I was such a good friend, uh, it would it would always just kind of like, well, I should keep that from. And we took him to get LASIK. That's why he doesn't have any glasses on in the picture. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's great. It was always just, he knew he was, was going always, to prison, so he was like, better get this fixed. When we did, I took I took him to go get it. So yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I wonder if he was thinking, you know, in every movie, the first thing they do is take the guy's glasses, and yeah, then he and can't they, see it, to you defend What did he do? You told the story like he was with 15-year-olds and it would have been legal if he wasn't. So, yeah. And yeah, well, and then so, but by by making his rendezvous via, you know, state lines, that's federal. And so even the pornography. Yeah. And that was the Russell, the his co-defendant. So uh, he then, that's very, hmm. very creepy, very. And, and it was uh like so you're a very, child born and he met up with 15 year old girls. That's what he pretty did. much. Yep. And that's, uh, you know, so he would always be like hanging out with Russ and Russ was a creepy <clears throat> bastard, but he was like the, you know, the person who shouldn't be on drugs, but you got that one friend to be like, Hey, let's go some, do some drugs. I'm like, yeah, let's go do some drugs. You know what? Uh, yeah. He was the, in, he was the very much the enabler. And uh, I'd, I'd so much rather. <laughs> I would so much hey, rather have a have a friend with a drug problem than a so pedophile. much rather. Dude. Like if I found out yeah. a friend of mine was a pedophile, I would. It'd be like number one. It'd be like 
I, how did I not see this? How did I not know? Yeah, that's, like, I, I'm sure that's, that's the, the number one thing you think is like, I, okay, what did I miss? What did I miss? Like that. Did yeah. you do that? Like when you found out you went back through your, Oh, completely. Like, I, what did completely, I miss? What, what were there? did I miss? What, why didn't I see this? And that's why, like I went and met up with, uh, him at his parents' house. And I was like, what did I miss here? But yeah, that was co-defendant and he was super enabler, super creepy. Are his parents um, normal people? Yeah, this parent, his mom, his mom was, of course, was a school teacher, and his dad was a pediatrician, and uh, did, just the nicest people on earth. Did he have any relationships with like ladies, just regular women? Like, did he ever yeah, date yeah, or well, have a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah. And so, of course, like I said, he was married, <clears throat> married uh, when it all went down. And Katie is a super amazing, nice young lady. Has mm. obviously nothing to do with him now. But mm-hmm. um, it was it was very weird because but she made out. Would, well, you know, at that point, at, at what cost? You know, so uh, you know, there his I'm she sure has kids. That, I'm sure there is now. <laughs> the, but the mental cost of realizing you were married <laughs> to someone like that, like that's that's right. Well, or the cost of realizing that I had no idea, and I was like, yeah. literally, they raided his house on a Monday, and I talked to him on the Saturday, and had no idea. And I was like, oh, wow. So uh, when we start talking about Kyle's mean stint in the clink, I was like, Mm -hmm. my guy, you know, I got you on commissary, put you some, put you some money on your books and I got you hooked up, you know, (laughs) I can't relate. I knew pot. I knew Kyle smoked pot the whole time. Yep. (laughs) I was well aware. I can't believe y'all are technically culpable. I, you can do time. That's so, so funny. What was the most fun you ever had with Jared Fogle? Like Super Bowl, going to Super Bowl. Like- yeah, we oh, went. Dude. We well, no, he had a. I owned one of the generalies from the Dukes of Hazard, and uh, Jared was a, a big Dukes of Hazard fan growing up, as kids my age were, kids Woody's age were, and uh, mm-hmm. we all went to a, a Benihana, and I drove the damn generally to a Benihana, a Chinese or Japanese restaurant, and so we're all sitting there, and everybody's doing sake bomb, sake bomb, sake bomb, and of course, I don't drink. And I'm like, okay, it looks like everybody's piloted in the General Lee on the way home, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, Jared is heavily cocktailed. And I know John Schneider, Bo Duke, John Schneider, like real well. And so I said, okay, so you're for your birthday, I'm go- we're going to drive the General Lee and I'm going to call Bo Duke and you can talk to Bo Duke in the General Lee for your 30th birthday or whatever it was. <laughs> and so we're, we're driving through Indianapolis and we come down to this like club district in the damn General Lee with the most famous face on earth, which was Jared at the time and in the most famous car on earth. And Jared's like, pull over here. And I'm like, and he was fun. Like he was, I mean, every, you know, you can roast me to the end of time that I was friends with him, but we never knew he had a problem. So, yeah. you, but so we would pull, we pulled over. I'm like, why? And we are in the fricking Jimmy John's parking lot, subways co- head competitor. And he's like out the window, like Jimmy John's and all this stuff. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Travis, Travis hit the horn, hit the horn. I'm like, <laughs> so little like the like the drivers that night at Jimmy John's walk out and they're like going, dude, Subway Jared is in a in General Lee out in our parking lot hitting a horn and, and flipping us off. And I'm like going, Does it get any better than this? Like this is my life. <laughs> it's pretty good. So 
but yeah, pretty good. We had a, we had a lot you of fun. Jared's was... on his phone texting. <laughs> no one knows, no one knows but he's really that excited about that evening. It was that hey, girl behind the counter at Jimmy John's. Yeah. You. I'm in this angel. Detention. So yeah, I mean, it's just. Couldn't see me. You you can watch a lot of and we ended up on TMZ a lot. You can watch a lot of 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 you know tabloid stuff, and a lot of it is very kind of you know fan made and whatever else, and we leave Britney alone kind of stuff and whatever. But it was it was weird because he was just a normal dude to me. But then when it all went down, everybody's like like we followed local disc jockey Travis Bell because he was friends with. Him. Here he is right here in a picture. What do you got to say? I'm like, dude keep my name out of the shit yeah. and i because i knew nothing and it was almost sad that i couldn't help but uh uh he had had a horrific co-defendant and at that point you can't do anything it's he was a very big en- enabler and he's what, what's his like thing now how long is jared in prison and so doing federal time like back in the day when kyle did federal time if Kyle got one year of federal time, Kyle would get three for one. So you get three days for one day, and that's federal time because federal prisons are pretty loaded up, Kyle, right? Back when you were in locked up, they were loaded. Wasn't so long ago. Sorry, bro. So <laughs> if you um, but if you if you had what if you had one month to do, you're gonna do 10 days, and that's it, because it's three for one, three for one, three for one. And Jared had made a financial agreement with all of his victims, quote unquote, even though these ladies of the night were already paid, then they get paid again. So none of them came to testify against Mr. Fogel. And, but the judge knew that that's the game that he played. So um, he took a plea agreement for like 12 and a half years or 15 and a half years. But by that time, remember, if you're doing three for one, you're going to do about five and be out but she sentenced him to like 17, 21 years to make sure he did all 15 and a half of his years. Mm-hmm. So he is um, already kind of up and over the the hump, if I remember right. But uh, I haven't been out there in, in a while to see him. So I'm going to so uh, these girls. Go were they, you called them ladies of the night. Were they prostitutes? They were, they were paid. Prostitutes? They were paid. Yeah, they were all paid. Yeah. It looks like what Zach linked is that he got in trouble for what is it, child sex tourism. So he was going places for the purpose of having sex yeah, with people but who were that's underage. A, that's another thing of how do you prove it? But of course he was hanging out. Oh, where, oh, where's Kyle got to go? He's got to let the dogs out. Probably, he's probably got one of the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a piss while you talk about your pedophile friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean so like. It's, uh, you can't be you buddies know, with it, him like after he gets out or anything. You like, can't. You can't. I'm you surprised you're him. you're you're talking to him now. Really, like I I really well, think I would cut all contact with someone if I find out. I, actually, that, that's the, not the thing. It, I 100 know I would. Yeah, and for me, I was like going. We were such good friends. I was like, fuck. And so I have not talked to him or seen him in seven years now, and. uh I just had a, a printed out thing on my on my computer's desktop. It was like, you should uh, send him a letter, and so I did to this this morning, which is bizarre. Hmm. But uh, uh, you know, that and everybody's like, you know, and, and you know, like, oh my god, you know, this is there is no worse crime than that crime. There is nothing. There's and you do not come back from that shit. You, they, yeah. he will never never be seen in public again. He, you will never catch him and me in an airport ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but re- think about how on top of the world he was. 
just for eating freaking Subway sandwiches. So he was, uh, and then he, and then then he, he just, had to then be a pedophile had, and, yeah. and then, you know, go to jail for it. Yeah. Thankfully, and, but his, his co-defendant has got like 30 some odd years or something. And his code, his co-defendant's wife just went to jail too. So she fought it forever and just, she ended up with a ton of, ton of years too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. damn, and, that's a whole lot of people spending a lot of time in jail for nefarious activities. She had crazy. 33 years and four months. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. The, yeah. And so they were four months tickles me, but yeah. So, but they were like just the most disgusting, like creepy people, but they latched onto Jared and then enabled him. And he had a effing problem. Anyhow, like he, it wasn't, Oh, Jared was this. No, he was a creepy bastard. Like he, that is sick as could be. But then they they were just feeding him a, a, a shit sandwich right there, and he was eating all of it. So, yeah, but I he mean, had before, to eat it. He he had. But, uh, I mean, he was the money man. I would assume, like facilitating oh, absolutely. all of this. Absolutely, and, and he wasn't doing it magnanimously. He's doing it because he wanted to have sex with underage children. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I had to uh, remove myself from him when all of that shit went down, and I was like going. All right, uh, I'll be in Denver. Maybe I'll take a visit. Maybe I won't take a visit. But uh, like I said, if you're right, if you find out some of your friends are up to this shit, you have got to be like, they are dead to me. But yeah. you know, I, I I never knew he had a problem. He was not that person that I knew. So. Oh yeah, like I don't like. There's no way you can hold someone accountable at all for their friend doing fucked up shit. You know, if they, if they encourage shit. it and, and excuse it, of course. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's unreal that you were friends with Subway Jared Fogel. That, for that, for <laughs> years. Jokes aside, like like hundred percent serious. When he gets out, um, do you think that he could have a like a career and done? No, not in the sandwich business. Not in the sandwich <laughs> business. It, but he he could he won't be able to be like a counselor. He won't be able to do. He he will have to live in a, a nowhere. Yeah, like, well, definitely not a counselor. Yeah, no, well, he can't no, even I mean, work in a high school. He can't even. Those are his favorite people, and they can't even get a job him. at a daycare. Kyle, you don't get it. It's over for him. But he, he can't like, be like, a uh, school if he nurse. Had a podcast, if he had a Twitter that was interesting, like a whole social media thing, like I'll, I'll say this: OJ is very interesting. I watch OJ's a podcast just called all the time. Footlong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the full six oh, inches with Jared Fogel. You know, like, yeah. like six yeah, inches have... is funnier. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you used to take f- foot longs or whatever else. So uh, it's uh... I hope not. I wonder I'll, what his I'll prison experience came is up... like. Because it, it, oh, I know it can be tough for child molesters, but I assume he's in some protective yeah, no, unit he's, with the other yeah, ones. Yeah, they are. Uh, and I figured that out too because I was like, I I told the CEO of my life, I was like, he's not going to last a week. Like he's going to be dead by the end of this phone call, basically. Yeah, and they uh, Inglewood is has a protective side for chobos and child molesters and whatever else, and of course he's on that side. But he he got the complete living shit kicked out of him about seven years ago, and uh, what probably well deserved. But you know that's uh, you know what do you do? You know you yeah. like go if if yeah, he doesn't uh, look like he, a fighter. No, hell no. But uh, you know, I uh, I figured that Kyle may have bumped into him during his stint, but I guess not. So I was down south. 
I was at uh, at the Alabama uh, Federal Correctional Institute or whatever the fuck they call that non Talladega, place. You know? yes. the, yeah, Talladega. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's you know, it's in Alabama. Um, sure. No, no, no chomos there. Mostly no. tax cheats and and ex sure. uh, gang members and shit stuff like that. Um, right. Was it minimum security? Is that what it was? Yeah, you call it. You could call it. It's a camp. It's a camp. So like, um, yeah. How long ago minimum. was this? Stamp Fuck, it's been like three, four years ago now, right? Yeah, like three years, probably. Damn, man, you still yeah. got you, you still got street cred with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was in there with uh, some scary people. Um, mm -hmm. I actually they called them White Lightning by the end. There was somebody famous that was in the medium side of, of where he I was, was running like, around the track, like not, not down lower because he I came was, too but... fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. No, but seriously though, I would watch Jared Fogel's YouTube. I would watch his podcast if he had. It sounds to me like he was traveling around doing a lot of fun stuff, and he has um, interesting stories. It's I, I like hearing like the stuff you did with him, the two or three or four or five times or whatever. Like like those trips sound interesting and fun. I bet he's got cool stories the same way that like OJ does. I I, I don't sure. I guess it's a fair comparison. I don't. I don't mean that he's as bad as OJ. I, I guess no. I, that's a fair on. comparison. That's a very yeah, he I mean, cut heads you know, off. But, you know, those girls are fine. <laughs> yeah, they're compensated. But yeah, I mean, it's just. I wonder it, how they right. feel and, about their experience, right? Because it's voluntary. They were paid. Then they were. It looks like he paid him another hundred grand later. Hundred grand mm -hmm. each. Each. Yeah. Each victim. So, at what point do you be like? Yes, creepy. No, don't want to have anything to do with these people. I would watch Fuck a porno with Jared Fogle where he fucked the, um, the girl from Wendy's. Wendy, like like have some other chick dressed up as her, and I'd have him fuck Wendy. I, I would watch that. He could have. He needs <laughs> tell him that. Kyle's like, I would watch his podcast, his YouTube, his chatterbait, his porn. <laughs> his, I'm a big. I mean, I mean, Travis likes Jared. I'm a I huge love fan. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <clears throat> it's not that i like jared we were just friends of course but but there this will come out on the youtubes and there will be video of you saying that you would watch jared sure. go to pound town with the oh with yeah wendy's. we say ridiculous stuff well, all right <laughs> but i want the wendy's that's on the the girlfriend that's on the sign i don't know if you've ever seen dave right. thomas's real daughter or nephew or, or niece rather or whatever she was sure that kid had like not enough chromosomes or too many. I, I I can never tell which, but that's like a your dog. fucking child. Yeah, I guess if you, like you want to keep throwing Rocky under the bus, okay? <laughs> who didn't do Who didn't do anything to any little girls? By the way, he's just down there being a nice boy, you know, guarding I the house. I bet he humps everyone he meets. He's fixed, poor guy. No, he's just got fluke back there. Yeah, still <laughs> fluke. So anyhow, that was my when you went down to. Prison lane. I was like, damn, I just sent a letter to a prison today. Yeah. And uh but yeah, he I I don't I don't think there's a lot of people driving in the same car you are because if he came out with anything on social media, Twitter or whatever else, and I don't know that he would legally be allowed to because of sentencing guidelines. I uh I, you know, I think there'd be more people waiting outside for him to kill him versus oh. I don't I don't know if he'll ever be able to set foot anywhere so. well, it, you know I, I think that he can absolutely have you know it's freedom of speech they can't say he can't have a twitter where he talks about the good old days of being jared 
or, or yeah. I would self-produce a documentary. I would have a YouTube channel, and I would have a podcast if I were Jared Fogle. And I would tell I would tell Jared Fogle stories, and I would keep this the sketchy stuff away from the show. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you know the co-host of that that show will not be Travis Bell <laughs> at all. I mean, hmm. someone's gotta be there for no, him. No, I'll. I had my friendship. I've. I feel like uh, you could do you a know. themed race for him in your backyard, like cops and robbers, where he's there. The, <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. Or he could announce that would that would be the OJ race, like the OJ Simpson race. Yeah, Every, everybody has Broncos paintball. in the backyard. We did a themed paintball thing that was like cops versus Blues Brothers one time um, down sure. in Joliet. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's time for a rewatch on that uh, Blues, Blues Brothers. Are... Yeah, I never they, understood uh, the magic. I love the, I, uh, I love musicals. I love Belushi and Aykroyd, uh, Carrie Fisher there in the background somehow, and I uh, I really like all of those guest appearances by uh, like James Brown and Aretha Franklin. Sure. Uh, so the the everything that the Blues Brothers did in their Blues Mobile, I did in a Blues Mobile. So I drove through the Dixie Square Mall. Uh, I drove through the Six Corners of Cortland Avenue. Um, there's a trailer. I feel probably like you're up. having more than your share of fun. That might be why <laughs> yeah. they're as boring as they are. You're, you're oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so somewhere out there on like Facebook video or something there or YouTube or somewhere, if you put like return to Chicago, 2005, there's yeah. a trailer of me like driving through the Dixie square mall and like driving through everything that the blues brothers did. I did it and That's we did so it with cool. no, no, no permission, no permits and had a bunch of fun. <laughs> But I mean, we've also jumped to General Lee. We've done all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Uh, to if you ever say, "Well, that my childhood dream is this," or "My childhood dream is that," a lot of people don't ever fulfill their childhood dreams, and I'm fresh out of them. I have uh, everything that I've ever wanted to see happen, from watch the General Lee fly to drive through the the same path that the Blues Brothers drove, or dr- <laughs> raced across the country in the ambulance from the mm-hmm. Cannonball Run. A friend, a sandwich pedophile. And the friend of saying uh, you can push a foot longer, like pushing a rope, I guess. I don't really know what it is. But so, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've had a lot of fun, but we're trying to figure out, you know, now that, you know, Woody and I are both 50 and he said it right, right earlier. Do you just start living life like a pro right now? And then when you're in your mid 60s, like, ah, remember that time we were on a podcast and started talking about footlongs, you know, whatever. So we just I, it's not that life's too short. You're just dead too long. And, you know, the people that died today are still going to be dead tomorrow. So I tell everybody, you know. Do you think there's something after this? this No, we are dust. We're done. I was not a cat before this. I was not a bird before this. And uh, I'm just a a goofy high school dropout, adopted kid from Indianapolis, and just have had a bunch of weird friends. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if everybody's like, well, did you know this? Did you do this? Do this? And I'm like, we are still planning weird shit to do. Because it's it's true, life is not too short. You're just completely dead too long. Like Abe Lincoln is yeah. still dead. You know, he's like. I really want to hear about the high school dropout thing. What's up? Did you have bad yeah. grades? Motivation? No, I um, drugs. Shit, shit. No motivation. Uh, had, you know, I was always like, why in the shit am I here? Like, dude, it's sunny outside. Like, what? And yeah. uh, and I was a skater kid. Loved it. Love. It was my ability in the skateboard. I loved it. But you know, like when you were a skater kid in the eighties and nineties, like the, the cigarette c- commercial where the kid's like sneaking cigarettes in his 
in his bedroom and whatever else. And the dad comes in and like, where'd you get these? He doesn't have a football helmet there. He's got a effing skateboard on his, on his bed. And so as, as before Rob Deirdrick, you know, took over the world or, or unfortunately took over MTV, you, you were, you were always kind of labeled as the bad kid. And so, you know, I could give a shit about school spirit or whatever else. And I literally, the day I quit high school, I, uh, just completely cussed out probably three teachers that day. Like I was like, F you get my transcripts, F you to this. And I wrote like letters to all three of them. <laughs> and in my, in my middle forties, I was like, you know, I was, I was having a bad day that day, whatever else. And, <laughs> and, and like the Dean of students, like wrote me a letter back and he goes, I may have not been the best educator that day. And I was like, Oh man, don't take like credit for me being a dick that day. Like I was mm-hmm. a dick that day. Mm-hmm. But like he he was an asshole that day too. But I mean he was just there to do his job, and I was that uh, you know boisterous, stupid ass kid in the back of the of the room going, you know, why aren't we all? Somebody pull the fire alarm so we can get the hell out of here today. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's weird because you know this year I'm a I'm this is the fourth year of me DJing on the '80s cruise, and you become a senior. And so then I graduate, and I've never graduated shit in my life. I mean, I've worked. Every minute from the day I quit high school to this moment, I, when we get off of here, I'll be, I will work all night long, but we, it's just something I enjoy doing, but it's like going, you know, you don't really hear much about kids quitting high school anymore because it's a total gimme. Like I just went to my son's graduation and there was 1,450 kids in his graduating class and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, and our last name is Bell. And I'm like going, oh boy, we're going to be here all damn night now because my son was in the third row. But my daughter was born with a wrench in her hand and she's 28 years old and she loved everything that has to do with cars. My son, you have to pay him to go outside because he's playing games all I'm day still and stuck all on night. Born with what in her hand? A wrench. A wrench. 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 Was oh, gear- I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. She was a gearhead. And so, uh, but you know, when you go to, uh, the complete polar opposites of children and how do you raise these kids because they're completely different and I'm going to go outside and, and drive around the go-kart path, I would have to pay my son to money to be like, dude, how many times, how many laps do I have to do that? <laughs> and it's just, it's very weird with that dynamic, but they were like, my daughter was not a very good student, but she got a total gimme throughout high school. And my son was a good student. So you're like looking at him going, not too many people quit anymore because they're like going, well, you showed up today. It's like everybody gets a trophy, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's T-ball and <laughs> Kyle's team, Kyle's team is the champions. Woo. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think a lot of what, like schools then their districts, like don't they lose funding and like get very, in very trouble so. if people get held back. And so they're like, well, yes. we cannot let anyone get held back. Yeah. You don't know how to read, but fuck right. it. You're in eighth did- grade now. And they did that to my daughter when I was, I was, uh, cause I was the mm-hmm. primary parent. I had custody of my daughter and they're, they're sitting there and I went through all those little parent teacher conferences and all this crap. And as you're going there and you're like going, we need to talk about furthering her education. I'm like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> you guys tell her to pass algebra one. And she didn't need that, but nor did I, I didn't need that either because mm-hmm. school wasn't for everybody. But if you're like, look at them going, damn, I got all this school this or I'm doing this or that and another, you know, I, I, 
always kind of fought the system, but it works for somebody. My sister, 50, 50, I don't know, she's three years older than me. She has more education than everybody that I've ever met and still goes to school, but is the most unhappy person I've ever met in my life. And I'm like going, why are you so, you have all this stuff that you've ever wanted, but mounds of debt or whatever else. And I can't tell, you know, yeah, what is what? And so it's, it's not for everybody, but the way they force it down your throat, it, you're like going, now oh, I should go to school and I'm a dick if I don't go to school. And I'm like, eh, if you work your ass off, you may not be a dick that bad, I guess. But yeah, not at all. If you work your ass off, you lots of people are successful without school. Did you, was it a spontaneous decision to drop out of high school? That a day, bad day, that morning. Yep, I was like, "Fuck this." So place. you went to school not knowing you were going to drop out, but then the day no went idea. wrong, and you're like, "I'm out of here." I'm out of here. So in Indianapolis, um, if you got suspended two times in a in a in a semester, they took mm-hmm. your driver's license, and that was Whoa. part of of uh, you know you 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 had a suspension on your driver's license till the till the new, and I had a job. And I was like, and I was about to get suspended for fuck, I don't know, doing something stupid, skater punk kid, stupid shit. Who knows what Mm -hmm. I was doing? And I just went into the Dean of Students. I go, well, if you suspend me, I'm going to lose my license. So go get my transcripts. And well, you know, we could offer you like four or five days of in-school suspension or some shit. I'm like, fuck that. Then I got to go sit here for four or five days and stare at a wall. And I said, no, I said, dude, I'm done. I said, there's nothing you can offer me. And that was that day when Mr. Hoagland at the time, Eric Hoagland, and I got in this argument, and he was the one that I wrote the letter to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like going, dude, go get my shit because I'm out of here. And I was gone. And, uh, you know, it's it, – I no, I did not walk into school. I, I quit my junior year. So I did not walk into school knowing that I was going to be like, oh, this is the day that I tell this. And, of course, yeah. my sister went to Hanover University, and I went to – jail you know or whatever you know i didn't (laughs) i I was just a bad kid so i bet those teachers were devastated you weren't going to be around anymore yeah they were like oh the and i had big bright red hair i was a red-headed kid they're like oh now i don't have to hear that loud mouth guy in the back of the classroom going you know when the clock strikes two o'clock everybody sneeze you know i click i'm like you know (laughs) look at look look at what we're getting away with in the 80s and the 90s putting drugs in the in the teacher's coffee in the coffee Ooh. lounge. Yes. And all which the 80s I don't think has ever happened. happened. Yeah. <laughs> never happened. No. Never. I, I, I remember a kid from my high school claiming to do that. And it's like, there is no way that would have flew so far under the radar that you'd be telling me right now at lunch. Like if but Mr. It, but- Bradley was tripping the way you're claiming right. He would not be teaching that stupid class right now. Like, well, and I believe during the time was that they replaced a teacher's saline solution with crazy glue, and she glued a contact lens to her eye. Of course, this was all happened like the year before we got to this high school. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, but, oh, I mean, yeah, there know, was contact solution so similar to crazy glue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, the, the consistency is like, oh, this is just a little, a little thick. To it's me. happened but, a few but, times. But, People are stupid. But what do you? But what he might attest to this like the teacher's lounge like if you ever like they cracked the door to the teacher's lounge there'd be like a smoke haze line like in there like <laughs> teachers in there fucking having a heater because they couldn't deal with these freaking kids but i mean i you know and that's why I, I when i was a club disc jockey there was a teacher that used to come into my club a lot and i would tell her i, I would call her teacher lady 
And I would say, like, I totally, because I, I respect you because of what the hell you have to deal with now. And I just have to deal with all these drunks for, for six hours. And you got to deal with my child for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just, education right now uh, is very underrated. And I cannot believe that uh, a lot of these teachers have to go through the shit they have to. But that's my own opinion. And, uh, you know, from everything from school shootings to people, kids like me in the back of the classroom, making everybody sneeze at two o'clock, you know, I don't, I don't envy. I, I would have loved to be, have been an educator, but I don't envy their job. So almost every single friend of mine who became a teacher quit and switched to something else that paid more, uh, sure. even if it was harder like within a couple of years, like, sure. Because they like, there's an idea where they're like, yeah, it's really an easy job. Uh, you get your whole summers off. You work until three. Uh, you, what, what do you think I'm going to be making lesson plans? It's all common core. It's handed to me. I do that. And then it's like, Oh, but you're dealing with like shitty, awful kids. If you get put in a horrible district. And so sure. you just, yeah. What are you going to do? Is it worth it? You're making under underfunded. Million? Yeah. Underfunded, underpaid, um, you know, and I just, uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoy history and the things that, that have happened. And us talking right now, you'd be like, remember that day Kyle said that he went to jail and then Travis started talking about Subway Jared. You'd be like, woo, you know, woo, let's not do that ever again. But this is happening right now. And I really enjoyed history and things that happened back then. And that's why I, I would study like television's history and, and cars and things and things that happened on shows and movies and how did they get away with that? And what, you know, in star Wars, they did this and, and all these different props and things that they did. But then I was like going, man, I said, I, I would have been a great history teacher, but then I would have had to deal with all those little bastards in my class all day long. But I had my fun. Good. Well, I, we are at two hours, so I've got to uh, read the ads real quick. Nice green screen there. Filthy. Thanks. I was <laughs> blown away. <laughs> but an upgrade. All right. This episode of PKA is brought to you by FaroDistro.com. FaroDistro.com. Elevate your experience with Faro Distro's collection of high potency edibles, a journey meant for the courageous or those with high tolerances. Delight in our exceptionally potent sour belts, available in 3,000 milligram or 5,000 milligram packages. For the truly bold cannabis enthusiast, each belt is genuinely infused. Look like this. Genuinely infused with either 300 milligrams or 500 milligrams. So these are the 300 milligram ones. He messaged me today, Kyle, that we should be getting a box in the mail tomorrow with with like even stronger stuff. Um, so yeah, the, I guess these are the weaker ones now of the strong yeah, ones. Yeah, 300 milligram uh, cl- cluster fucks. You're out of your mind. These edibles are extremely potent and should be consumed responsibly. AKA, these are no joke. Please don't be a dumbass. A small piece is recommended to start. These irresistible edibles combine sour and sweet flavors, creating an exhilarating and unforgettable sensory experience. Crafted with premium Delta 8 oil, each sour belt provides a consistent dosage, promising to elevate your edible experience to unprecedented heights. We recommend these exclusively for seasoned cannabis users. Seasoned cannabis users, folks, if you do not have a high tolerance, please don't do this to yourself. Don't miss out also on the Dab X. The Dab X Go, a cutting edge electronic dab rig that's stirring up a storm being touted as the formidable Puffco killer. This revolutionary product comes with a magnetic base uh, base plate for secure nail placement and anti-stick design to ensure a mess-free dabbing experience and a patented design for the cleanest dabbing experience imaginable. 
Packaged with a durable, spill-proof travel case, the DabX Go promises a superior dabbing experience only available at ferrodistro.com. We proudly announce that Ferro Distro is an exclusive partner of DabX Go. Seeking the perfect dabs for your new DabX? Immerse yourself in a world of premium cannabis with Ferro Distro's Delta 8 and HHC is Better brand dabs. Our dedication to quality shines in our exceptional HHC and Delta 8 infused dabs, which offer a unique blend of potency and flavor for a smooth, satisfying high with each use. Combine Ferro Delta 8 and HHC is Better brand dabs to unlock a world of superior cannabis enjoyment. To our loyal listeners of the PKA podcast, we expend an incredible offer. Use code PKA20 at checkout and receive 20% off your entire order. Visit ferrodistro.com linked below and apply the PKA20 code to get 20% off your entire order. Your whole order, folks. That includes the DabX. And this thing rocks. We encourage responsible consumption. Please note you must be 21 years or older to purchase any of our products. So check them out, ferrodistro.com, PKA20. And as far as being a Puffco killer, a friend of mine... Has a Puffco, came over for board games a week ago, tried this, said it was objectively better. He likes it Way more. Better. It's easier to use. It's lighter. He says it's less clunky. And when I told him, he was like, well, how much is this? And I have no idea what a fucking Puffco is. cheaper. But I was in, I was like, it's 200 bucks with our discount, like 160 or something. He's like, no way. Like I paid like 540 or like 420. Yeah. Like, so something stupid like, for it. Like three or $400 I paid for that Puffco. They said it was the best of the best. It's, um, you know, it's bad. Uh, that thing is way better. It's easier to use. The magnetic, the way that everything magnetically goes together, like a mm -hmm. China doll that's that knows how to fit itself together, um, means that you can't mess up when you're stoned. You can't burn yourself. Yeah, um, you like put a little water in it. You take this thing off, then you take the cap off, put the product in there, hit the button twice, and smoke it. It's fucking awesome. So check it yep. out. Code PKA twenty uh, ferrodistro.com. This episode also brought to you by. Blue Chew, Blue mm. Chew, folks. Let's talk about sex. Guys, shouldn't you always be at your best? 2023 is the year to maximize your performance in the bedroom. Listen up, BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. BlueChew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com, chew it and do it, and we've got a deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use code PKA at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code PKA to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. PKA at checkout, five bucks. I believe you, if it's the same as it was years ago, I think you get three pills for free. And per Kyle's recommendation, always do the Tadalafil. He says that is uh, he's the only one of us who's tried every kind, and I took his word for it. And the Tadalafil works great. So yeah. BlueChew.com, PKA, check out. It's a great logo or yeah. call line. Stop injecting copy. your penis with silly <laughs> knockoffs. Get Blue Chew. <laughs> Stop fear being mad that your dick's soft. Get it hard with Blue Chew. As far as Go I PKA know, the only it. alternatives for for uh, for this are injecting your penis. So. And that's Much horrific. That's terrifying. This episode mm. also brought to you by Lock and Load, like the it. premium, premium ejaculation increasing supplement, taking the world by storm from the powerful minds of me and Kyle and Derek then correcting us uh, and, and putting all the correct things in there. Listen, people, you know that it feels best when you're busting a lot. If we, if we weren't going to make you bust more, we would have 
made more money per bottle and told you to take one pill a day because we'd be lying. We wouldn't have gone through eight That's months what Woody of, of wanted. talking back. To- <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. no. Kyle and I pushed back for six months or something that there had to be like it had to be that much like no it has to have this stuff it has to actually work otherwise it's like gonna if it's gonna be a meme product it has to actually work so it's nine pills a day five in the morning four at night you got to muscle those down it's efficacious same you put in your hours in the gym you get jacked you put in the the throat effort and taking five pills of these in the morning and four at night you're going to be coming like a champion an absolute you put in the throat effort and reward her for hers Yes, and that's what. Think about this: Isn't your it? orgasm feels better because more shit's coming out, which means it long takes longer. And also, Profit. she's sitting there; she's going, "My God, I did a hell of a job. Look at that's how true. much cum is all over me." So, just the pre cum is a treat. It's gonna look mm-hmm. like clotted milk. It's very <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be leak like uh, the pre cum thing is real. That you're gonna be leaking a lot of stuff. <laughs> and so, check it out. Uh, code PKA code Jizz. That's ten percent off, folks. Don't limit yourself to our cum pills, though. Get yourself some protein powders, energy drinks, weight loss supplements. Everything sold over there at GorillaMind.com. Code PKA or code Jizz. And that's the ads. Back to the show. You know, flavor match those ever. I feel like if you're gonna do supplements and cum pills, you should just get it all at once, right? Get we, some sort of like we've we've got it? our boys in the lab working that's right. on that's that the right next, now. The next level of that. Boys in the Lab is me wearing gardening gloves in my kitchen and a smock. Like that's, what, that's, what, that's what's in the lab. And nothing else, just buck ass naked with a just, apron just on. Naked. I make him wear the gloves. Yeah, that, that's less personal <laughs> that way when he touches me. I heard tell. I heard tell that you wanted to, to discuss aliens or uh, or UFOs or the scent hearings or something. Or something like that. Is it? That I accurate? couldn't think of a better group of people to discuss this with publicly online than you guys. Yes, you came right to mind, and it just Chiz reached out, and it was just it's just perfect timing, perfect time. Did you guys watch it at all yesterday? The live. I did not. I'm aware comment. of it. Yeah, uh, I can find you a link. It's all over. Um, I saw was... the guy publicly, like under oath, testify. Yeah. That. What is it? What did he say exactly that we have? Alien is it technology? non-human we... remains? Is that All what it's right. we'll, we'll do a summary for the viewers. I'm sure you guys are informed and are just trying to trip me up a little bit, but I'll, I'll summarize <laughs> real quick here, which is yes, um, yes. there's a two-hour um, Senate committee uh, hearing um, with three witnesses coming in. And this was, um, I think I have the name somewhere. Give me a second. I'll find them up. This is uh, Ryan Graves, uh, David Grush, or Grush, I don't know how to say his last name, and David Fravor. And David Fravor is the guy who, 2004, his group of, uh, pilots were up. He was one of them where they had the, um, what is it? The Tic Tac uh, 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 video that they recorded with this, which is basically something we don't want the fuck it is uh, with actual footage from uh, the instruments on their um, their plane. And it's doing some really crazy shit. And this is a, all these guys are career um, military guys, all of them in good standing. Some of them still there, some not. And they have come out and, you know, David, uh, David Fraser had that one incident and everything before, nothing after with this, talked about it a lot, a lot of other eyes on it of something the fuck going on. All right. None of this alone is very interesting. All of this is kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Who knows? Yeah. But you get a couple of these coming out. You get um, Ryan Graves is in it for slightly different reasons. This apparently is something that happens a lot with the aviation training and flying of jets. They have this shit in the sky. They're not quite sure what it is. They keep seeing these. There's not a good way to reporting. There's a bunch of stigma for reporting these. No one wants to be the guy being like, I saw some fucking aliens out there in your flight group kind of deal. Anyways, <laughs> so he's in there kind of going like, well, you have this huge um, training problem and safety problem with air stuff that 
can't get reported because people get laughed out of the room kind of deal for reporting this. And there isn't an agency and isn't a system in kind of place for tracking this shit. We should do something about this. And then we got the final one, which is David Grish or whatever his name is, who's come out. He's a whistleblower talking about first. Well, it's like firsthand knowledge of people who have firsthand knowledge of seeing this shit, which gets a bit kind of sketchy for that. And he's only willing to talk some things in open meetings like the one he just had. And the rest of this is classified. So my understanding is basically he's come out to do this, but he's doing this in, inside the legal balance. So not like a Snowden situation where he's just spilling all these secrets, but he's trying very hard to protect the confidentiality of the things that are security clears and that he can't talk about, but thinks this needs to be told to the American public. All right. What's the interesting part about this for me is... Holy fuck, this is in a Senate committee hearing in public being taken seriously with a bunch of people who aren't saying, hey, there's little aliens, although Grush says he has both seen or have talked to people who have both seen craft and seen bodies, which is fucking wild. Forget that for a minute. I don't, I don't even want to. But he doesn't say he saw it. He says he no. talked to people. Oh, yeah. Well, has, is willing to give names, has, like, they've written things, submitted reports of this kind of shit, but no, can't, can't do any of that public kind of deal, right? But it's that one video, though, that they apparently showed Congress or some members of that committee, and they're like, you can see people in the craft moving around. I haven't seen that one way or the other. And I, I don't know. For me, just the publicity on there's some weird shit up in our airspace. We don't know what it is. We have a lot of eyewitness reports, a lot of sensor data, a lot of stuff that's been tracked from both ships and planes of this. And we're finally starting to talk about it. We finally want to start talking to the public about it. We have senators who are interested in poking at it going, hey, we have what's supposed to be top security clearance for this. And when we ask questions, we get turned away. What the fuck is going on? And we're going to get to the bottom of this and doing this publicly. Suddenly shit gets really interesting to me. So I thought that was just a super cool. I just watching it was just so, you know, I, I, if, if you can't hear it in my voice, I want to believe yeah. kind of deal. But, yeah. you know, you, you want to believe. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, sure. I want to believe as well. I mean, no, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I, I grew up loving the X-Files and, and that's sort of conspiracy or it would the be heart terrible. of that show. And I would love it if they would just be, you know what, gigs up. I, I, I get on the UFO subreddit, the UFOs subreddit, slightly different. <laughs> the UA, like, like, the conspiracy subreddit and they're like, <laughs> Biden has met with their leader. They live <laughs> at the bottom of the Marianas Trench and they've been there for 5,000 years. They let us... They told Truman that if he used a nuke against them, they would wipe us off the planet and take it for their own. And I'm just like, probably all accurate. Probably. <laughs> okay. Okay. Probably true. Yeah. <laughs> the only like, it's, it's weird to think about an alien race that would get here and then like get caught on camera. Dude, he said some weird fucking shit in there because they, they asked a little bit about that. Apparently, uh, the, the second guy, the um, the whistleblower guy, has a degree in physics, which I had no idea until I heard this committee thing. And it was talking a little bit about it. But he said some just bullshit stuff from my like, – just set off all my kind of bullshit detectors of like extra dimensions and this type of stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I wish you hadn't said that because I was happily going along with, you know, this sounds believable. This sounds believable. You, you were so excited for like <laughs> yeah. the first 40% of it. And you're like, no, no, no. Oh, damn. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you've kept that one for closed doors Can too. Can you like imagine <laughs> if, they got, if he got to the end and he was like, and it turns out that Jesus Christ is their leader. <laughs> <laughs> He's come back to us. <laughs> Actually, I would buy into that. that. A- if, if like, like, that would bring us all full circle. We always talk about how we wish that God was real. Or, or oh, yeah. All the other religions would just what if, become what if, Christians. <laughs> what if G- no, no. What if Jesus Christ was an alien, an extraterrestrial, and he th- this last, you know, 
how long ago? 2000 years, 2020 something years. Um, yeah. He has been flying well, back home. He has been flying back home, telling his people that he's what they what we did to him. And they've been on the way back to get retribution for what the Romans did to Christ. I, I don't see I that. Don't think that's, I don't think that's, that's very accurate. Yeah, that's no one asked that exact is. question in the committee. And this is why I thought PKA is where I need to go, because I didn't even think like that's a hard hitting kind of, you know, the exposure we would get from something like that, Kyle, would just be just, be you know, the off. only way we could catch aliens on camera is if they wanted to be caught on camera, because imagine like like to show up at a planet where you get to a planet from a million billion light years away. Like that's like me walking a mile to get to an ant hill. Like when I get to that ant hill, like they're nothing to me. They I don't, they're barely sentient to me. I can do Doesn't whatever I want. See you? You couldn't. No, see I mean they would. They would have some cool cloaking, you. some some kind of te technology, or like you can't they'd be able, they'd be able to look at us from further away than our furthest telescope can look. And they totally be looking know into about your you. Living this room. metaphor falls apart. Yeah, this isn't working, Taylor. Like you can't even hide from ants. Like like you could drive Not to the, an anthill. You could fly like to an anthill on the other side of the planet, but when you got there, they'd still be able to see you. You can't turn invisible. Because you're just way more advanced, not magical. Okay, that was more a power difference. Oh! If you're looking at just <laughs> damn, God, fuck, you got me. No, they would they would have some dude. The Russians and the Americans have cloaking technology. The aliens would have. The we best don't have shit. cloaking technology, dude. There is some yeah, weird thing in there too. I just I we, we, have, we have B, we have B two bombers that like you you can't pick up on our ability to uh, or they probably can now, but for a long time oh, those were a million billion dollars a piece. But, yeah, but they're, they're not invisible to cameras. Yeah, that's stealth. That's not. That's not like here's my arm yes. and here's here's. Do you guys think arm, but... maybe that the interdimensional race of people might be more advanced than that, and they might be able to just become invisible? The well, idea that we're gonna, <laughs> the idea that they're gonna show up and we're gonna catch them unless they want to be caught. So if we're seeing them, they want to be seen. Well, that Tic Tac video, what they said um, for that's David Fravor stuff again was uh, that their active uh, radar got jammed by it. So that what they were only picking it up was on passives because their their active was getting actively jammed, which was fucking interesting to me hearing that. Huh. Which is talking about stealth. That's kind of what that Actually, is. Actually, right? you know what? It might not even. It depends what kind of alien race, right? If it's like the super intelligent kind, they'd have technology and whatnot. But what if it's more of like the fungus kind of of <laughs> alien, where like they're just vicious and like the alien kind of alien, and they they're more just here for destruction and doom and yeah, it, it's such a. If My favorite sci-fi and an alien encounter um, scenario is that like a, an alien slave ship shows up, the, like an alien nation or in um, that. What's the movie in South Africa? That's the apartheid allegory, um, like uh, something District like 10. that, where, where they have nine. no I District nine, where they have no idea how to operate their own technology. They're just like the, the bred genetically engineered slave race that that works inside the big ship. So and and the master race has been all destroyed. So they get here with tech that they don't even understand, and now we just got a fucking immigration problem. <laughs> that's your that's your favorite kind of, of yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's, like, like, is it's, that a, it's a fine it's a financial issue when they show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, they're bringing be the technology cool and goods, and they're like, oh, I'm thirsty. Like that's how yeah. they get out. But they don't drink water. They because the the in the, an alien nation, salt water was like bad. No, they drink fucking Ciroc and they demand it by the gallon. <laughs> we have to <laughs> get tons of it for them. Have none of yeah. you guys gone down this rabbit hole before? The uh, the UFO rabbit hole. Oh, me for sure. I, I, I would assume. I always yeah, okay. not enough. Yeah, not enough. I always go back to like 
it seems like if they had all the technology and ability to get here, then they wouldn't come here. They'd go somewhere else. Maybe, uh, maybe it seems maybe they could do that. What I think is, and if, if, if there's something going on, if there's actual craft and fucking bodies for reals, then I think it's a, a, a race of beings that have been here with us this whole time in the ocean. I keep going back to that because it's what I think would actually make a little sense. Because the yeah, idea the of getting here across... so much harder, right? Because it's like, you know, if these are drones or something and these are just like Van Neumann stuff that's out replicating and it's here doing automated shit, maybe you're like, maybe. You know, like that that sounds like a much more plausible kind of thing. But like when you yeah. hear like bodies and craft that are being piloted, you're like, what the fuck? Like that doesn't make any sense the, whatsoever. Travis, yeah, so are, you that, an, are you an alien believer at all or are you just kind of... Could well, happen. <clears throat> of course, when you're driving home from clubs for 26 years at three in the morning, you see some weird ass shit that you <laughs> cannot explain. And it has nothing to do with, you know, I mean, you, you know, drunks are weird. I mean, and we drove down mm -hmm. some, some lonely ass roads in the middle of the night. And then of course, you know, I, uh, and my wife grew up in a in a you know in a in a smaller town where it's when it's dark out it is freaking dark out where in I live in Indianapolis and we still have the glow from the city but mm -hmm. yeah i mean you there is to to say that we're the only folks cruising around here on on uh, you know this rock or whatever would be kind of tough because there is some unexplainable shit that of course uh, you know, now they, of course, you know, like I said, in, in front of a damn Senate hearing right now, like who, who says, okay, all right, I'm going to bring this in front of the Senate. Last time we were in front of a Senate he hearing, you had, uh, the guy from Roswell with a weather balloon. And then you're like, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's just a weather balloon. And you're like, and his kids are like, no, this shit was not a weather balloon. So yes, I mean, but, but my thing is if you go through all these different administrations that, you know, I grew up with Reaganomics and Carter and all this other stuff. But then you go through the Clinton years, and then of all people not to dump this shit, you don't think loudmouth-ass fucking Donald Trump would have been like, folks, here's the fucking aliens, and it's fucking right? huge, you know, like yeah. his dumbass. And, being, and then Biden's smart enough to be like, because he's he's not, not saying he's a smart ass. He's an old, crazy old-timer, but he's smart enough to know to keep his fucking mouth shut. But we just had fucking Trump in there, and his dumbass had been like, Check out this guy. His name is Orko. And like, you know, he would like march him out there. So <laughs> all right. To, to I, draw a, a reference to Harry Potter, maybe it's like that, where the prime minister doesn't know that there's magic and such going on unless there's a problem. And it's like, sir, we didn't tell you about the alien race that lives at the bottom of the ocean because we only tell presidents on a need to know basis. But they just blew up Hawaii. So you really need to know this. So this is Xenu. And the, it turns out Scientology is at the heart of it all. And we've got to get Tom Cruise to go up there. And for we need the guy that's going to do it. To, he can't stop to, winning, Tom Cruise. Can't yeah, stop. I mean, he we now need to, to the Jason Statham to kick him, kick him all in the face. Or, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this. If aliens came back. and we had to pick a movie star to go save us, I would pick we'll Tom Cruise. I would pick, but Tom I mean, Cruise. but I mean, Woody grew up in the same kind of generation that I did, and it's mm -hmm. we've had all these different administrations where you know crazy Democrats and crazy Republicans, all these. Don't you think that one of them by now would have, you know, old old ass Ronald Reagan would be like, well, I don't tell you whatever else, but Orko here thinks that we're going to rule the world, so. How do you keep everybody? How do you keep everybody's anyone? How do you keep everybody's mouth shut? There's an absolutely 
astronomical amount of shit on the side of this is bullshit. There's no way we can believe this. Right. And I agree with that. Every one of those points I agree with, right. Someone would have said something. It's impossible to imagine this type of thing can be kept secret for this long for this many people. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. impossible to imagine that there's this shadow government working behind it kind of shit. Any of this stuff, the idea of that only people seeing it have like top secret clearance or they're people who can really get to keep a secret like military aviators. It's never some asshole with a cell phone on a paramotor who will run his mouth the second he sees it. Yeah, it's it's not that guy. All of this is I I agree with all of this. And then this is, you know, this is why it's so, so fantastical that any of this could even remotely be where it is now. But then you hear the other side that's equally interesting to me. And I don't think equal weight because the weights are so crazy with this. But you hear the things of repeated pilots of all all branches out there flying, everyone flying reporting the shit, talking about this shit. I was watching an interview with, um, God, it was a, I can't remember which news program it was, but it was another one of um, the individuals in Fravor's group who flew, not with exactly with that, that mission, but another one of those. And the, she, she was just like so nonchalant about it. Oh yeah, we used to see these things all the time. Like, it doesn't surprise me. And no one ever followed up on this stuff. We'd be deb- we'd debrief and no one would come back. Or it wasn't until years later where I was called in to talk about that and really got into the technical details of this. When you hear this repeated stuff of something's up there, we keep seeing them. We keep catching them in, on instruments. We've tracked them a variety of different ways now. We see these unreal, unbelievable movements. It's something. And, and I liked the approach of the committee hearing with this was we don't have to point to aliens necessarily we don't have to point to whatever we can say well it doesn't matter necessarily what it is but the capabilities and seeing this and not having a good system for reporting and tracking this and not understanding what they're doing this can be a foreign a foreign opponent this can be you know this can be china perhaps or the the witnesses didn't seem to think it was possible to be human but don't, we don't have to start there right and if it leads to non-human great we've laid the groundwork for this being fact and not a not just a, a hunt for the fucking Bigfoot again kind of deal. Yeah. You know, it's like sure. it's man. my Neanderthal ancestors. But Bigfoot's they fun too. <laughs> yeah, but man, what the fuck you know, is I mean, going uh, on? But there's still, I mean, and going back to your point, there's still a militia, uh, missing Malaysian airliner out there that that's everybody's mysteriously, you know, forgotten about or whatever in the last, you mm-hmm. know, where's that motherfucker at? You know, because that's a whole lot of shit still out there. That's, oh, the ocean's big. Well, sh- shit comes to the surface. Like, where's that damn... You know, so if you go down that thing, you're like, okay, are they good? There are they evil? We've already kind of went good and evil already on this today, but we're like going, mm. all right. So where, where do you stand with like, okay, we can't not explain the shit that's on that video. That I can't, you can't, you can't. I'm a stupid dish shocky from Indianapolis. Don't go put a mic in my face and go, Travis, what's on that video? Yeah. Fuck if I know. I don't know what's on that video. But I, I agree that there's some uh, driving home at night. There's some weird shit that you can't explain. Where the hell's the airliner? Where the hell's this? Why hasn't somebody other than top secret people that are like saying, hey, if you say shit, you die kind of thing. So why did the Bermuda Triangle? I remember when I was a kid, the Bermuda Triangle was a a hugely dangerous big news zone that I heard about regularly. That or quicksand was going to get me. Yeah, Did, every every eighties TV the show triangle being huge. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. scared to death of that shit. If you were going to, um, I don't yeah. care. If you're going to the Virgin Islands or or wherever, don't fucking fly mm-hmm. over the Bermuda. I, I have not heard about it in twenty years. Like I haven't <laughs> heard about something going down in the Bermuda Triangle. That's. I think we all got GPS and it fixed that whole problem. It's like how Seinfeld doesn't work if they all have a cell phone the whole goddamn time. Like same thing for Bermuda Triangle. You give all those boats, planes and shit, GPS. It's like, ah, it disappeared. No, it went down right fucking here. Right fucking here. Drunk captain every time. 
Hmm. Yeah. It's dangerous yeah. on the fucking water. People go down and never come back. I'm terrified of the water. It's it. I'm. I would rather go to space. I find that less terrifying than deep within the ocean. I find them I, parallels. Yeah, in space it gets you a little more alone. It's easier to get rescued in the water, but it's the same sort of like this craft is a life support system that I absolutely need, and it's really under equipped for the task. Yeah, you're in a bubble, mm -hmm. no matter yeah, what. The whole ocean's pushing on it. I don't know. The oh, deep ocean is pretty fucking spooky too. The shit you see down is. there, the creatures down there, the the different evolution down there is so bizarre. That's and what for, I for think the longest the time we were like misunderstanding uh, when they first started like pulling up all those deep sea fish. Like they like scientists and people were like, "There's a bunch of hideously ugly fish at the bottom of the sea," and it's like actually they're normal looking actually kind of spooky fish it's dragging them up through a million atmospheres of pressure <laughs> for them just gooifying them into like a, a what a fat blob fish, fish. Or a blob fish yeah they called it the blob fish i don't think it looks like that yeah. when it's no it's, below, have you seen a picture of it like in the sea it doesn't they call look it the like sexy that. fish now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> down I'm below it's about. very handsome see it's dying <laughs> a painful it's dying a painful death right now oh it's like, <laughs> like oh well fair yeah, it died yeah. a painful death there. Yeah, see, like, it's like, like it's not like it's never <laughs> swimming. It never, like, <laughs> like a courtroom fucking artist drawing uh, what a would look like yeah. in the wild. Tell Zach's me what the pictures of my high school girlfriends. Like. What the fuck? <laughs> my God, it looks like a burn victim so, that got a new face. Is that God what it damn. looks like, Taylor? You assured me it was attractive underwater. No, no, not a, an attractive. This is a, a one that's been pulled up. <laughs> That's a handsome it looks, fish. It Woody. looks more normal fish. It's not a good looking fish. It looks more like Look a it doesn't have this like pussy like out raw chicken look. Yeah. Something like this. Okay. Fish. It's it's not a looker. He no, I mean like you're going to take you can tell the look on his face. Please don't take me up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I mean, fish if you only if you, managed to mate because it's in the darkness. Yeah, well, it's like drawing a fish from memory. The first three ones, so, like this, <laughs> this guy right here, that one we just showed you. Now draw him. You're like, Arr. yeah. I mean, this is. It has little spikes on it. You can tell that's for something. It's a real fish. You know? What is the temperature down there? It's got to be cold. Terrible. It's got to be freezing. Right. Freezing is it, balls. Yeah. Is it below freezing? That sounds crazy, but pressure does things to melting or freezing, doesn't and it? And salt. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and salt, that's true also. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Damn, this is one of those questions that I'm like, I don't know, but I should probably. How fucking cold? Oh, right, Taylor. I think less of you, quite frankly. If you don't know the temperature at the bottom of the Marietta's <laughs> Trench, kind of fucking person. 39 degrees, he says. You'd, you'd be surprised how useful meters. that is most of the time. <laughs> 39 yeah, degrees or four Celsius. at the bank. Yeah. yeah, so Taylor, Taylor oh. though, going back to uh, all that, where are you at on it then? Are you, you know, of course, there's a lot of unexplainable shit. And mm -hmm. I would think for me, for me, fucking Bigfoot would have been caught on a trail cam by now. Like, that's yeah. just me. I'm like, I've got trail cams in my back, way back yard. So if mm -hmm. Bigfoot comes cruising by and he shows up on my trail camera, I'm going to be that first dude like, like, look, I caught Bigfoot. And the but, guy that did the hoax has come out and said it was him. Right. Yeah. But when yeah. you when you when you have pilots flying behind shit that they can't explain, where are you at on it then? Well, I mean, to Filthy's point, like all of these pilots independently state seeing similar things up there. So like, there's something to it. Like they're not all sure. just making this up. 
uh, whether or not it's aliens who who know you need to see a fuck ton more evidence before you can accept like the alien hypothesis. But I think it's how many years has this been going on? Like it, it, there's something like there's stuff out I've there we don't know about. It, Absolutely. Here's where I am. I can't explain away everything, but I think that by and large, it's well-meaning non-liars who aren't seeing what they think they're seeing. There's been tons of footage of like people with cell phones pointing at lights in the sky saying, what the heck is happening? And then guys explain it like this lens does that. When you shine a light on something, it has these peripheries and notice it's moving when the camera and and people could recreate the UFOs that they saw. Mm. So I think that explains away 99% of it. You're this right. one in particular, I don't know. I, I can't explain every one of them away. I'm not going to win at whack-a-mole, but I just don't think it's aliens. I don't. As of right now, no, I don't think it's aliens. But I do think it's probably likely aliens are out there. What do you want? There. No, because if it's aliens, there's no way they came to help. <laughs> there's no way they came to help. They came to fuck our shit up. Like they are, they're gonna take all of our shit. I when Netflix you've heard, gone. Everyone's heard this before, but like at first, I thought they'd have respect for human life because I do, and that's how I just assume you know it projected onto someone else. But then they're like, Woody, do you have respect for termite life? When you see an ant hill, do you kick it over just to like fuck with them? Sometimes <laughs> I've been known to do that. Yeah, when I mow. And I just see clouds of dust getting popped up from anthills. I don't feel bad. I don't feel anything. Mm. They're nothing to me, which is likely what aliens think about us. Yeah. Uh, so, and, which is a and, problem. And, and Woody and I grew up on a TV series called V, and they were the lizard <laughs> lizard people so that came. With, and it was just like going, and then we're like going, okay, so they're going to come here, and they're going to rip their face off. There's going to be a lizard underneath there. And, uh, and they're gonna that's take selfies. <laughs> that's not V, but that the 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 picture on his phone looks like that fish. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> it like, <laughs> they're like, look, we found fish at the bottom of the ocean. What they like. They're ugly. We're gonna kill them all and steal their planet. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just uh, I uh, to br- to filthy's point today, like it is someone has approved a congressional hearing of this shit, and now all of the people that always told whether they were maniacs or not said we told you so are now going like we told you so and we're yeah, like, it, oh, it oh, legitimizes oh. it in a way that i've never seen done before so it's and it's really interesting to see i mean to be fair the, the witnesses they picked were fucking fantastic witnesses. they were great they were yeah. I, I yeah i caught tail ends of a lot of things so yeah yeah just they seem you know and who can tell you can't tell anything from this but you know, I've seen Fravor on a couple other podcasts, seen him on Rogan, I've seen him on Lex Friedman, this kind of thing, right? Like, well-spoken, mm-hmm. intelligent guy. Uh, you know, you, you can't tell necessarily if he's lying or not kind of deal in the sense of you, you don't have any way to prove it one way or the other from just listening to him. But seems yeah. to come off. He's consistent. He, he doesn't seem deranged. He doesn't seem like he's missing some fucking marbles and making shit up. You know, doesn't seem to have a good motivation for doing it kind of deal. And you you hear that and you see that across three different people risking their careers for this with some of them talking to, you know, um, Ryan Graves, he, he's, his thing is aerial safety stuff. So he talks to pilots, commercial and, and military all over the, you know, the country who have seen these and dealt with this. And, you know, it's like, man, you start putting these as data points and you can't explain them all. You're right. What do you know? Like some, a big chunk of these are going to be bullshit, a huge mm-hmm. chunk of them. 99.99% of them could be bullshit and there's still some consistent something coming out with that and it's interesting even if that just turns out to be some really fucking advanced drone stuff that's still really interesting to me and it's I don't know so 
just, it was really cool to watch. I'm glad you're getting so much joy following along the, yeah, the alien so thing. Cool. <laughs> would, the what would it take for you to like around. accept the so like I know you said filthy like you're not like the alien thing definitely not I don't think so either for now like what what would it take for you do you think to 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 buy it to, to say like this is aliens fuck I mean it's dude it's so hard these days right it's so easy to fake imagery it's so easy to fake video it's so easy to fake audio man you know it's like I mean on some on one one hand of me goes if the, if this isn't something if this turns out to be a hoax a what a fucking amazing hoax whoever did that just killed it right and then b like the legitimacy this adds to it how are you ever going to separate that shit again like on the one hand this is either the greatest thing ever that this is now seeing like some public light and some public scrutiny and a, a government agency or rather public officials attempting to run this down in the favor of the public mm-hmm. or it suggests how fucked we are as a country that our leadership is spending time as a government chasing alien hoaxes you know yeah like and giving them this legitimacy in that and i have no clue from what, what what we've seen, which of those it is. So what would it take, and so, Right. And so, yeah, what would it take or what, why isn't this in front of parliament and why is it in front of somewhere else? Why did, you know, the United States Senate or government mm-hmm. be like, hey, let's listen to this shit here today because, you know, the guys at, at parliament was like, well, get well, fucked. I'm not there's definitely some of that. And the, and the world media yeah. coverage is not very, um, not very, uh, kind about their coverage of this so far it's is a it lot like, of uh, like, really is most jokes. of the world media like being like these fucking idiots like there's they're not aliens dummy they're fucking a, a chinese drone like yeah it's i think it's like these idiot americans are chasing this dumb shit again and look what they're wasting their time on kind of the old but well it's definitely more likely i would say to be a chinese drone than an alien yeah I, I would agree with that. What would it take for proof, though? I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, what yeah. what can you do to prove any of these things? So You're I right about see... fake videos and pictures. Like, it's gotten so good. Like, you can look you, you can look at something for 30 seconds before you're like, oh, oh, shit. This is totally not real. Yeah, and that's Thank like you. public free stuff, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, GPT does this kind of deal, right? Or or yeah. the image models that come out of that are associated with that anyway. So, yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what it would take in terms of proof. Take a lot of experts looking at, uh, at this uh, proof. Pre- hopefully experts not initially associated with any of these other things so bring in some university professors doing this who are experts in their fields show me some real footage preferably real-time footage where you know you have a fucking news reporter and there with the camera going you know like being shown around the base where they have this shit or something yeah. that would be really that kind of and, stuff and a couple of nuts too a couple of nuts in the mix also because you need some nuts in there like pushing the boundaries because if it's anything like alien movies the scientists are going to be like it can't it can't possibly be this kind of ba- uh, 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 mercury-based organism that's not possible and then the lunatic will come out and go blah, 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 gibbering at them with like an answer <laughs> right. and he'll have his like one spot in the sun and they'll be like god damn it that guy doing a ham radio show from the top of a, a mountain in the Appalachians he was right <laughs> He's on typewriters, for, but conspiracy yeah. version, right? You need so those characters like to have that a one guy who nailed that branching path of conspiracies, and it turned out yeah. to be accurate. We need him explaining it. I agree. We need that guy. We, we need, need that the, passion. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, we, like, we do. We need the we need <clears throat> guy's passion. He, he'll keep all the other scientists fired up because the scientists are going to be like, "I'm at work, brother. I don't care that much, but if I don't work really hard, this guy's going to fuck it up." <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, and it's like, does filthy need like man on the wing of a plane kind of thing, like? he's got he's like holy shit what's on the wing of the plane kind of thing yeah and and you're right like i mean you know i read and i have no desire to see any of this shit i'd much rather just keep on a cruising right along where we're at but uh if uh you know if they're out there shit's about to get real (laughs) i hope they or i hope they are real 
And I would, I for one, would accept our new alien overlords. Well, I would welcome them into my life, however intrusive they needed to be. To what if they ate? What the if they adults. ate dogs? What if Kyle they ate do dogs? anything for an anal did, probing? Did they want my? Oh, <laughs> free! You said. <laughs> their their healthcare program is incredible. Colon <laughs> weekly colonoscopies. Okay, I'm clean as a whistle. <laughs> colonoscopies for everybody. It's like yeah. Oprah giving away cars. It's like you get a colonoscopy. <laughs> I fucking hate these aliens. <laughs> Why is your butt plug so spiky? Man, they, man, this is not at all what anyone predicted. <laughs> They're really into asses. <laughs> <laughs> why why aliens always have to go up your ass would be all just like uh, you know, one you, of the first you, questions you, you probably stick the microphone at, like, <laughs> that's they should have asked the are, you, are you going up my ass sir yeah. like, okay. it's just a rectal thermometer See, that, we always... they, no that's how you know those people are fibbing or having a hallucination because you get sucked up into an alien craft million lasers and and sensor devices you think they're sticking something up your ass no <laughs> No, they got yeah. they got advanced stuff. Let me ask you this: you, you bring a cow into your uh, into your veterinary clinic. You're not the state of the art clinic. This isn't the Mayo Clinic or anything. This You're is for farm animals and dogs. You're yeah. gonna stick something right up that animal's ass to take yeah. its temperature. That's what they're Taylor, doing. Not if you I have got the really drunk, technology. and when I woke up, my ass was killing me. How else would you explain that? I, you know what? That's probably. So many of those stories when you're like, <laughs> I passed out drunk in the woods and my ass is killing me. I cannot mentally handle <laughs> what is very likely the outcome. Oh, no, there's yeah, and your first, in my I was going to say, and your first go to in the woods, oh, Bigfoot. That's not going to work here. That's going to make it worse. You can't be like, ass hurts Bigfoot. It's got to be aliens. Oh, yeah. I hope <laughs> it's <would> really <laughs> Bigfoot. Stay at home. I'm looking for small dick. <laughs> I was raped by an alien. Raped by an alien. Yeah, that would be terrible. Dude, I was talking to some of my viewers in this uh, for this is my stream today, and I, you know, I have a fair amount of European viewers, and they were not having it. <laughs> I was trying to no. like, they, they I'm like, even... have you watched this? They're like, sounds like a load of bullshit. <laughs> and then they're like, like <laughs> me stuff, and I'm just like, they, they can't guys, even come like, on. Watch a, like, you can't you just watch something that's probably bullshit and enjoy that it's fun for a while? Like, oh my just, god, yeah. Just, just have a little fun with it. I want to believe. I, I I like your take on it. Uh, I, I I agree. It's it's probably probably a government program to make us look the other way because they've got some like new generation of cool drones that do wild shit and they're blowing our other pilots who fly normal shit's minds when they see one that's probably what it is but i yeah. really want it to be that a million years ago there was a global catastrophe and this other race of human beings just went to the oceans because the atmosphere was, was bad for them and they've they been just... there the whole time they just had a movie about that on Netflix. It was actually good, like 65. 65. I saw that, that too. Well, well, that fucking movie well was done. a C minus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it, but I avoided 65 because I don't care for Adam Driver. He's odd looking and has a weird physique. God, he's and, from uh, Indiana. Come on now. He's, he's why does his torso look like that? He has like the only speaking role in a 90 minute movie. God damn. <laughs> damn. true. It is, uh, is he not a good well, actor? And, well, he's, and like right fine. out of the gate, very good 65, I'm like going, they are clearly on Earth, and the and the, and they just flew through an asteroid field. Field, move on, <laughs> you know. Next, <laughs> I, I asteroid fields aren't nearly as cool as I imagine. Or apparently, it's not like Star Wars. There are like 
a long ways from each other. It's not very miles exciting. between each asteroid. That's a yeah. field of them because the rest of space is so goddamn empty. Yeah. Most of space is not worth it. In the movie the 65, the asteroids were unavoidable. The belt was with they are uh, they are like a trash truck that had lost its load. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah they are, shit is everywhere. And uh, he crashes to the Earth. We I think we know it's the Earth right away. And uh, the asteroid belt he hit is the one that destroys the dinosaurs. So he's right there at like dinosaur peakage right before the yeah, big problem. He's like and he, his spaceship was destroyed and sort of split in two, but there's an escape pod on top of the mountain. So he and this young lady, she's maybe eight. I don't know. No, uh, she does, sure like 12 or something. Bro. Yeah. Okay. I'm terrible. Yeah, and, uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, she doesn't speak English. So, and their translators down because of technical issues. And the two of them have to race across the countryside through the woods and there's quicksand and dinosaurs and other assorted problems. They just did that movie. It's called After Earth with Will Smith and his terrible son. Remember that? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's basically the same movie, I think. Same fucking shit, except for on that, instead of dinosaurs, they were hauling a monster with them that escaped. Uh, you know, they, no. and, and see, also the exact same fucking story as that Tom Ur um, Carl Urban movie where he crash lands on Viking era Earth with a monster in tow and he loses his ray gun right away. It falls off a goddamn waterfall and he has to go talk to the Vikings and be like, look, it's not a bear. Okay. This is bigger than anything you've ever seen before. And they're like, oh, I've seen bears. No, no, you didn't hear me. Not a bear. Show me this big bear you speak of. It's, Sir. This is how Kyle is a really good storyteller. If I were just to judge from those three descriptions, I'm watching that third one. I got to say like the third one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Out. It's called Outlander, I think. It took me a minute to remember. Um, Outlander? It, that sounds so fucking stupid. Kyle tells um, stories so well. I tell stories of Kyle telling stories. We watched that horrible fucking poorly. Star Wars thing called Andor. <laughs> and when it was over, Jackie and I were like, I would rather just hear Kyle tell me about Andor than have to sit through this whole fucking thing. That was my experience with Babylon 5. I think I was on this show and Kyle was talking it up and I was listening to him. I'm like, I'll go check out some episodes. Oh, shit. Fucking awful. Didn't enjoy that at all. Yeah. It's shit. I one episode of that. You heard somebody sucks. else. <laughs> I tried to. I wanted to get into it. It's, it it's, well, it, it's, it's like people that like Doctor Who or don't like Doctor Who. And I'm like, well, what the fuck are you guys watching here? And they're like, oh, and, and me, I'm like, going, oh, man, I'd much rather watch. I don't know, two dogs fucking than this. And people are like going, <laughs> I spent there, my whole buddy. life at, at every yeah, Comic-Con yeah. dressed up as Dr. 95. And I'm like going. I like right, Dr. Well, Who, but tell me yeah. more about these dogs. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, and then people look at me and go, you owned a General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard. That's that stupid racist ass show. And I'm like going, we can watch the Cosby show right now, but we can't watch the Dukes of Hazard. Like, come on, people. So that's true. Fair. What he did was worse than a painted car. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say significantly. Yeah, you know, and then everybody's like going, Oh, it's got this, you know, Confederate flag, which is, you know, I wouldn't show up at Woody's house with a swastika on a Chevette. Like, I mean, I get it, right? <laughs> but you know, but they always like prayed before every meal and like you couldn't talk shit in Uncle Jesse's house and everybody forgets all that stuff, but yet they had that goofy flag on the roof of the damn car. I get the I mean, flag uh, car, but was there anything racist in that show? I don't recall. I'm, I like the only person that ever shot at the Dukes of Hazard was the black cop in the neighboring city. Like Roscoe could never even like he'd like, you know, do all the goofy shit. But it was mm -hmm. like you're like, well, this is like a wholesome, fun kind of show. Maybe not quite wholesome, but fun. And but they prayed before every meal, 
but you can't watch the damn Dukes of Hazard. And they but, solve you know, all the, their problems by jumping a car off a ramp. And then, but oh, Bill no. Cosby is like, <laughs> he, he's like a, what is he? He's like a, what was Bill Cosby's he's a doctor? Man. Person? He was like a doctor of something. So and oh, he, he, right? he had a lot of deliver babies. He has his degree yeah. in potions. Well, he's not a medical doctor, Will. Am Are I about Doctor Huxtable? Yeah. yeah. What was what was Doctor Huxtable? He was like a like oh, a Doctor Huxtable. I understand now. Okay. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doctor Huxtable. Yeah. What kind of doctor was he? I think he was more of a general practitioner. OBGYN. OBGYN. But, but remember, he was like doing it like remember like <laughs> the the patients would come to his house and they would like be in the basement and as if that shit wasn't creepy enough like what. You know. Wait, during the Cosby show, he had he was an OBGYN operating yeah. out of that yeah. back room in his house. Have you ever seen this the part of the Cosby show <laughs> where he has a special chili with ingredients that make people fuck? Barbecue, barbecue sauce. Barbecue Is sauce. It barbecue sauce. When people try my barbecue, That's barbecue sauce. sauce. That's it. That's it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they just uh, then they start to love at each other and whatever. Mm-mm. And you're like going fucking they just creepy, putting putting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drug people with? Is it quaaludes? Quaaludes, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, quaaludes. I'm sure he fed ladies all sorts of pillies over the all years. sorts of sauces. Thirty nine Fahrenheit, Woody. I remember. Look, the way that I tell about these Me Too stories, like right away, the, the UFO thing, we got lots of reports, but from all sorts of silly sources. When 60 women say you drugged and raped them, there's a few in there that are telling the fucking truth, right? You can't <laughs> find 60 women to say fucking Cosby drugged and raped them. You'd have to. You couldn't do it. It's a conspiracy. And now he's wilder out. Than we gotta do it. We gotta do it fairly, Kyle. It could be the Chinese, but something's going on there. Yeah, this can, that's okay. where we conclude, right? We don't okay. know. We <laughs> a lot it. of eyewitness reports. We know it's not Kevin aliens. Spacey, on the other hand, found innocent again this week. Once again, acquitted <laughs> of all charges. Every time he goes to court, they acquit him. Every Everybody time to testify accusers, against him died. Every time someone <laughs> testifies. Well, look, when liars testify, God <laughs> strikes them down. Okay, they didn't get to the When liars might God testify, God strikes them down. Saith the Lord, if you speak <laughs> lies against Kevin Spacey, may you be stricken down. It's in the that's Bible. Songs. I wish you'd study more carefully. Song, song of Solomon. That's the Lord's curse. <laughs> no, I, I, dude, the most absurd, like. Do you you everyone remembers that video he made right after everyone was like he's doing fucked up shit with young men, young boys, and he comes out and makes a five minute video with like a makeup person and a set, and he's yeah. like everyone going around saying awful things about me, saying I molested children, and this ain't entirely true, and it's like, and then he just kept going, kept going, slamming his knuckles on the desk. Do you know how sure of your situation you have to be? To like behave oh. that way, like to, uh, <laughs> to behave. No, what attorney on earth would be like, Mr. Spacey? We're gonna go and we're gonna need you to make a seven minute video today. <laughs> and, and, and Ask to Frank this. Underwood, who is a yeah. murderer himself. Um, <laughs> I want you to be vaguely threatening to the people accusing you on YouTube yes. today. 
he he threw in surreal. like a veiled threat at one point like yes. you know like those who lie never prosper or something like that they never go those lies go so can go and go farther than those people ever will <laughs> so he like said <laughs> something and it was like oh wait didn't one of these kids already go missing on you kevin like like one of his accusers straight up like killed themselves and maybe two um all i know is i miss that man's acting i don't care what he did to who i really don't <laughs> i really don't if it was all true and he and and he fell on top of a 16 year old boy at some point after a party i don't fucking care i don't I'm care if he ate the kid like personally I, I miss, miss the movies how far subway commercials have fallen <laughs> Look, those. Let me tell you about those Hello. macadamia cookies they Hello. got. Hello, right? I'm, I'm Frank Hello. Underwood. He is representing your favorite sandwich right. shop. Subway. Well, no, they got like. Uh, I just <laughs> who did I see on a Subway commercial the other day? Like, it's not Peyton Manning. They got somebody else doing a Subway commercial. Uh, Harvey yeah. Weinstein. And, and I'm like you going Manning brothers. Yeah, and I'm like going boo. How much money? You eat you this sandwich if you know what's good here. for you. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's uh, subway sandwiches. Peyton Manning was never fat. You're gonna watch me cheat in the shower if you want your job. Yeah, yeah, Jason. You want to be it, in Hunger Games, like, um, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they dropped eat this, the old, they eat this sweet onion chicken teriyaki. <laughs> old Peyton Manning dropped Papa John like a like a hole in the head. Like he dropped him quick, and Peyton yeah. like won the Super Bowl. I'm gonna have me a beer and uh, Budweiser and Papa John pizza, and he'd be like, "Ooh, I better take that back." But, yeah, <laughs> Dude, the Papa John. Uh, after he got fired, uh, this is years ago now. This is more Indiana that, shit. He's from uh, Indiana too. Yeah. He 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 had that interview where he like cryptically was like, they're like, what happened and this and like what what occurred stay in that tuned. meeting? He's like, stay tuned. There, a reckoning is coming. And he like used <laughs> the word reckoning and like yeah. wait and stay tuned. And he was so I, bloated. Remember how bloated he was? You know why he was bloated? Because the ingredients. he was eating. He was. What, what did he say? You remember that? He's like, I, I have eaten um, I've eaten like 60 pizzas in the last few months, and the quality of the ingredients <laughs> has dropped tremendously. And he's like doing it from hospice. Like he was so shiny and bloated. They it looked like oh, they he, greased him up like a turkey. <laughs> and and the, the interviewer was like, Why the delay? Why don't you just set the record straight right now? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> it was just like he was nothing so ever weird. happened. Like I'm still tuned. You're right. It's yeah. just like uh, they baited like... him into saying the N word uh, uh, in a in a board meeting, and we can all we've all been there before, you know. <laughs> and he should not and, have been kicked from his pizza kingdom. If they kick Papa John out of Papa John's, then they shouldn't be able to call it fucking Papa John's anymore. One of them has to lose the name. Either he's no longer Papa John's or they aren't. <laughs> it could be Papa's. the lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, either way, Papa John's has not been good for a good a while. I had, I had just, it not too long ago. Good. I had some like Cinnanauts or some shit. It was pretty good. That's right. Oh, I mean, you're delicious, Taylor. You're incredibly wrong. I, there's not a fast food pizza place that I wouldn't wish I could eat right now. Oh, I, it's, I love pizza. One slice. Like there's, there's a stack list where there's like four things above. The uh, one with coffee. cheese in the crust, I'll admit, is at the top. I'm not even sure who that is. But pizza Papa John's has it. the garlic butter shit that is sinfully <laughs> delicious. Yeah. They have stuffed crust now, too. 
What? They finally yeah. figured that you can dip Are you telling me in... I could dip a stuffed crust in fucking garlic butter? The future I'm not is my now. Who cares <laughs> about aliens? The I scientists mean, at Papa John's have been striving. Dude, it's like, imagine if stuff <laughs> right. is kind of like by the, the time this race. is over. Yeah, by the time this is over, one of us could use the Papa John's app and send Woody a pizza I'm by now. He'd be like, it would be uh, that happens that. too often. <laughs> Prepay. You're it, telling me it's a pepperoni with stuffed crust and garlic butter <laughs> i mean the garlic uh, butter is the entire illusion that papa john's is any local pizza place is better than papa john's how and is you that a, how is that uh, shelf well, no that is wildly water. untrue <laughs> that is so untrue local pizza places in like new york, new york and new jersey which consider themselves good are absolute horseshit they are yeah, greasy they're, they're terrible they're you hold the thing the cheese can slide off and definitely teaspoons of grease will drip off there are people who think it's normal and routine to use napkins to just suck all the evil off of the pizza and then their technique for making it is so inconsistent and bullshit there are giant bubbles of like uncooked who knows what or overcooked or something and they're like no bubbles give the pizza character bubbles are the sign of an amateur chef Oh, I Holy like the bubbles. Pizza expert. I mean, look out, Woody. So when the Papa John's pizza shows up and you get the garlic shit butter, do you throw away the pepperoni? Do you does somebody knock that thing out? The little pepperoni. I usually eat it. Little banana pepper. Yeah. The little, oh, they, they banana pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat that thing like it's a pickle. Yeah. yeah. They need to put more of them in there. Yeah, they'll get it to you. But see, look at what we're talking. Look at what we're talking about. We're talking about the nonsense they put in the box with the pizza. That's how bad the pizza is. It's they know so that. I've had this pizza. Yeah, I almost it's, want it's to try it again now. I bet. Like I bet Papa John was one hundred percent right about the ingredients thing. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I bet, like, if anyone knows, it's like the guy who makes the pizza because I first he had pa- the body first, of someone who didn't just own Papa John's. He lived it. First Papa John <laughs> uh, was in, of course, Jeffersonville, Indiana. And then, of course, we've got creepy, creepy subway Jared here. So, what else you want to talk about? We've got. I just like, imagine Papa John. Before that what, what other who are the <laughs> other heroes from India? Whatever, whatever nightmare ass. Cosby or who is a, Who is that? Is his name Jimmy Seville Saville? Who oh was, yeah, um, the the, the, the UK like radio guy. He was UK like the radio guy, um, almost Jimmy a Seville. Mr. Rogersy kind of guy, I guess, in the UK. Yeah. And oh, yes. I think it was after he died. He would, he had already died, and they discovered he was like a rampant pedophile, <laughs> yeah. like, well, like, yeah. like like breaking right. records. You're right. And- it, it, it would be like figure, finding that finding out that Mr. Rogers touched every child that went on his show. Like he was I can't. Jimmy. There's no evidence you could show me that would make me believe that he was a sweet man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm with I'm with you, Taylor. Yeah, I loved Mr. Rogers as a kid. Oh, wait, I, I must have misheard you. I thought you said there was no evidence that could make you think he was a sweet man. That's what I heard. No, no you said the opposite. I, there's no, okay. I, I think I he's just, a very sweet man. I'm creeped out by the whole thing. I don't understand it. I don't you know, understand why I'm like Mr. Rogers. Taylor, haven't oh. you told us a million times that people who seek out jobs that work with children are pedophiles? It's pretty much no, what the church pedophiles, found, right? pedophiles are likely to seek out jobs where they get ac- unfettered yes. access to kids. It's yeah, like not Mr. that Rogers. if you want to be a teacher or a priest Correct. or Mr. <laughs> like Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers was like, I fucking love kids. Wait, I said that backwards. I love fucking kids. And he became Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I, I well, think that's I mean, totally so, wrong. But, I think he but, had a cool but, train and a whole city of puppets. <laughs> but like but like Taylor, Kyle, and and Filthy will probably have no idea of Woody and I, but like Captain Kangaroo. Yes. 
He raped You don't know him. who Captain Kangaroo is, you uneducated I filth? I, no. I know who Captain I know Kangaroo of him. is, but it's only because I know like He's a knockoff Mr. Rogers. And he was an ugly man. He was a rapist also? He was a very the ugly children man. children didn't think that, would he? I did. No, as a <laughs> they, child. I they was thought like, it was hot. <laughs> Can we get a picture of Captain Kangaroo? Yeah. But yeah, bring don't. me Captain Captain Kangaroo, then kick me down the road. So we before we start figuring out more creepy bastards from Indiana. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Larry on, Bird, Zach. that's not Kiss much of a mustache. No, guy, Larry right? Bird, yeah, yeah. So, Kangaroo, <laughs> Captain well, while Kangaroo. Oh, he's, he's looking for that, Travis. Where can oh, everybody here we go. find? Oh, oh there he is. There's the man himself. Oh yeah, he looks just that. like he, that guy who was never, getting the succulent Chinese meal in Australia. Children. Never. <laughs> Filthy room. Yeah, look at it. He's like, don't mind this rabbit I got on my hand here. I don't know. I don't Why know who's the middle. Right? I don't know. What do you, who's the other two right there? Who's the... Uh, I, I don't, don't know recall. Who's, I don't either. And then we got the random penguin in the background just chilling on a shelf. That Man. farmer looks like the kid from uh, Deliverance with a banjo grew up. This yeah. is uh... This doesn't like look the, like a very the, good show. The pro, yeah, the, <laughs> it was a pretty uh, fucking shitty show, honestly. Yeah. Like Mr. Rogers blows the fucking seat off of this idiot. <laughs> well, and then uh, then Woody and I would have grown up with the banana splits, and all that shit was filmed in Ohio at Kings Island, so that's creepy shit too. So, uh, and they sang some weirdish Jackson Five songs, and it was just like, holy crap! What I don't remember the banana weird. splits. I don't remember splits. Donna and Marie. Yeah, Donnie and Marie. Donna, Donna and Marie would have been two chicks. Donnie and Marie. <laughs> I, <laughs> the Osmonds? Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, the Osmonds. Was, yeah, the Osmonds. Two attractive people, brother and sister, singing to each other, seemingly in love. Yeah, oh, it's like air, It's like the group Air Supply. They never sang to each other. They sang with each other. And we're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Your music references go way over my head. <laughs> I'm not going to pick up your music references. They're too, too much for me. It's tough so, to know uh, what's I know, timeless. Uh, Travis what has got to, to head out. Travis, where can everybody find your channel, everything, uh, your license plates? Yep. So uh, just simply celebritymachines.com and uh, everything that ever had to do with uh, every Hollywood license plate. If you have a friend or a fan that is a friend from Seinfeld to Jurassic Park, unfortunately, we are too. And so we make them all. But then, uh, you know, just retro DJ or retro disc jockey on, on Instagram. You'll find me on VinWiki a lot because I have fun friends and uh, not quite as fun as uh, Filthy, but uh, we've only known each other for an hour. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate you dragging me on. I hope you have me back again. And if, when we do next time, uh, maybe we'll find some more terribly creepy Indiana stuff we can talk about. 100%. Like it's a tent pole. Nice meeting you, Travis. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming on. It'll be my pleasure. Have a good one. See ya. So filthy, you are stepping up in the world. Look at this. Yes, look, look at, at that. that. <laughs> the appearance of wealth. Well, hold on, hold on. I can maybe just get the hands right in the way. Yeah, perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, real. Right. Look at this. And you got a baby grand in the corner. Where are That's you actually? Uh, in a basement in the dark. In <laughs> in a dark basement that's such the life of video games for a living i'm in a like comics a... box buried 15 meters below below the earth <laughs> yeah it's uh you know it was a hundred today heat warning in, in iowa so uh you know with the ac on what that means is it's a single zoned house which means the basement is freezing fucking cold so i'm in like a sweater and like a and jeans and it's uh mm. you know it's the, the life of a streamer what can you do <laughs>
What uh, so, what games are you super into right now? What are you playing? Baldur's Gate three comes out August third, and I'm super super excited about that. Um, have you played the other uh, the first two? Because Kyle and I have been looking to jump into that series. I know, although it's a totally different company, right? So this is DOS, DOS. Unless you're talking DOS one, DOS two is prequels to Baldur's Gate from Larian. Are you talking oh, the original I, Baldur's Gate? Or are you talking the company that makes it? I didn't know that Baldur's Gate one and two is a different company than three. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Is that um, causing you like excitement or worry that it won't uh, be as good? I'm kind of hit or miss on Larian's previous stuff. Um, DOS is has a lot of has a really big fan following. It's um they're kind of um very campy humor, and I didn't really like their combat system as much. But Baldur's Gate three is going to be doing D and D combat. It's just five E combat, right, with some homebrew stuff. So it will be very similar in terms of all the systems that I play a million other million other places. And I'm super excited about the depth of the game. Everything I've seen from it looks really good so far. So they can yeah, fuck it up. Like 12 but, classes maybe and then like yeah i just did all my class reviews 12 classes 48 total subclasses uh yeah it's gonna be fun it's, gonna it's be turn fun. based right yeah turn based yeah. Uh, combat yeah i like that that's that's gonna be such a fun change of pace and it's gonna make the moves and the text that you choose and your progression more important it's gonna be fun well, we've been playing the opposite of turn based we've been playing diablo 4 which is just mash everything hack and slash with magic yeah that's yeah. it I played through that a little bit. I think I have a character at 80 or something, but I got really bored with that game real quick. Oh, shit. Yeah, you played uh, a little one, bit. <laughs> 80? Uh, yeah, 80 is a ton. Um, at Season 1 just came out. I, I took the first character to like 83, and I'm on my second character on Season 1. I'm like 50s, 55 or something. I didn't even touch um, the first season. I, I heard that they basically hadn't made any of the changes that a uh, community had been really asking for after release for Season 1, and that if yeah. I do touch it again, it'll probably be Season 2. How are you finding yeah. Season 1 yourself? I like the hearts. I like collecting the hearts. I like grinding for them because they do, some of them do substantially crazy things. Uh, just turn your character, make your character three times stronger than he was before. And it's kind of wild to, to like do yeah. that stuff. So I'm enjoying that right now, doing nightmare yeah. dungeons, just grinding. I love the idea a, of that, right? Yeah. The aspects are super cool. So like the idea of like, uh, you could choose, you could build any skill combination you wanted to build the character that you wanted, then tweak it with these crazy aspects and stack it all to make these super crazy strong synergies. Characters. Sounded yeah. really, really fun, but in reality, it didn't seem to work out that way. It seemed to be a much more limited number of builds that are actually viable. The classes weren't well balanced amongst themselves, so that like it just felt bad playing some classes, yeah. this type of stuff. It just when I would look at like when I was starting, I'm like, I'm, I want to do a necromancer minion build that seems so fun, and like that's what I ended up doing. But like, I had to look through like multiple different YouTube videos for builds where they're like, so the first thing you want to do is don't do this build and do bone spear because the yeah. minions aren't viable, and it's like. So the oh the necromancer character that is a necromancer can't use minions. Uh, no, that's ridiculous. Like uh, you, yeah. so you're it's right. Like the whole thing that. is raising that's the dead and stupid. having like a follower yeah. army. It's a necromancer. Sisters. He yeah, shouldn't be a sorcerer. Yeah, the yeah, necromancer raises the undead to fight for him. Whatever you are, you're like a wannabe. You know, it's like you're yeah. the kid who thinks he's got dark magic because like you don't have any minions. You're just running around and you're, you're like, just like, throwing spears. Yeah, you're just yeah. A, a better sorcerer at this point. You're, like, you're a barbarian, not... really. You're just a, a poor man's barbarian, just throwing spears. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. I'm still going to keep playing Diablo, and I I don't maybe it was Kylie said this or someone said that they like are prioritizing playtime over player base or something, or maybe who knows, maybe that's public cope to rationalize the fact their player base is dying. But my friends who are normal people who have like, you know, kids obligations, like they don't have the time to grind shit like this. Almost to a T, every one of them is, was furious about the season one thing and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I, I have three kids. Like I can't just start well, a new thing and do well, this. And like, to. I just did. Care. Well, but they want to play with, 
their friends who are on the new server and they can't. And so it feels, well, it doesn't feel, it literally well, it, is. You spend a hundred hours, not that many, but a lot of hours doing this. And then it's, unless you jump in again, you can't play with your buddies. That's, that I understand. That's just the, it's like, yeah, that's what kind of game this is. That's, you know, Rust is like that. Tarkov is like that. People, people don't like that Tarkov wipes. And, and they're going to eventually go to a system on Tarkov where you have a forever universe uh, where you have your main character or at least a character who always keeps his stuff and it never wipes. You can go play there. And then you're going to continue to have these seasonal characters. I mean, I, I like that. I, I like the, the, the get back in there and grind for it again because the early, early, early mid game when you're making these big strides forward is a lot of fun to me. Late game when you're just grinding and that yeah. XP bar just barely moves. It can be a little a little much. The, the the early days on a new character when you're when every time you play an hour you get tremendously better and learn mm -hmm. new talents and stuff. That's a lot of fun. Like uh, I've never played a D and D sort sort of <clears throat> the combat system that you're talking about that you say you're so familiar with. I'm not okay. at all. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. I've never done any sort of D and D based anything. <laughs> Um, but it'll be fun, I, I guess. I, what was the, was there a controversy about Baldur's Gate about it being woke or uh, or something? That, like, like, what was that about? Someone said know. there was a bear fucking scene. I heard that right? too. Is I, that I woke? haven't seen one way or the other. Is bear I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that is woke. <laughs> it seems sounds like a joke. Joe Rogan to me. Yeah, it seems like a joke. <laughs> no idea. I, I, I Joe I, Rogan, you got to fuck that bear. <laughs> I don't really care, honestly. I probably won't. You know, it, it's supposed to be an RPG story-driven kind of thing where you're choosing your character's mm -hmm. actions. I would just probably not choose that action personally. You know, <laughs> so, I would choose. Not, I would choose not to fuck the bear. That's yes. right. <laughs> when the option comes up, fuck bear or not, I'd be like, not. You know what? On on this character, let's fuck the bear. You know, come back. Ah, fuck! It killed me. Wait a second. You wouldn't fuck the bear. Well, I, I would a hundred percent. If you get a, it might even get worse than yeah. that. Let's imagine there's a bear fucking scene. There's a character, um, one of the. So you only make one character, and then you, you uh, kind of add companions to your party later on, and you can respect them and that kind of stuff later. But you're you have one kind of origin character, like the the main character, rather you're playing that origin main character you're playing, right? And you make this decision. One of the types of characters that you can play is a dark urge character, which is this character that's just like these. Psych, like basically it's like psych, uh, psychopathic kind of um, urges mm -hmm. to like kill things kind of deal, right? One of these deals, it's like the drive. So there's going to be voice acted. You're going to have different ways to deal with it, et cetera. Maybe that character with the bear fucking scene, it gets even worse. I don't know. Like, I don't know how dark they went with this. Maybe oh. it's like... Maybe he bottoms know, for the bear. The, maybe Hopefully not. Bear. I'd be okay maybe. with that. Like if you bottom for... Like, if you <laughs> what, is, a bear, uh, what is a bear dick look like? It probably has barbs on it or something. Kind of, like a, you ever seen a pig's penis? How it's like a, it's like a corkscrew. I haven't. Yeah, it's like it's tail. When it goes in. It fucking. Wait, no. Are you thinking of a duck? No, I, I, that may be true for a duck. I know cats have a barbed penis. The animal kingdom is a horrific place. It uh, is terrible. It's like, and you look at the animal kingdom. Every penis <laughs> is made to ensure the ability to rape. Yeah, like that's like that, that's that what the animal kingdom stand is. up to it. That's, that's gotta... how that's how the entire orangutan species is promulgated. Is the females see the male and swing away as fast as they can, and that ensures only the spryest orangutans. Aerodynamic penis. That's yeah. it's retracted. It's probably like dolphins, right? Retractable, so it's like no drags for the water. So you, yeah, I can see that. Dude, imagine how much like of a feature that would be a retractable dick and balls for when you're doing athletic endeavors. Oh, 
that Y'all's would don't? be. You've had this you, the whole time. Yeah, mine are all. I've got an any. <laughs> y'all got Audis, all of you. <laughs> Damn, that would suck. This is same old story again. It's stuck same in a group again. <laughs> I was looking at his little acorn at the bottom of his torso. In the words of Steve Brule, I've been googling bear. Only when I'm excited. Brought it up. Okay. I think they have bones. It's bones. Yeah, some penis, like whale penises. A lot of sea mm-hmm. animals have like actual bones in their dicks. Huh. I think. Mm. They Taylor. said that um, looking at the fossils of older bears implied long-lasting sex sessions. Through fossils, I don't. Record? I don't think long-lasting sex sessions have ever been a thing in the wild. Like they're trying to, boom, boom. No. Because the longer the the penis, the 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 longer the sex session. Because. If uh, it could be broken off in a quick session, that, that that was violent. So you need a small penis. The rapier you are, the smaller the penis. That's evolution. You know, I'm catching strays here. With the yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the rapier they are, the smaller the penis. We should have I, I think our- orang- orangutans have little, really little dicks. That checks out. Chimpanzees love to rape. They have little dicks. Jared, Jared Fogel? Fogel, little dick. Yeah. And yeah. He, Did Jared Fogel have a little did? dick? We're just we're just we're spreading misinformation. Potentially, no. Potentially, what's he gonna do? Calls a liar. Like like he's he's kind of got his hands full these days. Yeah. Our previous guest, I'm a very interesting man. Lots of like accolades and accomplishments and such. But randomly came up. Good personal friend with Jared Fogle. Going to see him in prison in a couple of weeks. Um, like lives a couple miles from him. They went on trips together. They he was he Jared asked him to go get. Before, during, and after the arrest. Just so we're all clear. Oh, wait, after? Yeah, yeah. his friend. Before, during, and after. He's going to I see guess him now. now, yeah. They're hanging he, out. He kind of cut was, ties with him. He, yeah, he, he went he to his house and they years. put their phone. Fo- did, you, did you? All right, maybe I misread oh. or misunderstood. I went to. He said he went to Jared's house and they both put their phones on in the kitchen and then they went somewhere else and had a conversation. Oh, I interpreted that to be with his parents. Did I miss? Did I misread that? Was I happening? interpreted that to be he went and had a one-on-one with Jared Fogel about, hey man, how did I not catch catch on to this? How oh. did I not know that you were, you know, paying fifteen-year-old girls? That guy's a great friend. I, I would, I would love to have right. him in my corner. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Kyle. I think Kyle hit the the reality. I don't know there. why. How I got that guy's a real yeah. good friend. That's all. That's, that's what I'll say. Um, you know, um, I would. I wouldn't want to hang out with Jared Fogle. I would love to hang out with Jared Fogle. And I. What hope would you ask him? If he's I would a ask top him one question in I, front of the phone. One question, no phones. Which what are they going to be? My first yeah. question. I want to know what kind of discount he was getting on those subway sandwiches. If he like walked into one off the street, does he have the card? Where it's like, give it to me. This is Jared. Give him free sandwiches. Just to say that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He had that. Uh, I know that he had, he was making like lots of money, like ten, fifteen million plus or something over the years. Like Subway took care of him. And uh, but but the main thing is why why the children, yeah. Jared? Why the children? He was doing you know? so well with the sandwiches, and then he molested those kids. And yeah, now he's in yeah. jail. You had that episode of South Park. That was fun. He didn't have anything to do with that. You know, they made it about him, but <laughs> didn't have anything to do with that. I guess it was more about him than he, he being involved. I guess I never really no. They didn't uh, get him as a voice actor because every voice in South Park is the same two guys. That's where our guess was wrong, though. He does have a future as soon as he's out. I would absolutely watch the Jared Fogel show. I would watch his videos. I would follow his social media. 
I'd want to know what he was up to. I'd want to know what I want to know what happened in there. Being a famous you and child, all the parents in the neighborhood. Oh, everyone. Well, he'll be registered. They'll let us know what he's up to on a day to day basis. It won't be on Twitter, though. But he's if he. I'd watch. I'd watch. I'd want to know. I want to know how he survived in there if he does. <laughs> what if he's like Jeez, excellent? What, what if he gets yet. out? What if he gets out of jail and he's like the best Fortnite player? <laughs> he's just <laughs> <laughs> slaughtering ninja. Like damn. he's found another way to I mean, like this son of a bitch kids. weaseled his oh, way back in to be game. around yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's just doing what he can. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he found I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna jail. get another job as a food. Actually, what what restaurant would Jimmy John's would use Jared Fogle? Yeah, get him Chuck right back in the sandwich business. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, that's good. <laughs> I've been out of the sandwich game for two. <laughs> or David or David Buster. Yeah, it could be David oh, Buster. Yeah. He could be like, it's not just for kids. Come on down. Oh. Come on down and attack and bring, me. I'm here. I'm Jared here right would be now. like, come on down Friday nights. And he can't, and at the end of every like Friday nights where you get 25% off our, our super pizza and bring your kids. Yeah. 25% mm-hmm. and 50% off the age of consent. And bring your kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's just very direct about it's you slogan. need to bring your kids to get those discounts. It's the only hmm. way it works. I, I think he's not going to get hired. I think he's probably, probably not. Does he think he um, needs to work again after that? You think like legal fees, et cetera? Like, has he lost his money in some way? If he made that much money, does he need to go back to work? I bet he still yeah, has enough. I, I, bet right? his, I bet his wife, and, and his took, wife. Took, a, took a considerable chunk and, you know, he just needed to such. put a decent investment in the S&P 500 and have it compound for the 21 years he was in prison. He'll come out a wealthy man. Nah, he can yeah, do he, it in 11 years. He needs to watch my Get Rich Slow in 22 years. Teach him everything he needs to know. My steps first, Jimmy. Do you know any young girls? <laughs> I'm going to set you up with free room and board for the next two decades while your money grows. <laughs> it's like cred maxing, except you become a pedophile. <laughs> cred maxing. That's, that's part of the Sam Hyde program. Like step one is the cred maxing. And then yeah, you move on. Cred max. Ruin your credit forever. <laughs> Never oh, I want to talk to you about 60 days in, but like since we're kind of tangentially talking about prison and shit. Okay. New season. COVID ruined the last season. It was unwatchable because mm. no one I don't know the show at all. Can you give me like the quarantine. two second premise of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go to the scariest, least functional jails um, in the in the country, and they throw in contestants there. Now they tell the regular <laughs> inmates, "Hey, we're a documentary, or we're with PBS, or we're with the Better Prisons Bureau, or whatever they say." But they say, "We're here to film." We're gonna interviewing. We're gonna interview some of you. There's cameras here. Cameraman will move through the pod. They give an excuse, but secretly they have stuck in like half a dozen regular Joes who are being paid, I don't know, like three thousand dollars a week to go to prison <laughs> for sixty days. And sometimes it's pretty sketchy. Like they don't fit in well. You know, sometimes it'll be a nerdy <laughs> white guy in a room full of black dudes, and they're just not. It's not meshing well. You they know? do it on purpose. Yeah, they do it on purpose. What my favorite story of all time is <clears throat> frequently they will load the deck against themselves first. They put they send pussies in because they want to see meltdowns. The pussies all quit like six out of nine quit. So then they go to the ringers. This is Tyrone. He did 22 years in federal prison for for armed robbery. Tyrone's like, yeah, some will be staying in jail for the next two months. Whatever. 
Tom doesn't <laughs> care. He's so scary that he goes to their scary jail and loans someone a suit, like a ramen noodle packet. They can't pay him back. Again, he is a contestant. He says, <laughs> he's outside their cell. He oh, can't yeah. get to him. The door's locked. He's like, give me your fucking pants then, pussy. Give me your fucking pants. And the dude takes his pants off and feeds them under the door. Tyrone takes those fucking pants, and now they're his pants. He's made the debt right. That guy goes and says he fears for his life in the pod <laughs> and goes to a safety pod somewhere in fear of their ringer contestant. <laughs> <laughs> this season, same thing. COVID's a little bit of an issue. So for the first week, it's hell that you're in there. You're in a pod 23 hours a day with a stranger. Usually, if you're getting thrown in, it's your first week. A lot of these people are coming off drugs. Now, if it's weed, who cares? But most of them are coming off serious drugs. This guy has the most awful diarrhea in the toilet, three feet away from our contestant. And he goes, sorry, bro. Gotta go. And 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 the camera's right there. Like, you watching this guy take a shit. And he wipes and, like, looks at it and then smells it and, like, throws it away. The contestant is wrapped up like a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the He's in the fetal position, facing the corner, wrapped up with all the cloth he has. And this man is violently shitting. And, and you have to take your jumpsuit all the way off. You're like George Costanza. You're naked in there. <laughs> you have to come completely out of this thing, the white. And you're in there for a week with whoever they throw you in there with. Crazy, psychopathic people screaming and coming off drugs. Then finally, you get to go to Gin Pop, and it's just a bore. Taylor, we would be the toughest guys there. Okay, I'm not really? saying we'd be the most likely to intimidate somebody, but if there was an arm wrestling contest, one of us is going to come out on top. And and <laughs> and our and our and our gay contestant is just being weird, standing out, and and they've they're, they're hyping this other black guy up to be the the big bad. And I'm like, this is just a kid who wants to like get on TV. He's jumping yeah. around and clapping and stuff and having a good time. It's it's so shit right now. Everybody quit. Everybody quit. And they this one guy, he, he does nothing but smile. He's like, yeah, you know, you don't know what it's like till you get in there. <laughs> and he, he wants people to go, yeah, man, it's okay. We understand. But he was talking so much shit beforehand. I'm built for this. I'm built different. You don't understand. The streets one of those from, every season. The streets I'm from, the neighborhood I grew up in, the people like, and just all these things about him that make him the guy who's bred for this, built for this, born for this. And he's right away scared scared because oh, yeah. they're in a pod like a dormitory and everybody can just walk around and if somebody wants to get you they can just get you there's no getting around that because we're all just hanging out in a big room together and there's no I guards. season uh, i think it's season six of that show that the first five seasons were in not as wild of a prison mm -hmm. and then i think it was season six they switched to a much much atlanta. more intense prison in atlanta prison gotcha. that's known for being raucous and I guess that wasn't a huge part of the like intro sheet of like we're doing it at a different prison or the people, you know, they don't know. They they don't think in their head. They're like, it's going to be similar to the, all the other seasons of the show. And it was Elena was three to four. Well, then it was ever six was. And these people went in and usually like on all the other seasons, there'd be like a almost like a fact finding phase where the the, the people in prison 
are like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know if I want to talk to him. I almost have a feeling that he's a plant, that he's fake. Like they're almost scoping it out. In this one, people would walk in and like people are gibbering in the corner. They're screaming. <laughs> like there's like a guy walks in and someone walks in. He's like, get your mattress. And it's like, like just like screaming at him. And it's like, you've been in there for for 35 seconds and someone is uh someone gets kicked it like chooses to leave dude season seven is mcdonough georgia i used to live like i mean like two years ago i was i was there basically like i'm like three miles from that place no um i've been in atlanta for like half a decade now um at least right it's been a while anyway um i'm really liking this uh this season as much i hate watch it i'll admit because I think that they're all pussies because they're scared of nothing. Because the situation is that everybody's just in here. There aren't any violent people. You don't see anybody being like, I just hurt somebody. I want to steal. I want to take and bully. <laughs> no one has that attitude. And that's the problem that you don't want. Everybody's just chilling and their mattresses. It looks just like a summer camp with a bunch of boys. With I think they might have like a foosball table. Like they're goofing around and partying and, and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a scary ass jail. The women's side is scary. The women are nasty bitches, and they're scary. And some of them are scary, like like they're screaming wait, wait, ha- Scary that if you're in a woman's prison, you're a god, right? You you could beat up six of them at a time. You're not concerned. Well, there are women contestants on the women's side, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is a hypothetical. This is like you're oh. saying they're scary. Well, they're I scary wouldn't want to be in a. Yeah, sure, I suppose. But I'm talking about like for the contestants, you know, there, there's ladies yeah, yeah. stuck over there with scary women. For them, it's scary because they're in that 24 hour lockdown and they just some crazy bitch and gen pop going like, I know when you get out, I'm going to be waiting for you when you get out. You just wait. You know, she's clapping and snapping her fingers and stuff. Lots of lots of cultural cues that I'm not too familiar with. It's scary. Hmm. <laughs> Cultural cues I'm not I'm not too <laughs> familiar with. That's fine. Yeah, that, that is a I show that I would never want to participate in because I I really made fun I kept of it. thinking like should have just fucking uh, I'd have done this season no problem. How much you should take? do? You've got experience. They make I give you think they give you like fifty grand for the two months. Sixty days. Yeah, it's almost a thousand dollars a day. So pretty pretty solid. Would you do good. it for that money, Kyle? I think it. See, here's the problem. You don't know where you're going. If I knew that you were going to where they are right now, yeah, I'd do that because it looks super duper easy. It really looks like a lot li- a lighter version than what I already did. Hmm. It, it it looks like, um, and plus you get to have the fun of being on the TV show and playing that silly game. Like that would keep you entertained. And knowing that you have a whole safety net around you and none of it's real, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be all. You know, I'm gonna have some fun here. I don't know. I think I'm going to try to trick some of these guys into some extra charges or something. Who knows? <laughs> right? I want to say, yeah, I'd do it. A thousand bucks a day. That'd be fun. Like, I could do this. I no probably just keep my nose you quit clean. anytime. Hard too. Part? But I feel like that's a little me like Billy badassing. You know, if I was there, I'd have taken out that bully and taught him a lesson. And then you're actually in that situation and you don't. So I don't know. Yeah. But I, I like to think that I would do this and I would be fine. You're a, you're a strong person, like all around, and like physical discomfort and mental stuff wouldn't like it, it would get to you, but you wouldn't break. Like some these people break so fast. Like I went through all that nonsense for the, through the legal system from beginning to end. I never cried in front of those people. I never <laughs> like I never cried in a fucking police car. No way I was I would cry in jail or prison. You don't yeah. cry in any of those places, and you see these guys fucking tearing up and shit and like getting scared and the. Like, these are just people like you. Like they're not animals. 
it, it, it really isn't like that mental asylum sort of image you have from TV or movies where someone's gibbering and, 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 and there's weapons and drugs and like a whole system going on. It just seemed like people hanging out in jail. It really reminded me of summer camp that mm -hmm. I never went to. I think I'd want to give it my. You ever go to a summer camp? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's that like? I went to computer camp, and uh, I learned to like program during the day. But it was a larger facility where other people did normal summer camp, where they learned like knots and shit. I also did Boy Scout camps, but the one I'm thinking of in computer camp, we were kind of mocked by the cooler camps like it if people found out you were there for computer camp mm. then you would look down upon i certainly didn't get any girls at computer camp but like I, they had different wristbands that let you do different things like because there was a swimming proficiency test at the oh. start of it and uh like no one else in computer camp was allowed to like roam the whole fucking lake except me um and they were all they like it was just no, no one from computer camp could like get deeper than their knees. <laughs> <laughs> and then and they're like, You're from computer camp? I'm like, Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've always been like you were the only guy in IT that owned a mouth guard, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the age of that roughly, Woody? Say that again. How old were you roughly when you did that? Uh, I called me 10. 10. Okay. Something like no, that. the closest thing I ever did to a summer camp was so many events in my life happened because like a ran we were around some people and a random conversation happened and i just went with it so i was like hey would you like to do that call i was like sign me up just just i'm at that fucking christian camp and 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 at the super wow event oh my god how did i end up there i i thought about the the, the other day the steps that happened i think i was my dad was visiting his friend and his son was going and and someone probably said like in the movies and you get you, the kid just rolls their eyes but Kyle you should go to that that camp at Jekyll Island wouldn't you like to go and I was probably like sure just just not thinking and there I was how long was it super well oh just a week but okay the bus ride there from northeast Georgia to Jekyll Island I remember that being awful like that it was so slow it wasn't a bus it was a van just so we're clear mm -hmm. um with those bench seats in the back and i just got there and there's nothing to do i'd been promised water parks and fucking water gun fights and that was so hyped up in my head they were like yeah we have a big water gun fight that's the only reason i went the only i remember now i was like how was the fight they got mad at me because i put warm water in my gun and, and he was wearing an expensive Lacoste shirt. And, his, and hot water got on his fancy shirt. And they all yelled at me. An adult. I sprayed an adult with the I put warm water in my water gun. And they got what? mad. And the part and the water gun fight was ruined. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but I don't understand why warm water is so... But, like, I didn't understand not... either. Uh, of course, I was only 12. <laughs> I did a couple... <laughs> christian camps but they were only a weekend like a friday to sunday kind of thing and it was just straight up christian indoctrination and they they tricked us because i was a stupid child like into behaving like hey hey i know you want to stay up at night and sneak over to the girls cabin not tonight that's really a tomorrow night activity and i'm like mm. all right fine i get it yeah tomorrow night trust me we'll be out cold they were not they were not um and i didn't ever kiss any girls we, yeah we didn't do any of that we went to church every day 
Uh, we went to, and by the way, church was, man, I'm bad at judging crowd sizes, mm -hmm. but a mega, you've seen mega churches, one of those slap on TV. It felt like there were 5,000 of us in there singing minimum. Oh, wow. And, uh, but we did have fun. We went to the water park and had an awkward time there. And then, um, we had, uh, we had, you know, the water gun fight that I ruined. Uh, I spent so, <laughs> I spent like 80% of my week's money on a water gun. I got like the fanciest water gun money I could buy. And, and it was, and that, that really ruined the trip for me. Um, that song, Lean on Me, that was doing a comeback. Like, it, I think somebody remade it and it got popular. And uh, the priest loved it. So he did his own Lean on Me lyrics, but he like ad libbed it and made it about Jesus. And it's like, hmm. you fucking suck. <laughs> like, Dude, are you talking about remaking good songs into. Jesus about songs. summer camps and we i got into my like saint peter's youth weekend getaways thing yeah they went to summer camps i went to a couple summer camps but not regularly i went to one sports camp when i was 18 or so hmm. 17 and it was over the summer and it was like just a couple weeks i think and it was like you could pick a sport and do it there and this entire camp has since been shut down for like a, i think a lot of violations and problems that could be it was the it was the the fogel camp of central missouri and i remember like taking a big bite of a sandwich one day it was supposed to be a chicken sandwich and it was cold raw on the Ooh. inside and there was wow. no more food to go get and so i just like didn't eat there and like you could pick i didn't know the camp at all like before we had to pick like a sport to do and obviously i picked hockey and no shit like we would have to go from the camp every day like 50 minutes away close to, to where i lived to go to a mm. hockey rink to play and then to go back to this shit tier camp and it was it was awful i hated camp did you play goalie at that camp yes yeah okay. and so and so then, and then it, it had that uh and also like it's really annoying as a goalie sometimes because they'll be like all right just uh skate sticks gloves and helmet for all the people but taylor because you still have to get dressed entirely. And it's like, well, okay, so I'm going to be the sweatiest, the stinkiest, the only one actually working. <laughs> and that's the actual truth of fucking hockey camps where nobody's really like worrying about getting better is the goalie's old, the only one working. Everyone else there was just practicing dangles and taking way too long to shoot. And then the other guy would be coming up like, right behind him. You know, Woody knows. You don't wait until you don't do breakaways on a drill when you're supposed to be shooting from the top of the, uh, of the fucking circle. Which sucks because... I don't play organized hockey. When do I practice my breakaways? I want to practice. This is the look. I don't need practice taking slap shots from the blue line. I could do that. Yeah. I'm not getting any better. What I'd like to do is dangle the goalie, and the goalies are always like, nah, "I choose not to participate." You can score, but it doesn't count because I didn't try. It doesn't count. I would do that sometimes, <laughs> like if someone just was pissing me off. But to like help you, Kyle, in a baseball comparison, like imagine you were practicing being catcher. And mm -hmm. I was pitching to you and then Woody would pitch and then Filthy would pitch. And imagine we're all good pitchers and you're going, all right, every five seconds, throw me a pitch. And I go, mm, I'm going to wait till the 4.98 second to throw mine. And then Woody's going to throw on the start of his because Woody's <laughs> going to Woody's going to go by the rules and throw to give himself enough time or you enough time to get ready for the third guy for Filthy. But I ruin it by taking all my time up. So now you've got two balls right next to each other coming towards you, and you can't actually practice. It's no good. No, it's not. Don't you just it's ignore not. one of the shooters? It, like, uh, ignore a skater. It, it ruins it for him. Trust me, it's awful. <laughs> You're yeah, just I, like, I, I, would, I would usually just ignore the worst player. 
Because <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm trying to get practice too. I want the, I want to stop the better shots, ideally. Man, I'm so glad I don't have to do that ever again. Woody, I, I got some. I got a UFC thing. Um, Tony Ferguson is fighting Bobby Green this Saturday. Tony wow, Ferguson dug up both once, of them. <laughs> yes, Tony Ferguson for for the uninitiated once uh, 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 an interim belt holder. You know, um, one, um, many times lined up to fight for the championship at 155 pounds for a long time considered to be one of the top two if not top three greatest 155ers alive is on like a four fight skid maybe getting smashed every time bloody beaten battered stopped and uh he's back again uh yeah that that was a fantastic Damn. knockout where he took off into space like a cartoon character <laughs> michael chandler giving him the what for Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje beat him much worse than that. If I had to pick my druthers, I'd take that beating over the Justin Gaethje beating because Gaethje hit him in the face as hard as he could for like 15, 20 minutes. It was, who's, the, who's, this guy, who's the guy kicking right now? Michael Chandler. Chandler. Um, he's fighting this week. Justin, um, our, our boy Meltface is. And he was telling the story in the press conference. He's like, you know, I've been doing this different training. I'm up, up at Big Bear. I've been in the forests. You know, we were out the other day. We're camping. You know. People know about this about me. I'm a tracker. It was a bear. They've been stalking us. And I thought, you know what? Let's turn the tables. There I am tracking the bear. I'm not a hunter. I don't like to kill. It's like track. And they're like, uh, Tony, uh, when you're tracking this bear, uh, are, are you got like a, a weapon or something? And he Tony reaches down and pulls out a karambit out of his shoe, which, if you don't know, is that knife that looks like a velociraptor claw. <laughs> and he throws it on the table and goes, Shades and blades, baby. That's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's a karambit. Yeah. He's got one. It's just like that. He pulls that. I don't out. want to hunt a bear with that, though. Remember, mm, we all oh, got man. one of these. I wouldn't, wanna, I wouldn't want Tony Ferguson to attack me with that. That's all I'm saying. I Look, believe you give me a karambit, I could anger a bear. No one has ever <laughs> survived a Tony Ferguson attack with a karambit. Bear, people survive bears all the fucking time. I'd rather get stabbed by a regular knife. That one's yes. worse somehow. Yeah. Because so I feel like that one is going to be like, and it's going to go right through your stomach, and then you're going to look down, and all your guts it's are going to yeah. yeah. Which has got to be such a terrible way to go. Yeah. I saw a guy get disemboweled the other day. You shouldn't watch those videos, man. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen until you watch the bomb fall. You know, Dude, so you if I see a advantage. video from you where there's a bunch of people in military <laughs> garb in the still in our WhatsApp, I do not click it because I know. Bro, you should have <laughs> clicked that one. Let me tell you what he's referring to. It's like six guys wearing army helmets in the back of a vehicle. You click play on that motherfucker and you realize they're hauling ass through a Russian field. And it's not full of Ukrainians. It's full of American and Australians. And uh, the Australian is getting them piped. He's like, let's get in there, boys. Let's kill those fucking cunts. And they <laughs> and the music goes, doom, da -dum, dum, dum, da -dum, dum, which is like hardcore Seinfeld for some reason now. And they all <laughs> jump <laughs> out. <laughs> 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 What's the deal with Vladimir Putin? Then? Get to Where is all this money going? There's no way it's all getting to the war front. It's being laundered, people. <laughs> that's that's a good sign. The gold standard. The gold standard. It's not real. It's not real. Jerry, none of that money's even getting there. 
I don't send you the gory ones, but I did click one the other day, and the guy, the the guy, the Russian ate the first one in the dick, and I'm sure it blew his dick off. And then the second one, he ate right to like the middle of his stomach chest area, and it blew all of his guts out. And he was very much still alive. It mm. was rough. And, yeah, you know, I don't so, see that. I've seen I'll some say, rough deaths. I thought grenade. Where are had you a finding these and why are you watching them? Like what are combat footage, rigid. Ukraine video report, are you Ukraine, know, Ukraine 2020? I am addicted to following the Ukrainian war. I watch Russian and Ukrainian propaganda channels and try to like find a balance of that. Yeah. And um Along with that, you see a bunch of like engagements and like what it's like to take a trench, what it's like to own a tree line, to lose a tree line, to take mm. rubble, destroyed cities, etc. And uh, I before I, I didn't know what grenades were in movies. They're noteworthy explosives. It turns out they're just shrapnel delivery devices. That that's what grenades are really about. There's some explosion if you're literally laying on it, but mostly. It's kind of like a shotgun that goes in every direction at once, I think. Yep. And uh, much like, I guess, now knowing that, that it's a shrapnel delivery device, it just wrecks your arm, wrecks your chest. It does not insta-kill like an explosion does. You you just have 17 bad wounds now. And I think it... Oftentimes you bleed out. Oftentimes maybe your lungs don't breathe anymore, but I'm watching a 90 second video and I can't tell that yet. I just know you're suffering and it's, I've seen shit. I'm an internet veteran. You know, I've watched gory shit for 25 years now, more than that. And uh, the Ukrainian war has like hardened me. It's yeah, big... I'll occasionally click one, and when I see what's about to happen, I'll I'll yell like like I just stubbed my thumb, my toe, or something, <laughs> and turn the phone away and flick it away from not throw it, but like cast it away from my gaze and look away. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Remember that so footage bad. that like emotionally wounded all of us. I think it's in Russia and someone's getting murdered and it happens slowly. And like, first they stab him with the screwdriver, like in the belly. And it's like, Oh no, this is terrible, but it's not permanent yet. And it's like a 20 minute video. And it's like, they stab him in the chest and they, they take out an eye. And then eventually I think they're hammering his skull. And it's like, there's no coming back from this. Now just end it. You know, like it, he should have died five minutes ago, but this is just a slow, terrible, torturous death. I feel like I see the Ukrainian equivalent of that. You, you, you what am I saying? Russo-Ukrainian war equivalent of that almost daily. Almost daily yeah. I see people die in ways that horrific. Hmm. Yeah. Awful, awful, um, painful. Not good death. to be watching that all the time. Well, you know, you need to be ready for it because it's coming, Taylor. I, I'm going to yeah. tell you, when the Aquatic weightlifting, when, the, when Congress ready. finally gets, <laughs> you're going to find out why the presidents haven't been coming forward every time they ha- hear about the aliens and telling us all about it. Because the, when the aquatics rise, you're going to mm-hmm. fight a war way worse than that. Way worse than that. Those if, blue if whales the aquatics can rise, walk. Fucked. Those Duh. whales can walk. You're fucked. Okay. I'm ready. I've been training since I was a, <laughs> since I was a young man. If, if but blue whales were some sort the of... wrong thing, Woody, you've been trained to watch Taylor get horribly murdered by the aliens and not be bothered by it. You'll be like, I oh, wasn't so bad. I'm ready for that. I'm hard. <laughs> no, you, you'd, you'd find a video of me being murdered by an alien and you'd send it to the chat. 
Like, yeah. you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'd be just dead. I'd pro- be Probed to bits, and my phone is buzzing on the forest floor because the I'm double crying myself. emoji, <laughs> like double crying emoji. Ta- Taylor dead. D E D. Taylor dead. Taylor, if that happens to you, I promise I'll tweet it. Okay. Uh, I'll be Everyone tweet it. it. Yeah, you can't have any weak nerve nor fear when uh you know when it's when you face off against the aquatics because you know they they just they don't have the same dude, central nervous system as us they don't they don't have any we'd pity. dominate dude they 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 would come into our domain it's like thinking that we could go beat them in the sea no way they your domain huh it's interesting you, our domain has been changing rapidly over the last hundred years it seems it's almost like they've been changing it until they were ready to come forth again mm-hmm. they needed it warmer. They, they wanted it to be 101 like degrees that. at 10 p.m. in Missouri for some reason. You know what? You know what? <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> you, know, you know what makes them? The, the steroids for them are fucking microplastics. And they've been in the ocean just slowly gathering strength. Yeah. You know like, what like, really? That's crude oil and microplastics <laughs> are their fuels. They're just down there just like Arnold and pumping iron, just doing all sorts yeah. of poses at each other down there. They were just eating <laughs> krill until they got all that free energy in the Gulf. And then yep. they utilized it. They brought it down, figured out. Or I mean, oil comes from the bottom of the sea, too. They would have oil, right? Yeah, I, I gave you a yeah. couple of movie recommendations. What did you actually end up watching? Uh, I watched The Reanimator, uh, the first one, the horror movie that um, is b- absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. Kyle was like, look up this one for a goofy horror. And so I looked it up, and it's basically this silly nonsense about some mostly bad actors trying to discern how long a brain can live when oxygen starved. And there is, there's like a very minor part of the film to establish conflict between the new fang, like the new, like young scientist and the old traditional scientist on this. And the old scientist is like, the brain can live six to 12 minutes without oxygen. And the young guy walks in. He's like, that'd be interesting. If any of it were true. And like, just like very much like a, that's all they needed to show for that. These guys have four or five debates about six to 12 minutes, the number throughout the movie where I'm like, yep. did who wrote this? Like again, <laughs> again, we're talking about six to 12 minutes. As like it's this important. Really deciding factor. I know, but it's funny that they had the same conversation. The over and, over. and uh, they have this to me. You're like, you'll see if they have uh, nudity in it. And I'm like, I see some tits. I don't think that's what you mean. Uh, you're like, oh, well, tell me if they have the head rape scene. And they do. There's a, yeah. there's a disembodied... Hey, hey, let's see if either of can guess. Neither, he told you head rape, but you have no idea okay. what he's even talking about. Guess what, what, what happens during the head rape. You grab the lady who has two ponytails and you fuck her skull. Not even close. This is a test subject for the, oxy- the oxygen trials here. And someone rapes like a disembodied head that's going to be held... Without oxygen, That's you're close, but close. you got the script flipped, my friend. So Uh-oh. you got this. This guy's head gets cut off, but he's been injected with a reanimator serum. So his body comes over and picks the head up and starts walking around with it. And and, and the head still. T- they're two different individuals now. Essentially, the mm-hmm. body is it's sort of its own guy, and they have the hottie of the movie tied to this uh, bed naked, and uh, like like full frontal bush and everything. And the head is taking the the body is taking his head in his hands and making it like liquor titties and go down on her and stuff. And she's no, no, and it's ridiculous. And just as it's about to eat her pussy, the hero shows up. He puts a stop mm-hmm. to all that. 
It's good well, stuff. he didn't get there in time because <laughs> well, he was, there's like two minutes of that head thing in the look, the, head, the, head, <laughs> the, the head thing was funny because he was like the the disembodied head was like talking to the woman yeah. like as he's like molesting her and he's like I've always admired your beauty and it's like yeah. and he's just rubbing it's, a dead head on her titties. If the disembodied head had ponytails, I would have been closer. Yeah, it's you his friend's daughter. So there's like there's a whole age gap thing and like a creepy uncle thing. Um, the girl from that is in that other movie I recommended to you. She gets she gets pretty naked in that one too. That one is way crazier. It's got Jeffrey Combs in it. What's it called? The um, not the house. The other one. The, oh, the it's the first one I recommended me. where um, they uh, it's got Jeffrey Combs in it. It's the one where that gross protrusion comes out of the center of their heads. Oh, I need to watch that one. I can anyway, the, the chick gets in a, in a whole in a whole dominatrix uh, outfit in that one. She's very attractive. That lady, I don't know her her name. I'll find the name of it. Yeah, no, that's a great it's, movie. It's the house movie. is another one. Uh, the house is very funny and scary at the same time. He's like a Vietnam vet moving into a haunted house, and he has both like Vietnam scary flashbacks juxtaposed with sort of silly hijinks in the house. It's 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 wild. I like those those ridiculous horror movies. They keep you entertained because there's a good mix of gore that's silly, so it's not like bad gore to deal with, and writing that's bad, and it's writing that's bad, but it's trying to be good, which is the so kind of called, writing you want. It's called From Beyond. That's the fucking um, uh, the, the one yeah. you want. And look at there. There's Barbara Compton fucking nude, too. Yeah, she gets naked a lot in that movie. That's good stuff. And if you want to see more of Barbara Compton, you'll watch... Uh, uh, you know, that movie I just linked there that I've already forgotten the name of from beyond. Uh, also a very good movie. That one's weird. They create this like weird interdimensional like monster making machine in the basement or some shit. And there's all sorts of body horror and sex and king. Oh, I've and- seen that one. That's a, yeah. From beyond. I just forgot the name. That's a good one. Okay. House is good though. I would definitely recommend house. Just not its sequel. It's a horror kick you guys are on. She, I'm I watching this for- film. So Zach linked it. Here's a woman. There's a disembodied head, like they said, and a you know guy holding it. She's not as bound up as Kyle made her out to be. Like her hands are free, just at her side, willingly saying no, no, no. It's yeah, she wanted it. She's on a special are... serum that only lets your tits move. <laughs> <laughs> so when he put the head on her boobs, she was like fighting back a little. When he yeah. goes down on her, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's a totally different vibe. They, they put a little humor in there. They put a little, <laughs> little silliness. Yeah. I think he asked for cheesy horror or silly horror or funny horror or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and, a good uh, one. Those three are, are like top tier for, for that. Yeah. I like Jeffrey Combs anyway. He played a bunch of aliens in Star Trek. He was Wei Yoon in Deep Space Nine and uh, some others. Do you like cheesy right horror, now. Filthy? Or not, I'm not really your genre. Uh, it's not generally the one I go for, but uh, occasionally a well done one can be a, can be fun. Sometimes tough. You, 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 like if it's too cheesy and campy, I can't get into it enough to enjoy it. But like if it's mm-hmm. you know if it's if it's not funny enough, it's also not good. So it's like there's a fine line for for tone. That's that very chip. true. And it's like it can if it is a horror comedy that like they're writing it to try and be funny overtly. It's usually not good. That reanimated yeah. one was good. Like they had a a fun little ridiculous balance, but. I don't like when they try to do bad writing. It's good when like there's this movie called Shrooms. This is horror movie from like 2006. It's fucking awful. And 
but it's good because they were really trying to make a, re a really scary movie and it That's just important. fails every single step of the way. It's just sucks, yeah. sucks, 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 sucks. <laughs> and it, and I remember watching it and being like, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> this is fun. That's the sweet spot. Exactly what you just described. It's no good if they're mm -hmm. trying for it. I agree. I agree. They have to yeah. fail. They have to fail at making <laughs> yeah. a good movie in a funny way. Yeah, but yes. if they they'll because they'll never succeed in making a funny movie in a in a good way because they can't. That's what That's the, the room whole point. does, right? Sure. Do you guys know the room? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a vanity yeah, project. Saying, oh hi Mar. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Uh, the the parts that I, I did watched not that hit movie. her. How's Mark, your sex life, Mark? Her. <laughs> this is crazy, Mark. Why are you coming at me for this? Like and he like has no there's terrible cadence. Uh, the, he's he dubbed his own movie, and so there are times where he's talking over himself. Yeah, like he's ADR. talking over himself. Like, have you seen Trolls two? Trolls two is the worst. I haven't seen Trolls like, one. I don't. Know if I can't watch the room because it's so. Slow can I follow and... Trolls two if I haven't seen Trolls one first? No, <laughs> it's don't completely even try. different. It's completely different. Yeah, yeah. they, they give well, up on lost. the whole. <laughs> trolls 2 doesn't even have trolls in it that's how bad it is like, <laughs> okay yeah if i remember it's some sort of like green food <laughs> Who are the bad guys? or something weird I, uh it's some, some sort of poison you gotta watch it. there's one sh there's a scene where the kid pisses on dinner because it freezes time or something i can't remember there's a lot of crazy shit in that no he pisses, pisses on the food so they won't eat it because it's poison trolls you ever seen leprechauns is from the hood I have seen Leprechaun <laughs> from the hood. Of course you have. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Samurai Cop? I watched Samurai Cop on LSD and laughed my fucking ass off. That is a that's one where they're trying real hard to make a good movie. And the actor is trying to deliver his lines well. Try it, but try they Samurai fall Cop. out of his mouth like a fucking body being dumped out the back of a hearse, just awkward and messy. <laughs> Does nothing make make sense what he's saying? You listen to me, you sons of bitches. This is America, and we don't want you drug dealing <laughs> murderers here, fucker. <laughs> and that and it'll hold on his face. There's no cuts back and forth, like just letting him slowly deliver this <laughs> awful dialogue for like two minutes, then cut the bad guy, and he goes. Argh! And it's ADR. It's not even him doing it. It's, it's garbage. It's it's the one where you've probably seen the awkward or the reaction. His partner is a black guy, and and uh, there's a scene where a waitress or a, a nurse and our main character, the samurai cop, are having like a sexy smoldery conversation where he's hitting on her and she's not having it. She she saw his dick and she asked if when he got circumcised they took too much off, and the black mm. guy goes. Like does like a react face, and that react face has been memed to eternity and beyond. And do they do they like hold it on the react face too long? Way too long. Well, they cut right to him, and, and there's no soundtrack or anything, so nothing flows. Samurai Cop is the work is the funniest bad movie I've ever seen, and I'll it is not out. even close to being good. You'll notice at one point they went back for reshoots and had to put a wig on him. And when I say you'll notice. I mean, you'll notice. <laughs> it's just like, all right, here's the wig. <laughs> I love when there's stuff like that that's so jarring in a movie that that I have that like I ask myself like, I must have missed a plot point <laughs> like, because it's like there's no way this slipped in. There yeah. must be a reason there's a coffee cup in Winterfell. That Why? show was misunderstood. The ending was better than they said. It was bad. I did not. No, like I, I, let me explain it to you because you clearly don't get it. Mm -hmm. 
So Danny flies on her dragon and she kills all these people in Winterfell or in uh, King's Landing. And Jon Snow can't really live with this because she's going to do it again. So he kills Danny. Cool. Mm -hmm. Drogon comes up there, sees this, melts the Iron Throne with his dragon breath, right? Now we need a new king. There's only one logical choice. The guy that brought his own chair. Boom. Game of Thrones makes sense. Who brought his own chair? Bran. Bran. Oh, yeah. No, he sucks. I hope Bran dies. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Anyone but Bran. Anyone but Bran. John would have been The only guy there. with a chair gets the throne. The, my, the free Bran folks didn't even make good decisions. Bran was an absolute <laughs> abject burden from start Bran, to fucking finish. Bran was just a All pile these supposed musings of knowledge that he ever provided his companions who pushed him and, and sledded him and did everything actively worked to get them killed. Nothing... Yeah. He he if was he drug stayed. kicking and <laughs> he was drug sitting <laughs> and screaming through the wilderness to his destiny, which didn't end up mattering really. And yeah, not at that all. character he sucked. I, I wish Jamie would have just killed matter. him. His story didn't matter. If he had stayed in that room in Winterfell, right? Or he falls off the tower, he goes in the room. If he'd never left that room ever, nothing would have changed. Except those kind children who befriended he him. He wouldn't would have still had the alive. greatest stories and therefore wouldn't have been king. Yeah, he didn't have fuck that story. stupid shit to your fucking show. What a what a meltdown! <laughs> I saw on the Free Folk subreddit they pointed out, fucking Sam became Grand Maester and he doesn't even have one link to that chain of links, each of which mean you have mastered an area of science. Right? You have to be, you, you need like eighteen doctorates to fucking be a Maester with a chain. He doesn't have one, and they made him the, the captain of the fucking team, and he can't get a hit. It didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> stupid fucking. Man, What's it bro. called when you get ahead based on who you know? Nepotism is family, right? Is it yeah. is it still nepotism? I think nepotism um, still counts. Probably. I don't think nepotism yeah. requires yeah. like parenthood or. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's favoring relatives, deserve. friends, or associates. So yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys finished yeah. Silo. I did, and I thought the yes. ending was very good. Don't spoil uh, it for me. I'm just started that. I'm like two episodes in. Okay, I'll just hush up about it. I'll just say. I, I, there was a point in the middle where I was I, th- I was like, eh, I don't know where this is headed, but got to the end and I was thoroughly pleased. Thoroughly yeah, we just, pleased. We just picked up Apple TV just to check out some of the stuff on it. So any other Apple good Apple TV is pretty good. good. It's also cheaper. Tell it's also cheaper. Show. Are we talking about... Um, for All Mankind. For All Mankind. For All Mankind is the, the best thing on Apple TV. For All Mankind. Perhaps on all TV. No, the, the best thing on Apple one? TV is a series called Blackbird. It's a short mini series. Um, about a, I'm, I don't want to get into it. It's it's really good. I told you guys to watch it. I think Black Crime, Ted, Lasso, Ted, Lasso's on a- Ted Lasso's on Apple TV, right? It Have is. you seen that yet? What is that? Ted Lasso? No, uh, I haven't seen oh. that. So Ted Lasso's a comedy. Um, okay. I really, really liked it. And basically, he's an American football coach who comes over to Europe to coach an European football team, which is soccer. And uh, he's really just um, you could call him toxically positive or just an imbomitable force of positivity who lifts everyone around him in really tough situation. My wife and I watched it together and just really, really liked it. <clears throat> also, it's three seasons and it ends on time at a high. A fourth season yeah. might have been too much. I don't know if they could have sustained the level of enjoyment that I had into season four. All right. For All Mankind, on the other hand, is the alternate reality in which the Soviets win the spa- space race and America says, oh, no, you didn't. 
and just keeps going and and we fund uh the nasa to to hell and back we discover some sort of fancy stuff that makes it financially viable to keep funding it and they just keep going so by the 80s we're head we're, we're talking about mars seriously like the mars program is happening and by the 90s it's like future tech and all sorts of cool shit has happened just because we lose the space race very character driven yeah. but they, they they do a good job with the special effects and all the space shit you know we go to the moon multiple times bases on the moon i love that show Cal turned me on to it season. and i agree with him it's very good um just a couple little details that won't spoil much the russians get to the moon first that's how we lost the space race and the americans as i guess we did in real life just keep moving the goalposts. like oh yeah well the space race is really about uh colonizing the moon or it's about this or it's about that we just keep trying to be the first person to, to do a thing and then the tech it's kind of cool and it's subtle you barely notice it but they're like facetiming in 1984 and you're like wait well oh you can't do that but you can yeah. So, which is kind of cool because sometimes you'll see sci-fi stuff and if you're looking forward sometimes the stuff they miss really like jars you out of it you know like mm -hmm. they're still using like the fucking like submarine kind of like communications as opposed to like a cell phone or like whatever else kind of mm -hmm. deal and you're like what the fuck is this shit so I, it's funny looking because if you do it backwards you can inject the future stuff in and make it more realistic that's kind of cool yeah, i watched they, a really dark black mirror episode the new season's out it's josh hartnett and aaron paul hadn't seen josh hartnett in anything since fucking since city maybe but they're astronauts. They never really get into how far they're going, just that they're going to be in that ship for a long time together, just the two of them. But they have this mechanism where they kind of they just hop in a bed, they go to sleep, and they're, they're in a robot now that's back home on Earth with their families that's just like them. And, you know, you know, you can have sex with your wife, you can live your life with your kids, and it's anytime you're not just actively working on the space station or on the spaceship, which is most of the time... You're just back home with family. And it was one of the darker pieces of sci-fi I've ever seen in my life. It was it was upsetting. It was upsetting. I saw but, that too. I've heard people say it was the best of this. That was the best episode of this year's Black Mirror. I've only seen um, one. I, I did not I mean, like have seen the best one this season. So it's actually hearing Kyle's recap was actually better than I remember it again. <laughs> so <laughs> it always is. He's, yeah. He does that. Yeah. Or sometimes he'll write an alt like, you know what? That ended wrong. This is what they should have done. And I'm like, man, I want ah, to see my that alternate one. ending to The Sopranos. Yes. <laughs> There's a bunch keep, of them. I keep writing. They, 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 Gandolfini won't return his calls. <laughs> the Gandolfini estate calls me a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> they call me they a freeloader. I'm just a humble trash man. I'm just. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys ready to rap? Yeah, yeah. I guess we better. It's filthy, everybody. Time. Filthy robot on Twitch is yep as per usual. Check yes, his exactly. links in the description. Perfect. Uh, buy your cum pills. I'm back on it. I was tired of coming like a regular person. Oh. Uh, I took a little break. I don't know what I was thinking. Now I'm back on the upward trajectory. Just more ejaculate day by day. PKA 658.